<laughs> what can I get you? Hey, Santa. A pony and an iPhone for my mom. She really wants one. That's a lot. Look, at Metro, they'll give you an iPhone 6S just for switching. Charlie Jingle Bells. I should switch to Metro. It's smart. You should. Get this unbelievable deal under your tree. Switch and get an iPhone 6S on us. Hurry, because deals this good don't last long. Metro by T-Mobile. Plus sales tax and activation fee. Not valid for current T-Mobile network numbers or numbers active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Leave a dead motherfucker floating 
a dark lotus spitting a black rain Body slamming each other on clouds Making electrical sparks that can be seen For miles in the depths of the dark Till we stomp the clouds with thunderous roars That's when bolts start flying and rain starts to pour Where you gon' run from up here We got a clear view and with electrical bolts You know that we gon' spear you. I got a 15 pound sledgehammer that I bury in the domes Of people in them unlocked homes And fuck a headache, I pop heads like grapes And I keep swinging at it till the bed breaks I make it boom, I'm always spending bloody money And if my mama found out how I got it, she wouldn't love me It's over quick, I blow the brain matter out your ears And leave the bloodiest crime scene the motherfucker seen in years And split the spine of many a hater When we roll this deep with six pedals And bang more heads together than heavy metal When my hands hit your neck, you're gonna feel a grip And when I go to hell, I pimp the devil like a B.I.H. Penetrate the ground, the dark lotus sniper shaking clouds, bringing the thunder down. Forget about the scope, more like a psycho killer. There ain't no method to my madness. I only like to murder. It's cool to see bitches try to run, they won't get far. They just a moving targets, and we aiming for the heart. Bullets rain down like spurts of flash floods, and 30 people lie in pools of their own blood. Can you see the light flash when you walk in the dark lotus? Keeps you on the edge of your seat with the spark. Everything around's crumbling. Listen to the sound from the center of the earth rumbling. Can you feel that? Every place you look, you're blinded by a sign The thunder's coming stronger and you're about to die Hell is dropping faster, rain is burning hot And the only thing that you could do is sit back and watch I And a black beanie Got no love for cops Not even a teeny weeny bitch Shit, my black truck got the fat kid So what you thought, you stupid little bitch Left for clip, gave up it all this riding shit What love I had left, I done shot it And what hate I'm putting out, motherfucker Well, you got it Check this out, dog. I don't give a fuck That's why I'm bombing on you bitches I ain't got no love This whole world is insane and psycho Listen to the thugism Only body falling is the ones with the love in them Representing the riders because we mashing and thugging Ain't got no love for y'all bugging 
talking, thinking we wildin' for nothing. If in your face is for something, my windows down, my truck bumping, my 15 speakers are thumping, and I'm about to start dumping. I got no love for the government. They upset, cause I'm clocking more thriller than the motherfucking president. Then have it all sent to accounts of Swiss banks. Then all the rest chilling in my baby mama name. I got no love for innocent people caught in the way between a rider and his pay. Ain't no way, not today. It's been a long time, and I've been waiting on this chance. So when my bullets advance, I'm putting shit in your pants. I'm coming straight from the murder glove, I got no love My style's underground, but still so much above You can try and shove me, I still won't budge And a thousand years from now, I still be holding a grudge All these punk bitch-ass motherfuckers running around Claiming the ride, get chopped the fuck down You can even know me, run up and give a dap The second you turn around, you catch a one in the back Man, please, there's so many out here fronting Beady-eyed motherfuckers always looking for something That's why I never did, I never would have any love For the simple fact I hate to love Bitch, what? Ain't got no love for y'all bitches Y'all pussy is y'all only ass And let's put that ass in the skirt And see what pimping can get Don't be a customer Getting bucked for all your cheddar Once a John, twice a trick Should've known better It ain't no love For punks who pack a loaded pistols To keep it plain and simple You soft as Shirley Temple I take the gap from you And bust your whole shit out And leave you where you lay With blood spilling out your mouth They call me Dr. Loveless Ain't got no love for no other Than for your head and hot lead About to make love to one another I'm loving no one If you ain't a ride of bullets inside you And David Copperfuck couldn't hide you from the slug Cap spit all fly hoes suck dick I got no love if you ain't trying to fuck Bitch, trick another motherfucker I got no love for radio DJs Your ma's a dick I got sucker. a full clip of these heat-seeking bullets with no names oh, You about to have a crying mama with a body to claim I already got front-page newspaper fame Plus this drink got me on this anti-love Only thing. love I got is this cat in your back When I'm jacking your track to make it ten times more fat what makes you think anybody was feeling you? Shit, every time I see your ass, I think about killing you. I got no love for your side, your side don't got no love back. Ain't got no love for the haters, man, cause I'm holding the gad. Ain't got no time for that chatter, man, you can kill all that mess. I'm aiming straight for your face, so fuck your Teflon vest. There ain't no love for the cuss, those addicted to my crack. If they're laying on their deathbed, I'm still getting my money back. No love for the family and fuck all the friends. Best believe I'm getting my cheddar back up in the end. Like trucks, we let you know we coming with bumps. It don't increase your chances, no way. When the shotgun pumps I blow the lights out your body And bust at your ghost My hollow points I have you dead and cooked Like fuck ass pot roast Cause you a fuck ass Punk ass In the fuck ass In the way of my money So it's you I blast Ain't no love for no fuck ass You a fuck ass Bitch In the fucking way of my cash No love motherfucker So it's you I blast I'm gonna let hold ya I funeral ya You a fuck ass He has a few tattoos. Got a problem with that? So he doesn't like to take a bath. So smells like sweat and booze. That's right. But when he gets on the tables, starts to mix and cut. What he does is so damn fresh, you don't care. He smells like bud. What? It's Shaggy Two Dumps, ten minute mix. It's ten minutes long. If you can sit through it, 
you must be strong Have a little patience Yeah Just a little patience Yeah Just a little patience I've been walking the streets at night Just trying to get it right It's hard to see with so many around Get out of here, man What's wrong with you, man? Yo, stop the music, the Hulk Hogan. Oh, my God. Let me explain what's going on here. Did you turn it down? What up, y'all? Yo, uh, Shaggy isn't here, you know, so what we did, me and Mike Clark, is we've compiled a mix of uh, all of Shaggy's favorite Hulk Hogan songs. You didn't even know Hulk Hogan made music, did ya? Well, Shaggy knows it, cause Shaggy's his biggest fan. Oh, he don't give a damn about Hogan wrestling. He's his favorite music fan. Matter of fact, for Shaggy's birthday party, we tried to book Hulk Hogan in the wrestling boot band, and we couldn't do it. So what I'm gonna do for you right now is I'm gonna narrate you through a mix, a collaboration of all of Hulk Hogan's music, Shaggy's favorite songs. Mike, kick the Hogan music. Now, this this song's called The Hulkster's Back. One of Shaggy's personal favorite Hulk Hogan jams. Oh my god. Check out the pump, brother. Wanna not? What's up, dude? I was born, I was bred, I was southern fed. Got a crazy idea running through my head. California is a place that I had to be. Then a speech in the pit really set me free. Oh yeah. Turning it on, everybody on the beach knew it wouldn't be long. I took the belt, it was flares, I don't really care. In the hands of the maniacs, we can all share. This song is called. I don't know what it's called, but it's sung by Jimmy Hart, one of Hogan's friends, and it's on Hogan's album for some reason. If Shaggy knew what we were doing, he'd be dancing in his thong bikini underwear. Shaggy wears thongs. I bet you didn't know that either. Listen, Shaggy loves this shit. Play my music 
Guitar and I sang, I swear to God, it was fresh. Another Hulk Hogan jam. One of Shaggy's personal favorites. Right here on Shaggy's Mix, we're mixing it up for Shaggy. Walking down the beach, looking for some action. Had my radio set on a rap rap station. Saw a girl in trouble, a sticky situation. She wanted me to give her mouth to mouth. Just we are the We were cruising down the beach. Checking out the action, had my radio rocking to a heavy dust station. Putting on some shades, trying to catch some rays when I caught the lifeguard. Messing with my face. Shaggy's 10-minute mega mix. I know we're not supposed to be talking, but I had to talk because I had to explain what the hell's going on. This is Shaggy's favorite Hogan Jams. Another Hulk Hogan fan, Bubba Dub. Maybe Shaggy can... Oh, he's sleeping. I was going to say, maybe he can hear us in New York. I doubt it, though. Anyway, this song right here is Shaggy's absolute personal favorite song. 
This song is called The Hulkster's in Heaven. No, Hulkster Comes to Heaven. I don't know what it's called, but it's it's about a dead Hulkamaniac. But today we're going to picture it as being about Shaggy because Shaggy's not with us. So let's just imagine Hulk Hogan singing to Shaggy about tagging up with him again in heaven. Read it in the papers. I saw it on TV. I guess it'll be one empty seat when I wrestle at Wimbledon. I used to tear my shirt, but now you tore my heart. I knew you were a Hulkamaniac right from the very start. Right from the start, you were my friend. I'll see Monoxide Child, Jimmy Madrox. Where's Blaze? Sleep. Sleeping in the hallway. I wanted to pull you guys right in front of this microphone, and I want you to tell me what you think of Hulk Hogan. Woohoo! He's great, man. Quit lying, you were just dissing the hell out of him. Well, and he got skills, right. he can flow. Nah, nah, that ain't what you were saying. But I'll take Hulkster to the earth. Man, he ain't no Steve Austin. 
Ain't don't, nobody there. Don't bring Steve Austin into this right now. I'll tear my shirt off. Look, y'all, we at the end of the show. We got one more song to play, but we ain't gonna yell over the song like we normally do because this is my sh- That's right. And I don't be yelling over my sh- That's right. I got too much respect. This marks the first time we've ever played Insane Clown Posse on Insane Clown Posse's Juggalo Show. But it ain't the last time. No. Hell no. no. Matter of fact, I might go ahead and play it four or five times in a row, baby, baby. That's right. Don't bother me because that's my jizzing. Now, this goes out to Shaggy. Who for real is in New York shooting his movie? Everybody let me go. Come and daddy let me go. All my neighbors let me go. Someone gotta let me Everybody let me go. Come and daddy let me go. Anybody that is heard of me, I know they love me. Everybody let me go, mom and daddy let me go, all my neighbors let me go, someone gotta love me. Everybody let me go, mom and daddy let me go, anybody that has heard of me, I know they love me. Everybody treats me like a hoe, I'm the antichrist, they wanna kill my mama, for giving me the life. I'm on my tree, they say, I walk a different way, get on your knees and pray, Lotus is your judgment day. I like to hang with the hookers and winos, and let them give me taps with their heroin needles, what? I love to kiss on the bitches with bad breath And choke her by the neck while I just fuck her to death Now tell me, do you love me or do you love me not? Nah, well kiss my ass, the red eye marks spot Tell me, how you be behind my back and always hate Till my face be straight, about to make me catch a murder case Tell me, what make your brain tick? What the fuck, to even find a lotus click Well you gotta look, but you can't see us We'll try our focal heat next Matter of fact, motherfucker, you remember Everybody let me go, mom and daddy let me go, all my neighbors let me go, someone gotta let me Everybody let me go, mom and daddy let me go, anybody that has heard of me, I know they love me Everybody let me go, mom and daddy let me go, all my neighbors let me go, someone gotta let me Everybody let me go, mom and daddy let me go, anybody that has heard of me, I know they love me I want to tell you a story. It's an ugly one. It's about nedding and how I can't get none. I could have cocaine come with a crack pipe dick and I couldn't get a base and to buff my shit. Speaking of crackheads, I am a crackhead. I mean, I don't smoke, but I got a crack in my head. My daddy used to slap my face around with a brick until finally the back of my cranium split. I took my shoelace off and sewed it back shut. I wear this goofy wig now to hide the cut. Look, nobody loves me, I'll be quick to admit it My mama says she loves me, but she won't let me hit it, I'm kidding Then you got my brothers, they call me mental case They beat me up and put their cigarettes out on my face <laughs> My head throbs I'm about to enroll in Columbine and finish the fucking job Everybody let me go, mom and daddy let me go All my neighbors let me go, someone gotta love me Everybody let me go, mom and daddy let me go Anybody that has heard of me, I know they love me Everybody let me go, mom and daddy let me go All my neighbors let me go, someone gotta love me Everybody let me go, mom and daddy let me go Anybody that has heard of me, I know they love me Hi Kelly, it's me Jay Listen, I know you don't like me calling you and stuff, but Fuck you, you know what I mean? Give me a chance. I'm not that stale. I mean, 
just because Terrible thoughts run through my mind Causing my head to fill with anger Anybody I don't know, I wanna strangle Does it make me such a bad guy? Nope Y'all like live bitches, I like the dead cops Hang with killers, creep like phantoms in the darkness And even though we like to murder, we ain't heartless Can't help it, I got a bad reputation But devastation, all out panic before decapitation Nobody love, yeah. don't nobody care no. They'd rather sit and stare and make fun of my hair I'm a killer, I'm a devil, I'm a punk, I'm a traitor My mama hate my guts, but I could never ever hate her And this bitch I used to fuck, say my dick too small She wasn't saying that when she took it all in the jaw And all my dogs and my true friends think I'm insane They say Jamie doesn't rationalize or talk in normal ways Everybody let me go, mama and daddy let me go All my neighbors let me go, someone gotta let me Everybody they love me, go. Mom and daddy love me, go. Anybody that is heard of me, I know they love me. Everybody love me, go. Mom and daddy love me, go. All my neighbors love me, no. Someone gotta love me. Everybody love me, go. Mom and daddy love me, go. Anybody that is heard of me, I know they love me. Just give me a chance and call me back. Which one? Kane Hodder. Is that how you spell it? <laughs> I'll fuck it with you. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah, bring this what? back up. Bring this bring, fucking bring show is up. lit, fam. Yo, this show is lit. You know, nobody was even going to say that. I'm and you gonna brought it love back. you forever and ever. Fuck yeah, I heard y'all singing it. Oh man, we were rocking. Oh, that shit was hilarious. I was fucking driving home, laughing my ass off, getting accidents. <laughs> and shit. That oh, shit was yeah. funnier than fuck. Oh, we, yeah. we, we harmonized beautifully. We did. Yeah, we did. It was a good time. What up, y'all? We're here. It's hey. another Monday, Replicon Radio. Just like Ruth said, we're live and we're lit. We're live and we're lit, fam. Fam. Oh, man, don't it, forget that, it's, fam. It's weird, like you know. I know what awesomeness is coming. Yeah. Like, oh, that's I mean, another we, one out of fucking like awesomeness. Well, know? I mean, that was properly used. Rudis isn't like nice I words. I just don't like words. Yeah, he doesn't. No, you don't like nice words. I don't like words and I don't like people. And you don't mm. like new things. New things is all right. You know, the, that old Randy Travis track y'all played last week, I, that was new. It wasn't new, though. That was hella old. It was for the show, new for the show, it was though. definitely new for the show. <laughs> and it was way uh, different. Us singing was definitely and new. And it, it was way different. <laughs> you never thought you'd tune in to Replicon Radio and listen to Freaky P and Dead Body Man sing. Yeah, Let alone singing Randy Travis. Y'all yeah. lucky I wasn't here. Yeah. I'd have knocked it out of the park. If you guys missed that, go back to the Tommy Church episode after this episode and peep the yeah. end. Peep the whole episode, but definitely peep us singing at the end. Yeah, that was definitely. <laughs> You're more than welcome to cut it and like put it in there. Put yeah. it in like your own thing or something. There you go. Just put yeah. it in your ringtone. Yeah, make it a ringtone. Make, make it a, a ringtone. Make a little video memes. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Uh, do it, do the little video memes what up, Mr. of, Wiggles? of, of Hi, sleeping Merle. in the, in the, the fucking lobby. Hi, dead body huh? man. Hi. 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 Oh, hi. I'm hi, just Merle. going through the chat saying hi to everybody. Hi, Joe Wiggles. Y'all missed me last week, didn't you? You were here. I you know. Were here. They missed my talking. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, because he was quiet the whole episode because he I got mad. Anybody. I wasn't mad. <laughs> I never heard anybody say they missed you. I know I didn't either, but hey. Well, fuck them then. <laughs> Are you listening? The fourth voice. Are is, you the fourth? The fourth voice is still not here. Are you assholes in the chat room that didn't miss me? You can kiss my big hairy fat ass. <laughs> hairy fat ass. 
hairy fat. Ass. I don't know if it's hairy. I I can't see it. You can't. Can you, you can't. You can't rub your own butt. I mean, I can, but I can't feel if it's hairy. There ain't that much hair on there. Did you guys enjoy the uh, the the? Well, not you guys because you didn't hear it, but the everybody listening, the Hulk Hogan, Violent J breakdown. That was fun. I heard what I what. I heard a little table. bit of it because I was like, "Is it Jay?" You heard really? him start singing, and then you're, yeah, Hulk Hogan was rapping and shit. Yeah, that's that's awesomeness, brother. That's awesome. Right after WrestleMania, that's lit, fam. It's perfect timing to hear some Hulk Hogan raps, right? Yeah, WrestleMania, which I watched last night, which was it was good. Um, how about, very long. How about, how about that Ronda Rousey? You know, was she wrestling? Uh, yeah, yeah, she did. She re- she I mean, wrestled. Yeah, yeah. she. I didn't actually, know about that. Her performance was good. It was it was actually pretty good. Um, Is she a real wrestler? She's starting to become one. The only thing I didn't like is that they're sitting there talking how she's like the baddest woman, but everybody forget that Holly Holmes beat the fuck out of her and put her in the hospital for yeah, a Yeah, but Holly days. Holmes isn't there wrestling. I, yeah. I understand that, but Holly Holmes was the badass in the octagon and put her in the hospital for a couple of days and fucked her shit up. Oh, did you hear that live sneeze? That's real life right there, man. See, Wiggles missed Rue every Tuesday through Sunday. Aw. That's my homie. We're he gonna missed get, you Tuesday through Sunday. He did not miss you. He did not miss you. Right? He did not miss you on Monday. He did Monday. not miss me. No, <laughs> not at all. What a dick. <laughs> That's awesome. That is funny, though. But, hey, we appreciate everybody but tuning in, What he's in, trying man. to say is he For misses real. me at every other day but Monday because yeah. he hears me on Monday. That's right. You could always listen to the replays that we could be with you every day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, asshole. What the? Man, quit making them be bad guys. Go back and listen to the old. The go back to the other uh, show on our page and listen to the old old shows. Yeah, do that. The OG shows. The what pre- were they under? The 2017 archive. Replicon Radio archives. That's what they're, they're under. Yep, that's all. Where did they, they come from? They came from the old place. What's the old place? The 2017. Place. That's the old place. <laughs> they came from 2017. That's the old but, place. Those shows used to have like fucking 50,000 listens and now they have like three because we brought them over here to our yeah. spot. Yeah. I, bet, so, I bet they're happy about that. Yeah, fuck yeah, they are. <laughs> they're fucking you can still find that shit when you search our yeah. name. Bullshit. I, even on the YouTube. Oh, yeah. They're all plastered. Mm-hmm. Plastered, 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 plastered. Why are we popping, man? You're I don't be, know. I'm not is, even we're going to so. get a lawsuit for blowing somebody's speakers. <laughs> 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 well, I'm just plastered. I'm not even saying it loud. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> it's just the way you do it. But yeah, we got a fucking dope ass show for you guys tonight. We got motherfucking Jason Voorhees himself. His is it self. dope? Huh? Is it dope that like fucked you up? Dope? Yeah. What kind of dope is it? What's that good shit? That's that, that good, good, good Yeah. You guys all need to be drug tested. Replica got that good dick. And that good dope. Quote from Chuck Reeves. And we got that dope dope for you tonight. We got motherfucking King Hotter on the show. Jason Voorhees himself. Seven, eight, and nine, and ten. It's kind of a this is this is definitely uh an I don't know what the word is inaugural. It's definitely uh an episode of change tonight. Yeah, it's uh Kane Hodder is our oh, first ever actor. Why are you touching shit? I'm sorry. It's that that fucking <laughs> janky ass cords. Janky. I ain't got. I got one cord plug. Like it's all of them. Mine do it too. It's the adapters. Yeah. Well, we need better ones. <laughs> Somebody sent us some adapters. But, yeah, Kane Hodder is essentially our first ever actor. Yes. Ever. Yes. I mean, we've had people that acted in movies. Yes. Like, A and B was a big, you know, 
And Blade, all them guys were yeah. big money hustlers and shit. But, but this is an A-list horror yeah, movie. Our first official actor. He's actually been in big blockbusters too. Yeah, like Friday the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Big blockbuster. And, uh, he's also in the new movie Death House, who we also have Murder Mr. House. Harrison Smith. Death House. Death House. Gotcha. Yeah, Mr. Harrison Smith, our first ever fucking director. We have a movie director on the show. And Heimerl <coughs> did uh, point out that this is a, a ironic episode that. Friday is actually Friday the 13th. Friday is Friday the 13th. I, I don't know if you're that big of a Man, mastermind. Man, we planned I'm, that I'm shit. Pretty, don't worry. I'm pretty much that big of a mastermind, <laughs> I promise. And so not only is Friday, Friday the 13th, yesterday was Kane Hodder's birthday. Yep. So it's Kane Hodder's birthday, shit? Friday the 13th. You can go to twistedshop.com right now and get the brand new Twisted Friday the 13th t-shirt while you're listening to Friday the 13th star Kane Hodder on our show. Does it have a picture of Kane Hodder on it? It does not. Wow, fuck but it has a Jason mask. Oh, well, and it could. it's also, this isn't as nearly as cool, but it's the first time we've ever pre-recorded an interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to see how shitty that sounds. Sounds, it's, it's like if we didn't tell people, they probably wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. they wouldn't. It's, it's the exact same interview we would have had. Unfortunately, Kane wasn't available tonight. Because of, I so wanted to Because he's a guy. fucking actor. You know what I mean? It's scheduling shit could have any other night but <clears throat> Thursday or Friday. So we got it done. We came down here and we got it done. We could have did it Saturday. That would have worked out good. But well, we did it on his availability. We came uh, down there and did it, bro. I don't like it. Well, he needs to. He but needs you're going to get the same experience. It's, it's like, I don't want it. I even listened back to it and I felt like it was happening at that moment. Like, it yeah. doesn't. It's the same shit. It's not like we went and edited it or nothing, you know? Yeah, we did not edit this. We still say stupid shit. And so you're going to get a lot of. Answers. You're going to get a lot of pee going. <sighs> yeah, hopefully. And his his phone. and that's fitting for the, <laughs> yeah. the the volumes are all over, all over the place. Yeah. yeah, because unfortunately I was not able to monitor it. He live. is in the, he is in Hatchet One, Two, and Three. Yeah, that's we, right, we, Victor we, motherfucking Crowley. Mr. I have all those Crowley. movies actually. I own them, and the Victor Crowley movie that came out as well. I don't have that one. Yeah. And he was at Game. He was. was I wish I was a little smarter with that astronomical. I would have brought all that shit with me to him signed. He was also the stunt man playing Leatherface in Leatherface. Yeah. We cover all of this in the interview. Why are we talking yeah. about it now? We need to, like, just. Because it's not I want people to be excited, man. Like, to, we can tell people I'm what he's sure in. You can Wikipedia that. We would have said that. We would have intro that shit anyway. He was, he's been in over 150 movies. But we're going to get to that later. We, we have uh, Mr. Harrison Smith coming up shortly. We're going to talk about the brand new movie, Death House, and. A bunch of other stuff. I don't yeah, know what we're going to talk about it? because where can we get that? Because it was only it's supposed in to be in theaters. That's it. It's on still those specific in theaters. Days. It's like limited, so now it's getting more theaters. I wonder if it's on the fire stick. <clears throat> it might be. So like, it's not a big budget movie. Well, after this interview, so it's like it it's, gets it's these it's theaters gonna, and it gets a limited run, and then if it's popular enough and people want it, it gets a bigger run, which is going to happen. And then it, after it's already this they're already adding more to it already, so it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So like adding more I heard to it the movie? Good. No, like it's being available to go see oh. more places. Instead of being in 12 theaters across the country, it's going to be in 300 theaters. And if that does well, then it'll be in fucking 3,000. You know what I mean? It's going to be in fucking 3,000? Maybe. Yeah. And Not after this 3, interview, 000. it's going to be across the globe. Everywhere. Nationwide. It's be across the globe. Nationwide is on your side. That's right. So is Replicon Radio. And no, we did not get paid for that. <laughs> Hashtag underground. Unity. No, but we did record a commercial. Well, we did sort of. <laughs> yeah, 
I can't wait to play that one. Did you guys do that Thursday? <laughs> yeah. It's not really commercial. It's kind of. It's just a shout out, but I mean, it, it, it's like a what the fuck. I'm glad you brought that up, though. Yeah, we can just go. I still that. have that other fucking thing, too. Oh, yes. That fucking crazy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you should play that first. What the fuck? That'll just confuse everyone, oh. including us. Yeah, we should. Oh, man. <laughs> that one is hilarious. You should just play that randomly. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I can do it. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Um, what are we doing? I'm working on. Uh, you said you had a whole lot of stuff to say. Yeah, you said you got a whole bunch of shit to say because we wouldn't let you talk last time. You guys are sitting here talking, so <coughs> somebody's got to do it, bro. It's kind of what we do here. <coughs> well, no, I mean we're just talking, and we just. I don't talking. like this fucking mic. Why? Because it's so good. No, it sounds shitty. No, that's just you. No, that's just you. You can hear yourself so clear. I sound really good, no matter what. (laughs) You can just hear you breathing. You can blame it on me. You breathe in the damn thing like... (laughs) I mean... I ain't even breathing It's all in the mind. I don't even know what the fuck's going on right now On my phone man Why didn't it let me go to the motherfucking shit I know that's what I'm trying to do They're both sitting there on You're the trying phone Trying to go to our shit Or any shit What's up daddy boy Daddy boy Hey girl Hey girl Um, There's a whole bunch of stuff going on tonight uh, Blaze and uh, Gorilla Voltage are in Juliet Rocking out with our homies uh, Front of the Ghost and nothing nice Oh shit you don't say. Froggy Fresh is down the street at a motherfucking food bar. If I had money, I would have been. I would. I would have been there, but I don't. So you got no. this instead. Actually, no, I wouldn't have missed this episode to go to Froggy Fresh. Yeah, because Jason Voorhees is fresh. He is. No, he's lit, fam. I don't care if I've already heard the fucking interview. It's great. I love it. It is. The his, his uh just to give you an idea, the listeners an idea how good the interview is. We were told by his publicist that we only got 15 minutes with him, and it wound up being, um, you know, much longer than that. Commercial. Which? Oh, for the for our commercial. Commercial for the commercial. Well, I have that one saved. Oh. The commercial for the oh no, what happened. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, what happened? Oh, no, what happened? And I think that's a perfect name for it, too. Yeah. Fucking madness, y'all. Oh, it's going to be great. If you can get, if you would stop whoring yourself out on our speaker. What do you mean? You're the one that started the fucking shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Are we going to listen to it or Double what? testies? Double testies Triple. in this Double testies, double testies. Now we double Dribble. testies in the sack. So let me pull this. I refresh this. Pippity pop, pop, pop. Hold on. Pop, pop, pop. Pippity pop, pop. Double testies. We do we do a double test. Oh, God. We're not live again, are we? First test. Holy shit. Four times. Triple testing. We're going to show you times. Four times. Four times. Four 
What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What up? Yeah, what up? Yeah, yeah. I think we've lost the first test. It's getting hotter up in this motherfucker. I feel like my nose is going to start bleeding. Pick a rack! Pick a rack! Ah, oh, dude, we should definitely play that show. Oh, my God. Drop it radio. We should do like... Oh, fuck. I love it. What the fuck happened there? That was us testing stuff. And we kept it. Testing testies. <laughs> I wish we should have did a reaction video to Rue. He's just giving me the death. He's like, just why, why the fuck? Like, well, I don't even know what the fuck it is. No, it's just madness. Just listen. It's just fucking madness, like, bro. Like, we literally waited all that time for you to play some bullshit like that? Yeah, of course. This is what we do. Jesus Christ. No, I was going to play something else, but he said to play that first. Yeah. Well, that, I don't even know what the fuck that was. It was just literally just madness. That was pretty horrible. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <coughs> Beating on the table, put my headphones. Jesus it's Christ! It's absolutely madness. Shit around here, so janky. I feel like we're back. Hey, in the make old sure you studio. check out Seventh Dimension Seven Twenty dot com. Check out all their dope products, including the flagship product. Can you bore me a little more? Brand new pre-workout kratom sludge. 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 And what's that do for you? Sludge. 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 He asked you a question. Sludge. 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 Eliminates Sludge. morning grogginess. Sludge. There it is. Sludge. Supports against free Sludge. radicals. Sludge. Helps with energy. Sludge. 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 Seventh dimension. Sludge. Seven twenty. Sludge. Sludge. Peep it out. Sludge. I just can't leave you two motherfuckers alone (laughs) to do any fucking thing. You know what? I love it. (laughs) Jesus. Go get you some. (laughs) Go get you some sludge. Oh, my God. I love it. I think it's a masterpiece. 7dimension720.com. Speaking of fucking, uh, while we're talking the subject of, like, uh, drinks. Drinks. You guys tried that new... uh, How the fuck are we on the subject of drinks? Sludge. It's a drink. Is it? Is it not? It's a pre-workout shake. You drink the motherfucker, don't you? Do you? What? I'm going to fucking stab you. I'm serious, do you? You can snort it. What, you going to stick it in your asshole? Kratom comes in powder forms, pill forms. What, are you going to eat the powder? Flower forms. Yeah. yeah. I would love to start drinking Kratom. I don't know what it is, but if it gives Jeez. you energy, right, I am mind. down. You know what? While I'm, I'm talking about drinking and beverages, and nobody else seems to be but me, did you guys try to do uh, Bud Light Orange? No, but uh, I wanted to. It's not bad. I heard it was uh, sweet. I didn't even yeah, know it was a thing, but it remind it automatically reminds me of something we just said would be good like 10 years ago. Yeah, right? You remember that? Yeah. Uh, it's not bad. It. Uh, I don't think it's as sweet as people are saying it is. Um, Like what's really fucking sweet is that Henry's Hard Orange. You ever had that? The Henry's Hard Soda? Mm, yeah. Now, that's really sweet. This Bud Light Orange is, well, it's brewed with orange peels, with not actual oranges, just the peels. So, it gives it that orange flavor with, like, a beer aftertaste. Yeah. It's not bad. I, I enjoyed it, actually. I, I had, think I would like it. I like, I mean, I like the Blue Moons and stuff, and they put oranges in that. Yeah. I like that. It's, it's, I think this is better than Blue Moon. 
I never put an orange in Blue Moon, so well, you need cradle usually, according to the chat. Usually the 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 bar. I'm not in the chat right now because I was looking something up on my phone. Because he was angry. Today. Well, they're letting you know that you need some kratom. You need I don't some know kratom. And you drink is, it. Someone is drinking it right now. And uh, he is not working out afterwards. He's a <laughs> naughty boy in their tea. And uh, it's, I I opened up one bottle, and I kind of tasted it, and I was like, uh. Another drink, another drink, and I'm like, all right. After I got done with the bottle, I'm like, you know what? It ain't that bad. Does I it taste like open. a monk's heart, or does it taste like a Bud Kratom? Light with orange in it? It tastes like a Bud Light with orange in it. Okay. It really does. It's good. Uh, like like what, like what the shit we made by accident. This is uh, Kratom yeah. is a Kratom is like a painkiller. Yeah. I did not know that. I, I'd look it up because I have no idea what it is. Oh. I don't um, need Kratom then because I don't need to go to sleep, although I would like some. You don't have to go to sleep. You can just kill your pain. Yeah. I got a lot of pain. Or if you're on heroin, it might help you get off of it. Uh, it does say it, it, it's a, in a high dose, it's a treatment for opiate addiction. Yeah. Fucking worse than one. I was, somebody's talking. Who? Changing Everybody? I was still, I'm we're talking, still talking about Kratom. Yeah. You're talking about Bud Light Orange. i down. I'm fucking with you. I, I, Jeez, I was, I was addressing what, what well, you anyway, were talking about. What I was talking about earlier, it's story time. <laughs> no, like back when, I don't remember what fucking year that was. That was at, uh, that was at Hog Rock, right? Yeah. One of the first years of the gathering in Hog Rock. And we, we'd roll over. We had a big-ass fucking cooler, and we'd just roll it around. Filled yep. with all liquor and fucking beer and everything. And uh, we were just hanging out at the main stage, and all of a sudden they decided, nope, can't have that shit no more. Well, all glass. I mean, it's yeah. good. We had had it. It was like day two or three probably <laughs> at that point. And all of a sudden they're like, no glass. And I'm like, there's no fucking way. I'm pretty sure we just put a case of beer in there, bottles. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like some other – and like I think we had a whole fucking – Handle a fucking Jaeger, yeah, and a bunch of Fago. Like, there's no fucking way we're dumping this out. No, and they're like, well, they were cool. They were dicks that we had to get rid of it, but they were like, take it over here, and we'll fucking pour it in bottles. Uh, wow, that's a lot of bottles. Yeah. So we took it over there by the fucking, uh, like, there was like a backstage area where for just the security people and shit were. Yeah. So we went over there and we just started pounding them. Yeah, we're sitting there like fucking, like we're trying to drink as much shit. as we can. Oh, good God, right. It ended up being a really good time. We ended up partying with all the security guards. <laughs> yeah. Like, we were giving them. Like, they were getting off work, and we're like, here you go. Here yeah. you go. Here you go. We're you know trying to get rid of it. Yeah. And we're just fucking, you Just know. imagine one dude, and, like, now everybody's fucking drunk. Yeah. Because they, they, bust, they busted one cooler. Yeah. We and everybody's had so drunk. Everybody. much fucking alcohol. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we had literally crazy. just filled it up. Like, we're not going back to the car tonight. Yeah. This is right before Main State, so you know we're going until, like, 6 a.m. Oh, yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not... We're fucking... This is it. Oh, yeah. man. So we're like, we're just over there fucking partying. We walk, I can't remember who... Somebody was dope. There was, like, two dope people on stage, and we're, like, side stage, backstage. This is before we were getting press it passes. It was better... Yeah, it was better seats than what we had Yeah, so, like, with. we so could see like, the fuck fucking it. show with no one in front of us, yeah. and we're just hanging over there getting crunk with the fucking security <laughs> guard. They're getting <laughs> off work. They're like, shit, they'd, they'd sneak one, and they'd be like, I'm off in an hour. Oh. They come back and hey, like we'll be right we here. We're probably kicking it for like four, probably four and a half hours, probably right there. Yeah, like just fucking, fucking meeting awesome. people, talking to people, and then we're like, and then like the bigger shit was getting like I think Lotus. I don't remember who was somebody yeah, was I think coming Lotus over. Is like getting ready to come on. We got to go down there. Let's fucking just fill these bottles up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we started filling fucking you know one had this one had that and we pull. We, I think we had fuck, I don't even remember how many Bud Lights we still had left so we started pouring them in Fago bottles we'll just fuck it we'll drink it out of there <laughs> orange uh-huh. Fago bottles yeah so oh, we poured boy. yeah that's all they had we had to go buy <laughs> we went and bought two liters from the thing yeah. and poured it in there and it was yeah orange Fago so we dumped all the fucking Fago out filled it up and then later I think almost like that night and the next day we were drinking that shit I'm like this is fucking delicious <laughs> like yeah. it was just like a hint of orange in yeah. our Bud Light 
they have the Fago, and I'm like, good. why don't they make this shit like this? And now they do. It does. It actually does taste exactly like that. <laughs> it was so good. You should have brought it to AB. Should have. Maybe yeah. not. As, I don't think it's as potent as that was. Because <laughs> they're doing it. It's at, still a hint of orange. As a, uh, an attempt to resurrect their Bud Light Lime. Uh, well, not only that well. is uh, there's a uh, there's an IPA out there that's also that, like mixed with fruit okay. as well. And so they kind of grabbed the idea from that as well because they're like, well, fuck, dude, if these local cats are doing these microbreweries are going to do it, why don't we fucking do it? We already got a name. Yeah. So that's what they're – it's it's pretty much a kind of a test. A test. And uh, here shortly they're going to be coming out with a grape. It's going to be like a Bud Light grape. Well, that's weird. I, I don't know how that would go. I think it would be pretty good, though. I, I would try it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and no further ado, come September, Bud Light or Budweiser is actually, well, Anheuser-Busch is hooking up with Jim Beam. I heard about that. And it's going to be a Budweiser with a hit of Jim Beam. And what they're doing is they're taking the Jim Beam barrels. Yeah. From what they, you know, they soak, they're sitting soaked in the barrels. They're taking that, putting Budweiser in it, letting them age in that. Yep. So it's going to have that Jim Beam Budweiser fucking taste. And that's what I'm looking forward to. That is going to be, I think that's going to be delicious. I, I'm going to try that. What's it going to be? Get, can, it's going to be the, the Jim Beam and Budweiser together. Hey, hey. Well, hey. Jim Beam and Budweiser? Yeah, they're going to, they're going to preserve the Budweiser, or yeah, the Budweiser <laughs> into the, uh, Jim Beam barrel. I want to try uh, that, that vodka tequila. They, ha- they have a uh, Moscato vodka, and then they have rum tequila. Like, they're coming out. They're mixing all the fucking shit. And I, I'm like, I'm down. Like, I want to try all this shit. I, Baby, me and tequila do not get along unless it's Patron or Cabo. That's it. It's the only thing I can fucking drink, and I can only do a few shots of them. I can't sit there and pound it like Saturday I can with night. Crown, Jack. I'm a whiskey guy. See, I could drink anything. I don't like gin, and I don't like, um, I don't like spiced rum. Um, basically, I mean, I, I can drink I get along else with, but tequila. I get along with all, all no. liquors except when I have too much of it. And that, yeah, no, that never ends well. <laughs> Actually, uh, my, uh, the, the guy that's ahead of, uh, head of my department actually told me about, uh, Yellowtail. This is going back probably. I like I Yellowtail. Know. It's good. It's probably going back, uh, you like Bailey's? I like Bailey's from a We're shoe. probably going back probably about maybe last year. Uh, told me about Yellowtail had a Zangria out. Yeah. He's like, it's, it's not good. Gonna, he said, it ain't going to be out for long. Get it while you can. If you see it, I'm like, well, dude, I love fucking Zangria. Bought a bottle, still haven't even opened it. I paid seven bucks for it. I'm like, fuck, I get crunked on the whole good. bottle. I, I haven't even opened it yet. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of saving it for that. All right, we're going to. Just drink wine tonight. Whoa. Holy cow. Don't worry about what that. What the hell just happened? Oh. Was that Carly Rae Jepsen? No, that was actually Halsey. Oh, I'm yeah, down right. with Halsey. Yeah. Hey, this is crazy. Although she, she's got some good songs, too. Here's my number. So call, call me, me, maybe. Yeah, she's got, she actually does have some good songs. I, I look up now. I don't like to call me, maybe. That's, nah. I like to, like... The first oh. week it came out, and then what? it got overplayed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, that Bud Light Orange is definitely... They need to bring back B to the fucking E. That's all I care about. They don't even acknowledge that the shit existed. 
oh, I heard that uh, they, they, I think uh, Carbo or whatever, the, the rum, is it came out with uh, 151. So, oh, yeah, there's 151 rums out there. Just yeah. Bacardi quit making it. Yeah. So, I don't what the know. Fuck that? That's not, that doesn't have anything to do with what I was saying. Well, we were talking about liquors. Yeah, I was talking about B to the E. The way you said B. You just heard Bacardi. Yeah. <laughs> you said B. I assumed you meant Bacardi. <laughs> B to the E. It was, B, it was beer to the power of energy. Oh. B to the E. Oh, nice. B to the it was e. the first energy and alcohol. MAD 2020. That was before fucking like Four Loco and all that shit. I remember Four Loco was killing people. That was a good That was a good. That's era. why that shit went away. Yeah. But it well, was so fucking good. Well, they got it, but they lowered good. the alcohol content in it. I like how they, they, took, they took the energy out of the Four Loco. Yeah. That's what they did. Yeah. But B to the E, B to the e does not never existed. I bought fucking... Hundreds of bottles of it in cans, but it never existed. Even if you go to Anheuser-Busch and they have a bottled can of every product they've ever sold, that one's not there. Like, it never fucking existed. Mandela. Did you have these? I used to drink the shit out of them. Do you have any? No, I drank them all. Why wouldn't you? I, see, I, I didn't know it was going to go away. See, like, I always I didn't like, know it was going to be a fucking fantasy, you know what I'm saying? A make-believe secret Mandela. thing. Yeah. Oh, anything I collect anything Budweiser comes out with. Like I got, I got a couple bottles of that. You don't have any of those. You don't remember I do not. when I worked at the gas station over by San Luis? I do not. We got them first because dude told me about them, and I was like, "Bring them here." Yeah. I'm ordered them. I don't even think I was allowed to place orders, but I ordered them. <laughs> and they, they used to send us cases of them shits because I would. They came in four packs, like Red right. Bull, and I would fucking buy fucking eighteen of them. Yeah, no, I don't have any of those, but oh, I do got so the uh, camouflage sixty ounce <laughs> bottles, the uh, nineteen thirty three. Uh, preserved. I do have a couple of oranges put aside. Uh, okay, here. What else? You're not crazy, and no, it's not Mandela. It's a real. Yeah. Thing. Oh yeah. It's a real. It thing. I know it's a real thing. I just drink the shit. It's out of a, this is on the five worst products Anheuser Busch has ever put out. <laughs> <laughs> They're fire though. Uh, what are all those? What do you got? Like a list of a top five? Uh, top five on this this website. I I, I uh, you got fucking Red Dog on there. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. Uh, Tequiza. We had Tequiza is on there. Uh, Tilt is on there. Oh, that was a, that was an energy thing too. Uh, B to the E. Uh, <laughs> the lime read and strawberry. What the strawberry is good. Like, no, dude, here. the cherry read is worse. The cherry, it's at. the the clamato, chalita or whatever. But people like that shit, man. Yeah, they, but that reminds yeah. me, Mexican just, people buy the shit. Of like, that. Dude, they, they came back out with Zimas. Like, are you serious? Why would you even come out with Zima? Zima went away for a reason. Zima. Is Zima. that on there? No. I don't. I don't think yeah, Z, B to the E, man. Six point six alcohol by volume. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, yeah, were those twelve ounce cans or? I don't know. They look like sixteen. Well, yeah, that picture were little. Like they were little. It might have been like an eight ounce can. What? I loved Red Dog Gliders. The the fucking the big fat boys, man. I, I used to be a little a little pyro back in the day, and I, there was an Indian. Uh, um, Mini Mart down the street from my house that I, I, you know, 12, 13 year old little me walking in there to sell me lighters and shit. And, and they were like, no smoking with this. I did. I ain't smoking with this. No, no. I'm going to go like fires, motherfucker. What, what, dude? <laughs> like, there was, what, what? Oh, what this website says it appears to still be available in its original formula overseas. Oh, Japan's got everything. Yeah, I would like to probably, order that. You probably couldn't have it. They said, they said there's some guy, I don't know who this, whatever website this is. Claimed he, uh, he went to some bar overseas and asked for two vodkas, 
and Red Bulls. And, and, the bar, and the bar girl said they didn't have Red Bull, but they had like a similar product. So he was drinking vodka and B to the E mixed, Ooh. and he didn't know that that's what it was. And he realized later that it was actually That'll beer, fuck you energy up. beer yeah. with vodka. Because that's what it kind of tasted like. It tasted like a good Red Bull. Because Red Bull tastes gross to me. Yeah, Red plain Bull. Red Bull. I love I Jager Bob's. You know, I drink vodka well, and Red Bull. Yeah, I drink Red Bull. But, but Red I Bull, I don't like Red Bull. But I mean, it's not disgusting. But it's not like I spit it out. But it's not good. No, I do remember that when that came out. I do remember. I was like, "Fuck that!" I did try it once. I, we were down at. Uh, I used to take it everywhere. I was at uh, uh, Grant's <laughs> farm, and they had it. And I was like, "Let me try that." Yeah. And I, let me get somebody. So out. disgusting. I, I didn't care it. for it. I will. I want to try it right now. I know who's got that. Somebody who's overseas. I know we have overseas listeners. Find me some of that. Yeah, come on. Can you send that to me? Is it customs or something? You're friends with one on Facebook. Yeah, I don't. I, I believe that fa- that falls under. They live uh, in the Netherlands. What is it? Uh, is that close enough to overseas to get it? Yeah, maybe. Should I have her mail it to you. The national, uh, the national oh, tobacco you want me to firearm. Ask her? <laughs> yeah, that won't go over well. Wh- which one is the na- the the? Uh, oh, alcohol, firearms, and tobacco. The ATF. Yeah, yeah, I believe it falls under ATF jurisdiction of imports, and uh, I don't think you can. Yeah. <laughs> but send it to us, man. Hmm. Just don't. Just I don't know why. You, I mean, don't put what's on the fucking. Don't put what's in the package on the package. Well, how do they get away with charging more for imported products? Nah, I don't know. I don't. You're, how do we get imported products? You're. Uh, you're Somebody's got a license them, right? for it. I mean, you can have licenses for it and all that stuff. It's just like, you know. Individuals can't. I can't go ship a fucking gun overseas without the proper oh, no. licensing and shit like that. You know, that they're just basically keeping the traffic. They're trying to control the trafficking of alcohol, firearms, and tobacco. Alcohol should be able to fly wherever. Yeah, but there's different regulations. Like, like we yeah, can't ship our beer but to like fucking six, England because their beer it's a 6. is like five or six point seven. Even if it, I mean, you got Chicago that. Uh, they got Not Your Father's Root Beer at 12% alcohol. I mean, yeah. if we have that in the States, you should be able to get that overseas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever we allow, that you should be able to get yeah. wherever. Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff that well, flies shipped. over here that is highly illegal to put in their food over there. So, Including illegal aliens? Yeah, yeah but like absinthe yeah. used to be illegal here. <laughs> yeah, but you can't. Good luck getting wormwood. First, they make it with wormwood in it now. Yeah, yeah but eight years ago. Yeah, the worm got a little wood. I I had one that supposedly had wormwood in it. I didn't start hallucinating until I went to sleep. Then I pissed in the dresser. What was that oh, shit? It worked, <laughs> then, right? <laughs> you remember we drank that? I started hallucinating on the drive home from a gathering one time and driving a fucking and RV. That was after drinking the shit that Barbie yeah, had. Absent. Fucking absent, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Shit tasted like fucking pond water. Yeah. That was the most disgusting thing I've ever drank. Well, that, you don't Even make diluted it right. with sugar. No, yeah, they, 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 yeah. it's, it's still it's fucking not the garbage. Yeah, you motherfucker tried to get me to drink. I said, I ain't oh, drinking so that shit. Nasty. I had some and of I was that. Like, this shit don't work. Six hours later on the drive home, I'm like, bro. <laughs> bro. And she had, she had, I had sake, a whole, too. I, had a I whole, drank the sake. I had a whole fifth of that shit. I wouldn't shit. drink the other shit. I wouldn't drink that fucking And it's like 50%. Absolutely. I had a whole fifth of that shit. And the next thing I know, I'm having somebody yell at me. They all go, hey, um... Are you pissing in the dresser? No, no. I don't know what you're no, talking we'll just about. Go ahead and shut this door. You know what Saki does to me. Yeah. Oh, is it good job? Fuck you, fuck you. Well, no, it gets me all passy outy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you can't fucking. We wake used to get up. fucking lit on fucking. They used to have dollar sakis out of fucking Rue Thirteen. Oh my god. And we used to go down there and just get fucking like 
20 bucks at a time. I'm going to get hammered. Wasted. Oh. <laughs> and it was all flavor. Oh, man, Shit I tastes like sake. fucking Kool-Aid. I love yeah, sake. Yeah, they had regular. They had apple. They had a berry. They had a fucking... Sake is dangerous. I don't know. They had all yeah, kinds of Yeah, it tastes flavor. like fucking Kool-Aid. We were just pounding it, dude. Yeah, fucking. but they usually sell in such little quantities for like six bucks. It's like, fuck that. Bro. Oh, no, dude. This was a dollar, and you got you got a 12-ounce rocks glass, yeah. Oh. Holy shit. Yeah, what? Man. It was a oh, fucking really? cup like this big. You got. Dude, get Where is this magical place? It's not, it's not there anymore. Bro. Oh man! Well, Probably they don't do they... the dollar sakis. We went there for my second well, thirtieth birthday anymore. party. When it's they closed down, right uh, after my second thirtieth yeah, birthday. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, that was a long time <laughs> I ago. I closed too. it down. But yeah, we used to get fucking wasted there. I'm not. And lying. I'd be wide awake, like boom, yeah. boom, boom, and then we get in the car, man, and I didn't <sighs> drink for like an hour. Yeah, and I was out. Yeah. Like, not even just, like, sleeping out. Like, <laughs> I, you couldn't move me for... This dude was out fucking cold. I don't even know how long. Like, this is... Six this to is. eight hours, at least. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. like he would slap me, punch me, kick me, throw me out of the car. I, I was dead. Yeah, no, nothing. <laughs> it was so bad, dude. I like, I'll fall asleep, and you can wake my ass up, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah. No, you... Yeah. I couldn't... I, would, I was dead. Yeah. I died. Like, I literally, one night, drove to my house, fucking elbowing him, slapping him in the fucking face. He didn't budge. So, all right, motherfucker, I'm going in, going to bed. I took his keys out of the ignition and I set them underneath the seat. Yeah. And Left I me in the car with the motherfucking windows down and shit. <laughs> it, it was hot I woke up to a fucking school bus of kids like, ah, yeah. I'm like, what? I, I went inside and <laughs> I was fucking crashed. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? My neighbor's like, dog, you need a ride. Because it was on like a Wednesday or some shit. Yeah, right? it was like Thursday. Hilarious. It was on Thursday, Friday. Yeah. It was a Friday morning. Yeah, it was, it was Kawasaki's every Thursday. It was Friday morning, and he's got school bus of kids rolling by, hey, screaming, hollering out the fucking window. My neighbor's like, dude, you all right? You need a ride home? Or, no, I think I'm good. I'm, like, I think I'm home. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. That's amazing. <coughs> yeah, Wiggles, I'm not allowed to drink uh, absinthe anymore. Uh, I, and if I do, I think I have to be two states away from my girlfriend. So. Huh? <laughs> oh, is it her dressing your pizza? Yeah, affirmative. And on <laughs> on her Xbox controller oh. in the top drawer. Wow, damn, you had leverage, huh? Yeah, <laughs> aimed up. You yeah. got this in the top drawer. And then I think later on in that night, no, yeah, oh, uh, uh, is that shit loud? No, that's what I was checking. Huh. still DRE, still freaky P. What? 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 Hey, we got motherfucking Jason Voorhees, Kane Hodder on the show tonight. And motherfucking movie director we Harrison do. Smith. We do. That we do. And you guys are tuning in to Rep Town Radio. We are minutes. live. We're here every motherfucking It's Monday, Monday 7.02. How about them fucking blues, man? Yeah, go blues. Woo! Party on, baby. Yeah. They didn't make the playoffs. Sarcasm. Okay. How'd you touch sarcasm in that? I was hoping my Blackhawks would have put him out. But it came down to the last game again with Colorado. Colorado shut them down. Oh. Fuck their asses up. Shut them down, shut them down. Colorado fucked their asses? Yo, like literally. Holy shit. With no lube. Was that televised? Yeah, it was. Can't believe I didn't hear about that. You didn't? That's yeah. Colorado pulling their dick out of their ass. Yeah, I should have been team. at I should have been at the uh, baseball game tonight, but I had to turn down tickets. I hate turning down tickets. Any other night but a Monday I'd have been in. Baseball game, the Cardinals baseball game. We were here. We were here. We was here. The, uh, home opener. Yep. Yes, we were. That was last Monday. Was it? No, you're right. It was, it was Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, we, we, that's right. When Body Man and I were here. Ooh. Put in work. 
Yeah, sucking each other off don't yep. count as work. Then that's why he was body man instead of dead body man. I was very much alive. He's that just day, the sweetheart. body. He's just, he's, the, <laughs> he's just the body man. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear him giggling when he's talking to Kane. Yeah, <laughs> stop him! Stop it, body man! Tickling you girls me. were playing footsies under the table. Uh, uh, no, we were yeah. still on the same side of the table. Oh, didn't you see? The, yeah, we did a show. Did no, you see the YouTube, YouTube. video? No, I we did a YouTube. YouTube. we did a YouTube tried, live and we essentially did a show. It was an hour and a half on YouTube. Yeah. All you see is hands going like this. Yeah. Skiing. Yeah, yeah we're good. skiing. Ah. And if you miss it, you nope, can watch it. No, P, it's watch my turn. Too. It's my turn, P. Oh, yeah. Come on, dead body. It's my turn. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can oh, see yeah. you guys, two kids fighting over cocks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and if that sounds interesting to you guys listening, make sure you go peep our YouTube page. <laughs> and you can watch. It's actually called Thursday Fuckery. It is. Thursday fuck around. <laughs> Thursday fuck around. That's what it's called. The Thursday fuck around. <laughs> I, With I, Freaky P and Body Man. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> With appearances from the fucking plastic dinosaur and the wooden dinosaur. Yes, oh, sir. That's why it's over there now. That's why it's over there breaking shit. Yeah. It's, I moved it over two planks. Wasn't it over there? Yeah, yeah. he was behind. He was. It was. It was perfect in a shot. And you put him back. Yeah, we had that dope no. ass green glow. Yeah, we had the green glow. They got to see our green screen that we haven't used yet. Mm-hmm. I used the green screen. I might use it again here soon. But yeah, you're just tuning in. We're we're we're, we're, we're live and lit, fam. We're in the right spot. In. We got fucking Harrison Smith and Kane Hodder on the show coming up soon. Soon, so don't the theater uh, near you. Don't like freak out because you hear a bunch of assholes talking. I'd freak out over that. Right? What like the fuck is that? Get out of here. Like, Replicon Radio went national? Huh? <laughs> what was that? Small Healy? Yeah. You didn't know I spoke that? I didn't. I didn't either. I didn't. Wow. First try of dra- uh, drag, and dro- drag and drop. Drag and drop. Fuck, I hate this computer. Stupid. Did you break something? No. I said I actually drag and dropped something <coughs> first try. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. It's computer stuff you wouldn't understand. Gorilla Voltage is in Joliet tonight. They're going to be right here in St. Louis on motherfucking Wednesday at Pops. I'm going to be there. Blazing Gorilla Voltage. If you guys are in the area, come on out. It's on the edge of the fucking dry erase ports. No, it wasn't. It was just laying out I'm saying it's like a part of the the edge of the... This one actually, I think. No. One One of them. One of them. I don't know. He brought us in 62 dry erase (laughs) ports, which I don't understand why we needed that many... He did. Why'd you bring a 62 up? We literally caught over this every week. But yeah. They were in my DJ bag and we used to use them on the old radio show so we could talk to each other without having to talk to each other. Basically, they're just for one eye, which he hasn't been here in a month and a half. Thank God for that. (laughs) (laughs) We've been way better. (laughs) Yeah, we don't know what's going on with that. But yeah, you guys should. If you guys are in, if anyone's in the Missouri, St. Louis, Illinois area, and you're not listening, you're not, uh, well, if you are listening, because you wouldn't hear this if you weren't. Right. You should go to Pops on Wednesday. Or if you're in the Springfield area, go check out uh, Twisted Blaze Anger a little bit. At least two of the replicons are going to be there. Two? Yeah, me and you. Wednesday. Wednesday, oh, Wednesday. Wednesday for sure. Is that what it's used for? Uh-huh. Or like if you want to say Now he's going to start Keeping secrets <laughs> On that side of the table All it did was suck dick Yeah He was just telling me What to do Yeah <laughs> You already know I mean he performed on you Thursday He's very no. good at it 
Oh, that's not the true. other way around. Yeah, absolutely. Oh no, it I'm was not it fucking was, gay. It was, reci- it, was <laughs> it was reciprocated. Don't let him. Don't let him fool you. I'm not gay. I had to fluff him into it, but he yeah, he came around. <laughs> oh, I just got a mental picture. You sick fuckers. Oh god. <laughs> Jesus. Oh no, my mental picture was way worse than what he even like intended on. Hey Merle's going to the Holy show. Holy fuck. Hey Merle. One of our winners is going to the show tonight, Juliet. Who's a wiener? The guy that won the big room bowling competition. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Joshua. Kroskowski. See that shit? We give away fucking tickets to shit, and now motherfuckers don't even listen to our show. Yeah, oh, right. Well, he's at the he's at a show tonight. Why would he listen to our show? But tomorrow night, you can go check out our motherfucking homie, bunch of our homies, uh, Chuck Reeves, hosting the uh, Gore's Truly tour with Razakel Genosha X and a slew of other motherfuckers. And uh, you really Providence. like that word, don't you? What slew? Slew. Well, he, every you know what slew reminds me of? Sludge. Does it? <laughs> Ever since uh, we did that UGA. Oh, yeah. A slew of other. Yeah. That's just a word that means a lot. I could have just said and a lot of other people. You could but have. slew sounds more yeah. smooth. A slew of other people. Second yeah, brother. Sludge. Jim Cemetery goes in the chat. Hey. Hey, girl. Happy early birthday. Also, happy early birthday to, to High Merle. Apparently, his birthday is also Wednesday. Well, so, how, late, how late do you plan on staying at that show? Um, Like, till it's over? Yeah, like, till it's over. Till, like, last... See, I don't know if I'm going to stay that late. I don't know, I'm not going to leave in the middle of Blaze. I would. I've seen him a million times. You don't love Blaze anymore? No, it's a Wednesday you night. Hear that, Chris? And I gotta get up. He doesn't for love work. you anymore. That's right. Big Rue has no love for that. Because you can't do, do you can't do a show on a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Yeah. Well, maybe he should have done his research. He wouldn't have had it on a Wednesday. But like Big Rue has to work in the morning. Early, early. Ten hours. Early. Ten hours. I'll call you all when I but get you're off. Work. You go to you make it through Thursday. I might, I might fall. I might fall asleep at the bar. <laughs> you're right. You, know, you get a three day weekend every week. You're not even allowed to complain. Yeah. Really? I got. I put in ten hours a day. Well, so I do have a right to complain. No. I fit in forty hours in four days while you guys do it in five. I would much rather do it in four. I would much rather do it in four. I understand you would rather, but you don't. I don't have the option. I don't, I don't have an option to get it out of the way. I'm allowed to stay and work overtime. I could I could do that, and then I'd still have to work on Friday. They send me home early. That's that. I'm actually going to be going out of town. I'm fucking have a really long day Wednesday, but I might be able to go in late on Thursday, which is dope. I would call in to work, but I got a very big streak going right now. Who else is calling dead? And well, I can't call in. No, no. See, my work. If you if they do, they go through waves. Sometimes they give me overtime. Some like sometimes they're like. Whatever amount of overtime you got, you have to cut that much off of your schedule to keep you at the 40. And I'm like, I Whatever. wish we did like that because I'd be like, hey, hey, boss, I'm going to stay over today so I can just come in late on Thursday. Yeah. Well, he uh, <laughs> it just so happened that he brought that up. He's never said that before. Like, you actually come in late. Usually it's like you go home early on whatever day you want or Friday or whatever. But he's like, you could come in late on Thursday. I think it's because. I'm going to have to get up at 2.30 in the morning and leave out of town by 3.30 and drive and 
probably basically work like 12, 13 hours. And then, you know, so it's like, hey, you're, you're going to work all day fucking Wednesday. And, you know, you can come in late Thursday. And I'm like, yeah. it just so happens that I'm going to be at a bar at a concert that night. So that works out. There's music to my fucking ears. But, yeah, like I was saying, I can't go. call I'll in. I got you. a streak going. I haven't missed a day of work in 10 fucking years. I'm not going to start now. Well, I'm still going in Thursday. I'm just, oh, you're talking about calling in. Ah, okay. Yeah, I ain't never called in a day of work. I ain't never well, missed a day in, of work. fucking man up. Just going dead. That's why I'm not I'm manning up not going to the show or leaving what, early from the, the show. This guy think he's responsible or something for the fucking show? Yeah, some of us, some of us have to be responsible. <laughs> I might I not act you know like it too. You know what you need to do? You need to go home drunk after the concert, pound on your neighbor's door, get evicted, move in with your mom. It's a great time. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's what you should do. No. Oh, you, have to, you don't have to walk next door. That's what this motherfucker Yeah, but you're going to go bang on your mom's door. And then you're going to no. get kicked out of... His <laughs> mom places. lives next door. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Well, look Just at that. Your, putting your business out there. <laughs> they share backyards. Oh, they barbecue together. It's sweet. There's Sometimes. a fence, though. Yeah. You, should pride, put, you should put, pride, a, you should put like a door in there. No. No. <laughs> I mean, you can lock it from your side. I understand, but no. Then you can go in and you go swimming anytime you want. No. I get, there's like already a gate. I go out my <laughs> gate. It's go like, right a, it's like a three and a half foot fence. You can just roll over it. <laughs> no, it's a six foot fence. It's privacy. Oh, that's my privacy. Except for they have a fucking deck that's up top, so they yeah, have to see right in it. Hey, <laughs> yeah, they just what are you everything. doing over there? There's no privacy at all. No, not really. You can't get no privacy. That fence sucks. <laughs> I'm going to build like a fucking overhang <laughs> connected yeah. to the fence. I always feel like somebody's watching me. That's right. And I have no privacy. Oh, yeah. I'll probably, I'll, if I go, I'm gonna end up. Probably, I'm gonna end up leaving early. Yeah. Is is uh is Dana or Jason in the chat? Jason no. is. Was he? Yeah, he was talking about it a little bit a little bit ago. Jason, are you in if you're in here, say hello. <laughs> I don't even see hello. him. Hello. He was in here. I don't think so. <laughs> he was. There I'm he gonna, is. I'm gonna see if I wonder I wanna see if her uh, her him and Dana are gonna go to the UPS double. Well he was in there forty minutes ago at least. Yeah. <coughs> well if you guys are in there, are you tuning in later? Yeah, are we going to that? No, it's 800 and something miles away. Holy and it's on May fuck. 26th. Oh, yeah. The exact same day we had. Well, we were supposed to. Like, they wanted us to go. Yeah. It's really far away. I would love to go. They would. Yeah, they were like, Dude, we'll, no. I mean, if somebody hits us up and says we're paying for your fucking uh, air flight, your plane air. ticket, then our fucking show will probably get canceled. <laughs> yeah. And, and hotel. Yeah. And car. Yeah, they play for. I mean, we don't even. They, we can Uber. Use yeah. Uber. I can handle if they pay for our plane. Yeah, they're hotel, going. I believe. Uber. Yeah, they're going. They're where. Yeah, where they're going. But we're, I think we're gonna. I think I might hit them up and find somebody to represent Replicon there. That sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we get like good video footage? Well, that's not up to me. That'd be up to them, wouldn't I it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how me it would work, like, right? Yeah. I'm not gonna fucking Yo, do that. Yo, can we get some good video? Nobody send them my cell yeah. phone yeah. just to make no, sure they take shitty videos. Shitty, shitty I'm audio. sending you guys you, my cell phone. You do. Please have, don't answer any calls. Um, <laughs> you do mine. have a lot of shitty fucking videos. Yeah, it's the sound. I have shitty sound. <clears throat> Maybe so you sure should, you like, stand away from the speaker instead of right on it. Yeah. That might be far. I like being close. You can zoom. But yeah, yeah just look at your phone and zoom in. It'll feel wanna, like you're right on stage. Yeah, they wanted us to do like video interviews and shit. I was like, oh, that's not going to happen. But yeah, no. We don't have that. We uh, could probably do that at the gathering. 
or on the uh, Fright Fest tour. Uh, maybe. We'll see. Talking to the mask guys about that. Yeah. <laughs> the mask fellows. Yeah, those mask fellows. <laughs> they made it big time. Made it in that Blaze video. Yeah. Uh-huh. In the back of Pops? In the back of Pops. Like, what the fuck? Well, that was dope that he shot most of that video at Pops. Yeah, like, when the fuck did this happen? Yeah, yeah when did that happen? Like, where the fuck was I? Fright Fest or whatever when they, when they came. Halloween night? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Because that's the, the only time were... they were all there. Yeah. Where the fuck were we? I'm like, what the fuck, man? Were we? Been... No, that wasn't then. That looked like he was mostly shot backstage and in. in uh... Yeah, it was definitely fuck? in that back area and then, like, in the fucking men's room. Yeah, the back wherever <laughs> that men's room is, because I've never That's seen the that green room. Yeah, room. I've never been in there. You've never been in the fucking green room, Bob. Nope. <laughs> you should try to go in. There I know. I don't know how the fuck. I don't. Nobody knows me there. Like you know that that I can get back there. All right. Well, Unless I walk back with you guys. Well, if it, we're going. Then we're going. We're gonna go to the green room on Wednesday. <laughs> Sounds great. All right. Can't believe you've never been in there. I've ne- I'm not, not cool at all. Yeah, I know. No. Well, that's why I'm always like, yeah. <laughs> unless somebody leaves beer in the fridge and there's no one watching, <laughs> <laughs> it's not cool at all. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then that turns into something bad, essentially. Yeah. I guess. But that beer tasted way fucking better than the ones they were selling at the bar, though. For oh, some reason, yeah, because yeah, they probably were shooting water in the ones <laughs> yeah, at the bar. I think it was because they were free. I think it was because it's seventeen and. <laughs> They did taste pretty fucking good. I bet you did, Mark. That motherfucker caught me with one. He didn't even care about the other four I drank before that one. (laughs) 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 I could have sworn there was 56 beers in here. No, there's two. Oh, dude, we were like pounding them. What is it? Oh, you weren't even. I say I got like 25 minutes of video of Lex and uh, A&B and them kicking it in the green room. Yeah, nice. On our YouTube. But I and you were back there with Big Will. I haven't un 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 unlisted yet. Yeah. Uh, he wanted like we Lex wanted to do an interview. Yeah. Which we did and it got fucked up and there was like a fucking three minute long clip of the actual interview that wasn't recorded. Yeah. But then he was like, Why don't you just go like we were all just in the back room kicking it. Yeah. Me, Lex, A and B, Frankie, um, Frodo was fucking hammered and a couple other people and he's like, Why don't you just fucking record this? And I was like, okay, okay, all right. But then it was like uncomfortable. Yeah. Like we were hanging out being normal. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the fuck? What are I'm you like, doing? I'm like, someone's gonna say something. Sorry, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like walking around. You know what I mean? I'm like, I felt like a jackass. Oh, you had your tablet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why didn't you just set it? I up did, and I still felt like a jackass because I was like, someone's gonna say something. Like you know what I mean? Like, well, they then you they may not out. want publicly shared or something. Well, it was just it was live. Then you live, but it was just like. I don't want to do this. He actually do it from the phone. Like, hey. No, he was just being lazy. He's like, fuck that. No, I'm having fun now. I don't, I don't want to do work. And I want to have I mean, fun. I guess if I was drunk, I, probably, I was sober that night. That was the night I had to give Young Wicked a ride home. Yeah. If I was drunk, I probably would have just did it. But like, we're live. Yeah. But I was like, I feel like a jackass. <laughs> this is weird. That's when you should feel normal. Like when you shouldn't feel like a jackass. Because when you're fucking oh, drunk. Oh, I didn't feel like a jackass. When you're drunk, I started you recording jackass people shit. having con- candid conversations. You know what I'm saying? Like that wasn't. Right. The conversations and people were like telling stories and jokes wasn't for the whole world to hear. It was right. for us in that room. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to share shit like that with people. There's a lot of things that I know or have heard or have seen that I don't share or said the public. on yeah. other videos and let it leak out live. What did I, what did I say on another video? You and Big Will? 
Oh. <laughs> I wasn't sharing secrets. I was just talking shit that I shouldn't have been talking. <laughs> just like somebody thing, else. Yeah. Just like somebody else in this room. Yeah. Who, you? You. Me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I say shit. I don't know. Yeah, hey. the, the faggot video yeah. that we had to delete. Yeah. The whole world's a faggot when you're drunk. The whole world. <laughs> The whole sorry Facebook, the whole and, world's and a you know what? I wasn't drunk. I mean, I was drunk, but and I was. He pissed. knew everybody's name, and he repeated it multiple times. I don't, dude. No, I was. Faggot, no, I was pissed. It wasn't a matter oh, yeah. of being drunk. I was just straight pissed. Oh and, no, I and rightfully so. You know what? Sometimes the world needs to be fucking heard. You know. Yeah. Oh. Is he calling him right now? Oh, he will be. Uh, well, shit, I'm a f- Instead of y'all being pussies I'll and be fucking right locking that shit out so nobody can hear, let the whole fucking world hear it. No, I don't care. No. Because you know what's going to happen. Eventually, them two forces are going to bump heads in public and it's just going to go fucking bananas. So, yeah, we it's going to be what forces, it's going to be. Us and them? I was just referring to really myself, but. Oh. He's going to take him on by himself. I mean, oh, there's only one other, so. Ain't no need to fucking the dinosaur versus the two liter. Yeah, <laughs> ain't no need to fucking gang up on two liters. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are we talking about? We're, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come back with uh, Harrison. You Smith's guys director. go ahead and take your quick break. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> oh faggot, gonna, faggot, yeah. faggot. Minus self indulgence. <laughs> there you go. Well, there you go. Look See, that's that. what the whole that's what that whole video was that you deleted. It was I was doing the minus self indulgence <laughs> faggot song and you just didn't like it. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. <sighs> All right, yeah, let's hit them with We're gonna have a quick break. We're gonna come back with director we of the brand new back. movie Death House and plenty of other movies. Learn some shit. Tell your friends. We'll be right back. Live on Replicon Radio. Yeah, Play. We, we will be back. Play. You're gonna hear some if you don't like the music, it's going to be shitty music. If you like the music, it's going to be good music. The Ouija Man, master of the unseen force. And I can make a bloody potion with your body, of course. I'll rip them limbs off, but mostly use your eyeballs and your toes. Because those are the ones I chose to put in my goblet the most. Whoa, get a motherfucker with a gun in hand. Because he don't understand. I come from under the sands of Egypt's land. It's not so freakish, man. So try it, you can shoot your bullets at me, but they go right through and then I take a deep breath and I seal the wounds. So, 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 so what the dickens is he? I call suspicion quickly. I'll let your girly lick me only if she dead and sickly. I'll let my blood go into the mouth of the sand, creating a tornado and then I watch it dance. Call me Mr. Ouija Man. I can make your vision exist and I can dance with the spirits in the endless Call me Mr. Ouija Man I can tell you secrets of the past And at last my reflection is shattered and broken glass Call me Mr. Ouija Man I can make your vision exist And I can dance with the spirits in the endless abyss Call me Mr. Ouija Man I can tell you secrets of the past And at last my reflection is shattered and broken glass Mr. Ouija Man Witness my sickness, many bitches claim that they're mystic But the realistic of this is that I summon a ghost with the quickness I've studied magic with the highest order of unspoken ones And I've done wizardry with the light of the moon and the sun Children in their village play their game and ask me to come forth 
when they cry like bitches when I materialize upon their porch open their door proceed to glide along the floor then show them visions of the afterlife and more of what we die for I've drifted through Salem I've seen the unforgiving forest chanted with a brujo and I sing a crow Indian chorus I've held the power of the mind within the grain of sand licking flames with my tongue as they danced in my hand Mr. Ouija man I can make your vision exist and I can dance with the spirits in the endless abyss call me Mr. Ouija man I can tell you secrets of the past and at last my reflection is shattered and broken glass call me Mr. Ouija man I can make your vision exist and I can dance with the spirits in the endless abyss call me Mr. Ouija man I can tell you secrets of the past and at last my reflection is shattered and broken glass Mr. Ouija Mr. Ouija Man, who is your God, Mr. Ouija Man? Ouija Man, who is your God, Mr. Ouija Man? Ouija Man, who is your God, Mr. Ouija Man? Ouija Man, who is your God, Mr. Ouija Man? Ouija Man, who is your God, Mr.
Incorporated all up in this motherfucker. We are back. We are but live. Don't know about Replicon that shit. Radio. Y'all don't even know about that shit. I don't even know about that shit. Y'all don't Replicon even know about that shit. Radio. Replicon Radio. <coughs> We're here. Don't forget, we got motherfucker Jason Voorhees coming up on the show. <coughs> Kane Hodder. Is he a motherfucker? He is. Pretty sure we introduced him that way, too. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. probably did. And he was like, oh, shit. That's what's he, up. At he was I all. At least I know I can cuss. He was. That's exactly what he did, too. I'm coming for you. But uh, we have our first uh, official guest on the line. Mr. Director um, First fucking director we've ever had. Yeah. But, yeah, we, we definitely Very first. have him uh, on the show tonight. We had a lot of firsts. Very special fucking guest. What? Yeah. We had a lot of firsts. We did. A lot of firsts tonight. Um, we, we would like to welcome Mr. Harrison Smith. Are you there? I am here. Hey, hey. How you doing, man? We definitely appreciate you calling in and hanging out with us tonight. Yeah. Absolutely, you're having me. You are, uh, you're. I don't know if we should tell everybody this, but you're officially the first director we've ever had on our show. We usually do a lot of stuff with <laughs> musical guests, so hell yeah. Hopefully, this will start a trend. Well, we hope so. Yeah, well, I'm, For I'm sure. glad to bring. I'm glad to break the director chair. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We, we we're glad to have you, man. Um, yeah, so don't be too nervous. Thank you. Pop that shit. <laughs> Um, so essentially what we like to do, man, is, you know, I know we got, you got, we want to definitely talk about the movies and stuff, but, uh, what we like to do is we, we like to get to know people, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, sure. we, we go back on the, the replicon time machine on our, on our way back machine here. We want to go back to, uh, you know, back in the day to, uh, little Harrison Smith going and seeing, uh, Jaws with his mom back in 1975 and where it all got started for you. And, uh, yeah, you did some research. Good. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do. Yep, that's what I did. Yeah, I saw uh, that was that was. I always say in in interviews, was the movie that made me want to make movies. Hell yeah! Is that, was, what was it about? I mean, obviously you were a little kid, but I mean, what was it about that? Just the like the directing styles, or just the? No, like the I, I wish I could say I was. No, I, I wish I could say it was that smart. Um, what it what it came down to was Jaws was. The first movie in a big... I mean, I, I saw movies in theaters before. That that wasn't the issue. Um, it was the first time I saw an audience react the way that they did. I mean, people, you know, screaming and laughing. And, and, and I was scared as well, too. And then, you know, at the end, they applauded. And that was the first movie I, I consciously remember where people stood and applauded at the end. And um, that made a hell of an impression on me. 
And I remember, I can still remember being out in the street, walking to our car, and I told my mom, I think I want to make movies. I, I want to do that. I wanted to make people do what I saw that movie do. I mean, aside from the fact that I was just blown away by, you know, the, the effects, and as a kid, you know, I, I mean, it was... Jaws, I always say, is it was X-rated for anybody over 30. I mean, Jaws was a <laughs> roller coaster ride. Yeah. You know? The only people who had problems with it were the adults. Kids ate it up. You know? So yeah, it was absolutely. like, um, for me, that's what you want to make. And, and I stuck to that. So, so I mean, from, from eight-year-old to, you know, to actually getting into movies, like, like how did how did you know what I mean? Like how did you go into that? Did you like start making? Did you like pick up a camcorder at some point? You know, as a president? No, or? no. What happened? What happened was I started writing them. I started writing stories, and I loved to write. And so by sixth grade, I, I, I wrote Jaws three <laughs> as a book. Nice. It, it was written in my Mead spiral notebook, oh, yeah. and. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I ended up like putting a couple of my classmates in the story and all that. And I mean, it was just total garbage, but me, it was a big deal. I mean, I think I wrote, hand wrote like 150 pages, you mm, know? Yeah. And, and that's a lot, you know what I mean? Is when you're in sixth grade, that's, that's a lot of writing you know, with your eraser mate pen. I don't know how old you guys are, but we used to have the eraser mate pen. That was the big deal that you could erase the ink. Yeah. You oh, know? Yeah. <laughs> those were those were introduced right. when we were little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was you know, then I just started writing more and more stories and then um in eighth grade I had a, a fantastic reading teacher named Donna Haddon. And uh she you know, ran we had a TV studio in our middle school in the basement. And um she wanted to make a movie, and I wanted to remake Mad Monster Party. Remember Mad Monster Party? Man, uh, I don't think I do, no. It's like a Rankin-Bass, like, animated, like, stop-motion animation. Had Boris Karloff and Phyllis Stiller. And uh, I wanted to remake that. And we shot it on reel-to-reel videotape with, you know, three TV cameras. And, um, and then my uncle that year got me a super eight millimeter film camera kodak super eight millimeter no sound and um i started making movies i started making these like benny hill kind of short flicks you know and i put my brother in the dress and he was this superheroine and uh (laughs) created like these wacky characters and you know shot it all over the neighborhood i mean i used to hang on the front of my friend's car as i got older and he'd drive and i'm trying to get like you know the moving road shot and and all that stuff. And I used to do all lasers by hand. I'd scratch them with a needle. Uh, the film, each frame, I had a Mickey Mouse light board. And I'd scratch each frame, you know, just to make lasers come out of my brother's hand. Yeah. And uh, it ended up getting picked up by the local cable channel. Oh, wow. And they, they had, they wanted more. So I had a buddy named Lee Marshall. And I don't, I hope he's listening somewhere because I don't know where Lee is now, but I loved him. And Lee was kind of like, uh, he was kind of like this mad scientist kind of guy. And he said, you know, you can take these movies and I can add sound to them. I'm like, what? And that was where I was introduced to the magic of VHS. And so we transferred these eight millimeter films over to VHS and started adding sound and uh, music and everything like that. And they became like genuine Benny Hill type movies. 
And that's what made them get on local cable TV. And this was right around like, I'd say like 83, 84 when, when I started doing that. And um, from there, it just went. You know, I, I got my friends involved and I found out very fast that, boy, nothing is better. Nothing is better chick mad other than a dog than having a film camera. Like yeah. if you have a video <laughs> camera, chicks want to talk to you. <laughs> it's, Especially um, back then. It, it wasn't nearly as, uh, nearly as, uh, you know, easy to get. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh no. Right. And, and video camera, I mean, hell, VCRs were still expensive then, mm-hmm. you know? So, um... I ended up just kind of going forward with that. And you know, I had a really great time in high school. I, I really feel, I truly believed uh, I lived one of those kind of high school moments. Like it, my high school was right out of a John Hughes movie. I mean, we even <laughs> right down to the wacky foreign exchange students, you know, the Japanese <laughs> yeah. foreign exchange students. We had our own long duck dong, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, we really did. I mean, we, we got him wasted one night, and he's doing calculus in the middle of the road. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, from there, um, I, I got accepted to Penn State because I wanted to make <laughs> film, and they had a film program. I, I don't know why I chose Penn State, but back then, the pickings were slim, you know? Yeah. And, um, and you're from Pennsylvania originally, right? Yeah, I'm from Pennsylvania, from the Poconos. Yeah. And uh, so I got to Penn State, and uh, I, I knew there was something in my gut that told me that I'm not going to be there long. You know, <laughs> like, and there was this hot cheerleader down the hall in our apartment building, and I got kind of caught up in her. And you know, it was like one thing led to another. I made some stupid films up there, but I just partied and didn't go to class <laughs> and screwed around with cheerleader. So those are the unreleased um, tapes. Yeah, those are the X-rated for anybody over eighteen. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, now you see the problem is nobody wants to watch porn with no sound. <laughs> so, hey, I do it all the time. <laughs> right. I, <laughs> so I ended TMI. up. Um, I remember it was it was like I knew it was the end, and and I had pretty much flunked out my first semester, and I was on probation and the whole thing, and. Uh, I ended up calling out to California because my buddies used to call me like the Indiana Jones of celebrities. Like I could track people down. And we, Psycho 3, they just said, was being made and it was going to be released and all of that. And um, I said something along the line. I said, well, I bet you I can get Anthony Perkins on the phone. And they're like, get out. You can't get Norman Bates on the phone. So well, I'll, I'll try. So I ended up making these calls, and remember, no cell phones at the time, no internet, right? Yeah. So it's just a matter of tracking people down, and I ended up getting Anthony Perkins as secretary, and I started talking to her. Well, then I kind of bullshitted because I knew I was on my way out at Penn State, so I kind of said something like, "Well, you know, I'm thinking of moving out there. I, I work for the Penn State Collegian newspaper, which was a total lie." And she started talking to me. She goes, "You go to Penn State?" I said, "Yeah." She goes. Oh, I went to Penn State. Uh-oh. And so we started talking about Penn State, and then it ended up where she said, she goes, well, I'll tell you what, you move out here, you bring me a Penn State hoodie, I'll get in to see Tony Perkins. And I was like, done, right? <laughs> done. So I got, a, I got a Penn State hoodie, and I ended up dropping out. I mean, I left. That was it. There was nothing left really to, to leave there. Um, packed up my stuff, and I went to Los Angeles. Uh, and then I, I 
I remember going to a bus station, put all my belongings into a bus locker, and uh, took this uh, poster, uh, the poster, uh, that's what I had with me. I took my pictures and my luggage, but I took the hoodie and um, my VHS reel of just basically my stupid movies. And I went to the book tower over at Universal, and she was waiting there, and I gave her the sweatshirt, and we had lunch. And then when it was all done, um, she said, okay. She goes, he's out to lunch. His office is right down there. It's the first one on the left. And I went down. It was Hilton Green shared an office with uh, Tony Perkins. And so I went down, and I went into his office, and it was like, here it is. Like, you know, there were pictures of Psycho 2, posters, like Japanese. I remember a Japanese poster of Psycho 2. Oh, wow. And I remember standing there, and all of a sudden, Tony per- Perkins walked into the office. <laughs> I was like, it's Norman Bates, you know? Like, I'm just standing there. Yeah, I'm, I'm 17 awesome. years old, 17, 18 years old, you know? I was 18. And um, he, oh, well, Jackie tells me, you know, you're, you're moving out here. I said, yes, sir. I just moved. And he said, well, let me see your reel. And uh, that was the first time, you know, I'm remembering this now. This, that was the first time that I realized that movies were transferred to video pretty quickly, even though we didn't get them as consumers. On the chair was Psycho 3 on VHS. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it was like, it was a hand-printed label, but it was like, wow, they, they you know, like, it's not even out in theaters yet. And it's already on, just to a kid, that blew my mind, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And um, he ended up talking with me, and he was real nice. He watched my reel, and he said, well, he goes, you see, you like to make movies? He goes, so what are you what are you doing? Like you want a job? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he ended up driving me around in a golf cart around the lot, and finally I got on the show Murder She Wrote as a paid production assistant. Oh wow! And um, that's I worked on the B lot, and that's kind of where all went. And I met this girl who was on a soap opera, and she was in Nightmare on Elm Street too. And I ended up dating her, but then I ended up I ended up coming back to Pennsylvania. And, you know, kind of went off from there. You know what I mean? So it's been a, pretty much a cool adventure story about it all, you yeah, know? but that's awesome. But I won't bore you with all that. But that's that's how I got my start. That's crazy. Just essentially <laughs> your friends seeing if you can actually get someone on the phone. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Wild, I man. did it with uh, with uh, Heather Leggenkamp. I got Heather Leggenkamp on the phone. And they're like, holy shit, you're talking to Nancy from Nightmare. Holy I'm like, shit. I told you I can get her. <laughs> yeah, and that was back in 85. Yeah, that was fucking, yeah, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking awesome, man. So <laughs> so you, you're, you're doing, you know what I'm saying, you're, what what led you back to Pennsylvania, and then how did you get, you know, to... Failure. <laughs> the what? Failure. Yeah. yeah, failure brought me back to Pennsylvania. It was funny, uh, I was sitting, like, I never met him. I, I never met George Lucas, but George Lucas also uh, had an office, uh on Universal's lot as well too and he shared it with um, Howard Kazanjan who produced Raiders and also Return of the Jedi wow. and I ended up meeting Howard Kazanjan and we were talking and he's like what are you doing here and I said well I, I, I you know, work over on the B lot blah 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 Anthony Perkins helped me out so he, like, he kind of accepted it I think he always wondered like who's this freaking kid Yeah. and um, he watched my movies one day and after it was all over I remember him saying he goes so what are you doing here? Like, I remember he was really cynical. Um, and he said, what are you doing here? And I said, well, 
I'm trying to make it. You know, I want to be a movie director. I want to be a movie writer and the whole thing. And he goes, kid, he goes, I see you shot some of your stuff in, in a mall. And I said, yeah. I said, it was our local mall, the Stroud Mall. He said, how much did they charge you to do that? And I said, well, they, they didn't charge me anything. He goes, exactly. He goes, you're not going to find that out here. He said, no one is going to do anything for you for free out here. And he said, if I were you, I'd go the hell back home. That's what he told me. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you don't want to be, he said, this whole town is a And he said, look, you can do what you want. And I remember he had in his office one of George Lucas's sneakers under glass. I don't know what the significance of that was, but Lucas's sneaker was under the, like it was on, it was under glass. Oh, wow. And, um, and then I found out, you must know, have been Jedi sneakers uh, that he or something. Up, yeah. What was that? That it must have been Jedi sneakers or something. Maybe it was. I don't know. I don't know what it was. But <laughs> I never asked. But I just remember he was just really bitter. Like he was pretty angry at the industry. And uh, but I thought about it, and you know, I ended up, I ended up going back home because I kind of felt I was spinning my wheels. You know, I wasn't really, I wasn't really getting any traction out there. And, you know, I, I suffered from big fish and small pond syndrome. Yeah, just working you know? for somebody else, essentially. Yeah, that's all I was doing, you know. I mean, I, I got to meet Angela Lansbury a couple times. She was really nice. But there was this one guy, Steve was his name. Um, he was the one, digital editing was just coming in at that time. And afterwards, because, like, the freeways are all backed up because they're a freaking parking lot out there, yeah. um, I would wait around. And I got to meet and hang out with Scott Bayo. Like, I hung out with him for a while. And he was all excited. And he was from Philly. And he had a, his grandparents or something had a house in the Poconos. So we, it was common ground. You know, like, Charles you got to be charge, man. Charles. And I used to watch him shoot that show. That's awesome. I used to go down and hang out and watch him shoot. And this guy started showing me how to loop. You know, how, how they do it. Like, you know, there was, I remember there was a scene he showed me, he took me into the looping studio where, um, you know, the actors are walking on the beach, but obviously you can't hear their voices with all the waves crashing. And that was the first time I really realized about looping, you know, where they go into the theater and they repeat their lines and they wipe out all the existing at all that later. And I was like, wow, I didn't, again, I'm 18. What yeah. do I know? You know? And, um, I mean, now I'm sure there are people listening that go, well, duh. Just, well, yeah, because you got freaking YouTube and all the tutorials and all that shit. Yeah. We didn't have that then, you know? Yeah. So, um, Whole new world. I learned a lot about that and, you know, linear editing, nonlinear editing. I mean, and I did a, a bunch of things that this guy taught me. Said he, and he told me, he said, this is where it's going. He said, they're not going to be cutting film anymore. They're, it, this is all going to be done on a computer. And that, that was six. Wow. That's, so you go back so this home. This guy was way ahead of his time. So For I go sure. home. Yep, I moved back home. Um, I ended up running a movie theater in the local mall where I used to work as a kid. And you know, nothing stinks of failure than kind of just going back to what you were doing, and you're just older, you know. Yeah. And um, so you know, you, you kind of go from there to the point where it's like you go back to college. I went back to college, got my degree in education, uh, became a high school history teacher for a while. And uh, I, I was having fun with it, but want to make movies. And so finally what happened was um, someone introduced me to a local banker, and he had money, and he wanted to make a movie, and he came to me. And I said, why are you coming to me? He said, 
I hear you're the guy in this area that wants to make movies. He goes, why wouldn't I come to you? I'm like, well, you know, what do you want to do? So we, we hash it out. And anyway, I, I had this script. I gave him a couple scripts, but the budget would be too high. And I had this one called Feel, which was, you know, a story that's actually based on what happened to me as a boy growing up on my grandparents' farm in 1973. And he said, yeah, look, I like this one. This, this could be good. And so, you know, it took a lot of back and forth. It wasn't all that simple. And uh, finally he agreed to finance it, but under the condition that we get two celebrity names, I ended up being able to get Cloris Leachman to play my grandmother, who was perfect. There, she was my number one choice. Awesome. And uh, we ended up putting Tara Reed to play my mother. And I, look, you know, I know Tara gets kicked around a lot but she's a fantastic actress and she's become a great friend i love and Tara uh she i love yeah, Tara awesome. you know it, she's i i wrote a i have a, a blog called cinema which is about cynicism in filmmaking and i wrote a piece on her uh not too long ago i'd say about maybe six months ago um on how awful she's been treated and you know everybody's doing this me too me too and how badly women are treated but you know, whenever Tara Reid's kicked around, everybody goes, well, you know, that's part of the game. That's journalism. No, man. Like, she's been abused. Yeah, yeah she has. For you know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. She's, been, she's been drugged right through the, not, not just the mud, like, through the mud, over broke, over, you know, asphalt, and then, you know, thrown into a bed of salt, you know? So, I ended up um, making the fields. And, you know, I was still teaching and I remember I had this kid in my class and after the film was done, I only missed like three days of school. It was like a 30 day shoot. And uh, I came back into class and this kid said to me, he goes, so, you know, what are you going to do? And I said, what do you mean? What am I going to do? And he goes, you made your first movie. And I go, yeah. And he goes, well, what are you going to do? I said, Phil, I, I don't understand. What do you mean? What am I going to do? I don't know. We'll freaking see. We'll see how this movie does. He goes, You've been telling us, and you tell everybody all the time that, you know, all you ever wanted to do was make movies. Yeah, I said, but, you know, life gets in the way, right? You got to grow up. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Like, I keep coming back to that. And you know what he said? The little bastard. He wasn't a little bastard. He was <laughs> 17. He was, in, he was a junior. And he looks at me and goes, yep, just like those who can't do teach. <laughs> and I was like... And I pointed at him, and I go, you're not supposed to do that. He goes, hey, I want to disrespect. I said, no. I said, it's my job to make you think. That's no. what I said. And uh, he said, well, Smith, you know, he's like, look, man. He goes, you, you've been telling, you tell us all the time to follow our dreams and don't give up and, you know, dog it down. And he goes, you're just going to let this go? Like, you know, you made one movie, you're just going to let it go? And I said, well, I went home, and I was married uh, – I was married at that time and uh, I talked to my wife and uh, she said, all right, she goes, let's see what happens. And I, I said, look, we'll give it the Mark Twain method. Do what you love. And if you can't make money at it in two years, go cut wood. Yeah, absolutely. You know? There you go. And so I ended up rolling the fields over into six degrees of hell with Corey Feldman. And then it was camp dread and then it was zombie killers. And then, so I didn't have to go cut wood, you know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm doing what I love, but it hasn't been easy and it's still not easy. You know, it's, it's still not freaking easy to do all of this. For sure. No, so, but that's, that's the abbreviated version of it all. I mean, I could three hours telling you everything, but <laughs> you know, that's, that's how I got from A to B. That's awesome. 
Shout out to that kid in your class. Right. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, yeah. And, 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 you know, he was right. Um, like, it, and it's we're all cool about it. Like, I remember I was on set one night, and I said to Tara Reed, I said, I got it. I said, I got to get back over to my classroom. I said, these kids have a test tomorrow, and I'm going to be out because we were shooting the bar scene, and that was going to be all night long. She goes, what do you mean? She goes, what do you mean, your classroom? I go, I'm a teacher. And she, she says to me right out, she goes, fuck you, you're not a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I am. She's like, get out of here. I, well, I was taking her back to her hotel. I said, well, I'll, I'll take time. I said, you can watch me, you know, Xerox the test. And she doesn't believe me at all. So we pull into the school, <laughs> and it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. You know, I have a pass card. And... uh she goes, what are we doing in a public school lot? I'm not kidding you. I'm a, I'm a teacher, you know? And she said, I am not going in there. I said, well, good. You can sit here. And when the security guard comes around, you can tell him why Tara Reed's sitting in the school parking lot. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, man. <laughs> That's too Bob, funny. It's yeah, Bob right. that Harrison is inside, and he'll, he'll let you in. That's what I told her. So she comes with me inside and she sees my classroom and she's standing in my classroom. You know, me I used to take paintballing and the whole thing. And she's looking at years and years of stuff. And she looks at me, she goes, you're Batman. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> with your two lives. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have this double life, you know? And so I ran off the test and you know what she did? She autographed every single one of those tests. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. yeah. So when I came back later, my one student says to me, he goes, Smith, is that really Tara Reed's signature? I said, yeah. He goes, and I quote him. He goes, I don't care if I fucking bomb that test. I'm keeping it. That's what he said. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome. That's I would have too. I'd have been like, do I have to fill this one out? Like, to even think about that, like your history teacher, like, what the fuck? That's nuts. Yeah. I would my, I would have been mind blown that Tara Reed said. was standing right in the room yeah. that I was in. I'm like, what the fuck? She was just here. Why didn't yeah. you call me? And yeah, I told them, the and, and they asked that. The kids were like, Tara Reed was in this room. I said, yeah, she sat at that desk. She was right there. I'm sure you got a lot of shit for that from the kids. Was that? Oh, yeah. That was, like, that was American was Pie it. Days, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It was, oh, it was fuck. big around that time. Yeah. She, was still, the she fucking... was still, you know, known for Van Wilder and, you know, American Pie and, <laughs> you know, all of that stuff. So, I mean, there were times. But here's the thing, though. Like when I was teaching, I was teaching, and one my I didn't have a desk. I moved all around the room. I was like all over the place, and my phone was on my desk, and it lit up, and it was her. Now I have an iPhone, so it comes up Tara Reed. <laughs> one of my students looked at me, and he goes, "Hey Smith, you know uh, Tara Reed's calling you," and I said, "Yep," and it'll go to voicemail. And he's like, "You're not going to answer that?" I said, "No." I said, "Because I'm teaching. You are my focus." Okay. What does that tell you if I have to answer this call? What does that tell you about my attention toward you? And he goes, wow, I never thought of it that way. I said, she will see me after I get out of school. And nothing, do they have the directors on set? She doesn't need me. You know, she does. If it's really important, she'll leave a voicemail, right? Like right now, my students are my priority. That's it. Oh, yeah. That's awesome, man. That's crazy. That's just crazy. So your first movie ever, you got these two big names. That's a damn good place to start. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I had an Oscar winner. I had an Oscar winner, the record uh, holder still to this day of most Emmys won. 
You know what I mean? That's that's Cloris Leachman, man, and she's Frau Blucher. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's awesome. There's Diesel, Frau Blucher, and of course she's still. And the best part was, I used to grow up watching the Mary Tyler Moore Show with my grandmother, and grandmother loved Phyllis on the show. She would always be like that, Cloris Leachman. I love her, and he, all those years later, Cloris Leachman's playing my grandmother. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, and then I guess. So when this came out, you finally started getting into it. Um, wasn't Camp Dread essentially like your directorial debut? In a Correct. Sense? Yes, it was. Yeah, that was where I finally directed. Uh, Six Degrees of Hell was directed by Joe Rafa, very talented son of a bitch who's going to be ending up with an Oscar in his hand one of these days. I, I guarantee you that. And um, I ended up, you know, directing Camp Dread, which I, I felt that it was time to direct. I really... I, if it were me now, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I would have directed the fields. But, you know, it isn't that way. So uh, with Camp Dread, I was on set of Six Degrees of Hell and Fang would interview me. And they said, what do you got coming up next? And I said, well, I have this kind of like retro 80s slasher summer camp movie. And I said, but I would only make it if I can get Phil- Felissa Rose because I loved Felissa Rose and Sleepaway Camp. Um, and I got a funny story about that real quick, if, if you have a moment. Yeah, yes, absolutely. we do. So I, I went to see Sleepaway Camp when I was 15, and uh, I took this girl, and, you know, the ending. You know the ending to Sleepaway Camp, of course. And it's a real shocker in the theater and all that stuff. People actually gasped, and <laughs> the girl I took was really upset by the ending. Bullshit. And on the way out in the lobby, which was the Sherman, which is still there, Theaters, you know, had the curtains and the whole thing, right? And I walk out in the lobby, and she goes, "What did you think of that?" And I said, "I thought it was a fun little horror film." I said, "I thought the girl who played the killer was really good." And she looked at me, and she goes, "I don't know if I can date someone who thinks that is a fun movie." And I looked right at her and go, "Well, I guess we're broke up." <laughs> like, oh, this, is, this is where this ends. <laughs> it was like Jerry Seinfeld, you know. It's just like, oh, and we're broken. You know, like, I, I don't know what to What's the deal with that? <laughs> <laughs> what's the deal with Sleepaway Camp? <laughs> I don't understand what's the big deal. I thought it was good. <laughs> what? How does how does the girl have a penis? I don't uh, get it. Uh, how is she a girl with a penis? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's biologically incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, but th- that's how I had this thing to get Felissa Rose one day because, of course, we're making a camp movie. So I wanted her back. So the guy who's interviewing me says, "Oh, I know Felissa Rose." I'm like, "Oh," and he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "I'm friends with her husband, Darren Miller from CKY." You know? And I said, "Well, that's great." And he goes, "Yeah, you want her cell phone?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Why would I just call her? No, you do it properly. Yeah. Hi, I'm the weirdo from Pennsylvania that wants you to be in a movie. <laughs> Sounds legit. A, a proper phone conference introduction. First, he did an email introduction, and then we did a proper phone conference on a conference line. And um, and then she, Felissa's like my sister. She became, Felissa just became like my partner and my sister. That's exactly what it is. She has three wonderful kids, and you know what I mean? Like, I, we just try to work on everything together. That's what we do. And she's been in everything mine 
Did we lose him? I don't know. Hold no, on. I'm here. We cut, yeah, we cut, oh, out. We cut we out for a second. Cut out. That's okay. Where, where'd you lose phones. me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said she's been in everything of yours, but... Yeah, every she's been in everything of mine since. And as a matter of fact, if you get to uh, watch my latest film, it's a comedy. It's an action comedy called Garlic and Gunpowder. Um, she plays a 300-pound mob boss, like oh, wow. a drug, drug dealer. And she is fantastic. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, she really is, man. She's she's just so funny in it. Was that garlic and gunpowder? Yeah, garlic and gunpowder. And that's I, I wanted to talk about that too. Since you since you brought it up, we can talk about that. And this this is like your first uh, first venture into comedy, isn't it? That's correct. What led that's you? Correct. It was my it was my first venture into comedy. Um, I wanted to make kind of something like. Uh, uh, you know, like it's a mad, 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 mad world with a little blazing saddles thrown in. Hell yeah. And you got, and again, with the, with the, uh, with the cast, you're, you're good with these castings, man. You got Vivica A. Fox and James Duvall and. Oh yeah. I mean, it's Yeah. Fun. And they're all great. In it. I mean, they really are. We had Mike Madsen in it. And I'll tell you, man, freaking Judy Tenuta kills in it. She is just great. Awesome. Yeah, I and you can it. rent it. I mean, it's everywhere. It's, it's Amazon. It's, uh, you know, Voodoo, uh, iTunes. It's everywhere. Google Play. It's okay, everywhere. it is available now. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it was released. Um, I think it was released. Uh, damn. Garlic and gunpowder. I think it was just it was just released last month. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out. Yeah, I want, I'd like to know what you guys think. I, I think it's funny as hell, and I had so much fun making it. And Felissa's just phenomenal in it. She's this big. They put her in this fat suit. You don't even recognize her, you know? Yeah, yeah I'm sure I wouldn't. Not 300 pounds. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, so, so obviously, you know, from Camp Dread, you went on, you did Zombie Killers. Um, mm -hmm. Elephant's Graveyard. Yep. Um, garlic and gunpowder. And now, uh, now we're, you got Death House now, which has been getting a lot of publicity just because of the casting, I guess. Because there's oh yeah, the, the the whole you got the fucking the A team of horror and yeah, that's yeah. a damn thing. <laughs> I don't want to call it the Expendables like everybody else did because I'm not even a big fan of the yeah. Expendables. And, and you I know, like it, look, if, if that helps people remember it and. You know, understand it, then fine. But it really isn't the Expendables of Horror, you know. Yeah. But um, you know, the problem with calling it the Expendables of Horror, and I don't understand why people do this, but it's been a problem that's plagued this film from before I came along. And that is, people think it's going to be like Tony Todd's going to be Candyman, and Kane Hodder's going to be Jason Voorhees, and it's like, no, they're there, all going to team there's up. None of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's none of that. Number one, fees alone would be, you know, $30, $40 million just to do that, just to get it legal. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't understand. Because, like, in The Expendables, I mean, you know, Stallone didn't come back and play Cobra. You yeah. know, uh, you know, it, it wasn't anything like that. Nobody came back to reprise their, their original roles. It wasn't like we teamed up, you There's know. Rambo all, and the Terminator. Right, Rambo. <laughs> right. We didn't, we didn't do any of that, yeah. you know. So I don't know why, and you know, people like, they just keep thinking it's like, even when we did a sneak preview of the film up at Scaricon in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, um, there were still people like, we had a great audience action, but
the negative ones, you know, said on, we did like audience review cards and on the very small stack of negatives, the number one answer was it wasn't a Freddy versus Jason movie. Mm. Like, ah, Jesus Christ, how many times (laughs) do I got to say it? You know, it's, and, and, and somebody said to me one time, they go, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you make it a Freddy versus, I said, because it's stupid. How about that? There's the, it's stupid. Just because you can mash these just because, look, and somebody said, well, Freddie versus Jason made money. I said, well, then why isn't there a sequel? Yeah. <laughs> if it's such a goddamn good idea, why don't we have a whole new series of them? Because I'll tell you why. It's stupid. That's why. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure that movie would have made money, but again, it would just be, you know, it wouldn't be. Well, I mean, look, you know, integrity. Freddie versus Jason was nothing but the update version of Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein. Yeah. Right? That's all it was. You have two aging, iconic horror, you know, figures that really, you know, they, they've run their course. I mean, how many more Freddy movies do we? And let's face it, Freddy from the first film is very different from Freddy by, you know, the the last one. If, even if you count Wes Craven's new nightmare, you know, so Freddy became like a stand-up comedian. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's yeah, just exactly. cracking. And he's just cracking. Jokes. What are you talking he's about, no bitch? Really scary. Bitch, yeah, bitch. you know. It's, Right, everything. Right, exactly. So, you know, for for me, it was like just because you can mash these characters. I mean, do we really want to see a movie with Michael Myers and let's say Jack Torrance from The Shining? I mean, how do those worlds mesh together? They don't. You know, no. so it falls under the classification of just because you can doesn't mean you should. That's how I for feel. Sure. Yeah, they'd spend all the time so, thinking about how they could do it, not have to be whether they should do it. They'd have to go to room number 13. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, think about it. Look, Freddy versus Jason, I, I know for a fact, had over 14 scripts. So we got that. And the thing up with is Freddy has to, you know, go into hell to get Jason to copy his murder so people believe in Freddy again. Really? <laughs> like, that's the best you could come up with? Yeah, I, it was a good movie, but yeah, it could have been a whole lot better for sure. It was essentially just well, a movie made to make money. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have been a way better. I mean, it was good for what it was, but it definitely could have been a whole. It lot was funny. Better. It wasn't a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, a lot. It's not of, a horror movie. Like I think a lot of Hollywood's running out of ideas, and they're just they're just yeah. They they there's no originality anymore, so they're just trying to like, well, this worked well, no. in this. I'm, I'm going to disagree with that. There's originality. People don't want. Well, that is true. The the more people bitch about, oh, another remake, you freaking go out and see it, don't you? Yeah. You know, people go out and pay the money for it, right? I mean, they would stop it if people just stopped going. You know, if you didn't patronize the film, then they would say, oh, that bombed. I guess we should go in a different direction. I'm doing my part of not not patronizing those films. (laughs) I did not see Ghostbusters uh, with the female cast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like one thing that uh, I, I don't like about the movies coming out nowadays is they're pretty much like the same. Like, okay, like the house is possessed or there's somebody living in the house going to kill everybody or there's a demon. Well, or that, there's, it's that's like, what I like right. from what I'm taking they're from all Death like House. the same. That's what I'm liking, what I'm seeing from Death House, from the trailers. Now, I mean, I know we're talking to you. I'm not trying to, you know, cradle the balls, you know. But I, honestly, it seems like such an original idea to me, and it, it's fascinating. I cannot wait to see the movie just because just it, it's like. Well, what we did what we did with Death House is we wanted to make something smart as well, too. Look, 
it would have been really easy to just make a movie that was like an R-rated Scooby-Doo episode and just put in all these characters and go, oh, look, there's Sid Haig. Oh, look, there's Tony Todd. And they kill someone or they get killed, and then they're off the screen in 30 seconds. Right. We didn't want to do that. And I said from the beginning, I have no interest in making that kind of movie. There's no interest at all in that. So we made something that incorporates, you know, everything from, you know, going back to, you know, the, the mind experiments of MK Ultra from the 1940s, 50s, and 60s. We, we talk about, you know, the whole thing of, of not only good versus evil, but good's dependency on evil and vice versa. So, you know, we're approaching a very strange time in our history right now where, you know, everybody's offended by everything and, and everything's inappropriate or awkward. And we, we don't even understand anymore what anything is. And, and we're just throwing these labels out. We, we don't really think of anything. We see whatever is on the news and we process it, which is, it's funny that people are so outraged. Well, what do you think we've been fed for the last 40, 50 years? Why is this uh, suddenly a sudden revelation in fake news? You know? Who who knows? Who knows? You know, so we wanted to incorporate some really smart stuff into Death House as well, too. And it's very Carpenter-esque. You know, it's it's more of a tribute to Escape from New York than it is, you know, a horror movie. I mean, it's got a lot of blood and gore. We had to really do some heavy editing for the MPAA. So it's like <laughs> that's always we have some hear. good violence, we have some good blood and gore, we have some really screwed up moments in the film where I have people like I won't give away too much because you have to see it, but you know, we've had some people say right out that, you know, man, that one scene with those things in the in the freezer room, they were they were just like, uh you know, they were just yeah, like, holy yeah. shit, that was crazy. And that's what we wanted. And it's a good I mean Death House is—I always describe it. It's—it's it's a roller coaster ride through the fun house. But it's, yeah, but it's, you know, like I said, it has—it's smart and has a good story, and it's not just gory just to be gory, just to make a horror movie. Right. And like I mentioned for everybody else, uh, yeah, the fucking cast list is huge. I mean, obviously we got Kane Hodder, who's going to be a—we have on here shortly. Bill Mosley, D. Wallace, Sid Haig, Danny Trejo. Um, there's like twenty, twenty or more. Uh, big name actors. I don't have the whole list in front of me, but yeah, I mean that's that's a huge lineup there for sure. It's a big lineup. That's exciting. I mean, how how much fun was it to work with all those you know legends at one time? It was. It wasn't just fun. It was absolutely educational because, um, and I know like probably a lot of people say this just to keep the peace on the film. I got to tell you, I'm telling the absolute truth. It was a pleasure to work with every single one of them. No divas, no attitudes, no egos, just nicest damn bunch of people you could work with. And um, they were all there for Gunner. So to work with them, it was like, like for example, during lunch, it was so cool to, to be able to sit there with Hank and, you know, not just go, what is it like working with Rob Zombie? But how about Sid? Tell me what you've seen in the genre and in distribution since you started in this industry. And he tell you from – think about it. This is a guy that's worked with everyone from Rob Zombie to Roger Corman. Yeah. You know? And he's telling me stuff, and he, he's just – Sid is just like – he's a wealth of information. He's so smart, and he's just so wise. You know what I mean? Like he's kind of like horror's Yoda. 
you know, that's how I feel. <laughs> He's a little taller, really but oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little taller. But what a, what a gentleman. You know, he's a kind man, a gentleman. And, you know, he just, I would sit there and eat and just listen to him. And he would said to me one time, he goes, you sure don't say a lot. I said, because I'm listening to man. Because what I want to say is, is how often do you get a chance to do this? Yeah. So you know, this is this is an opportunity, man. Like th- this is I'm using the the hour lunch that we have to hear every freaking word this man says. And you know, it was really great when he was at Scaracon for the sneak preview, and so was Tony Todd and Kane and everyone. And uh, he again, we we had some lunch together, and he said he looks at me, he goes, "Okay, kid." He goes, uh, "You got your uh, you got your audience cards?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, "Uh huh." He goes, "Let me see him." So he looks and, you know, the, the card was designed again, like, you know, zero being the worst, 10 being the best mm. and all of that. And then reasons why you liked it or whatever would you recommend it? The standard card. And he says to me, um, he goes, here's what you want. He said, when this is over, he goes, you want some zeros, you want some ones and twos. And he says, obviously, seven, eight, nine and 10. He goes, that's what you want. He goes, you want the big stack of seven, eight, nine, and 10, but you do want some zeros and ones and twos and under fives. I go, okay. He goes, because what you don't want is a stack of fives. Yeah. And he said, do you know why? And I said, well, I think I do, but you tell me. And I, I did pretty much have an idea where he was going, but he said, if you have a stack of fives, it means your movie made no impression on anyone. He said, but if... That's an emotion. And he said, you don't want everyone to hate it. But he said, they're all going to dislike it for different reasons. And he even said to me, he goes, some are going to like it because I'm not Captain Spaulding. <laughs> right? And he yeah. pointed right himself at it. So he knew, you know, and he was right. We had great, I mean, the stack of positives was like two inches high. And we had like a quarter inch of negatives. And almost every single one that was negative said, it wasn't what I was expecting. I thought it was going to be like Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. So he was right, Absolutely. you know, and I never forgot that. Like, that's a, a great piece of wisdom from Sid. For sure, yeah. Yeah, that, those are those are definitely the, the good the good negative reviews for you. <clears throat> for sure. Yeah, and, and, you know, I never thought of it that way. You know, when he said, he goes, look, even if they hate it, that means they reacted to it for sure you know absolutely he said they reacted to it he said it's better than them just shrugging their shoulders going eh it was okay yeah and he said to me he goes he goes boy how many of those have you seen lately i go quite a few he goes that's right he goes you go out and you blow ten dollars on a freaking movie and you walk out with no impression of it yeah yeah, and he was for, dead yeah on. even like the movie one of the movies that I hated the most, I probably brought up more than any other movie. I, <laughs> right. You I was like, it's so fucking well, look bad. look at me. I mean, the, the movie that inspired my entire cinema blog is Jaws the Revenge, which I consider the worst movie ever made. Yeah. You know? I don't think you're alone in that one. Yeah. <laughs> and I really do think it's the worst movie. And people go, oh, no, Ed Wood. No, 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 no. Ed Wood didn't sit in his apartment painting those pie tins and hubcaps thinking, how can I fuck my audience? However, the people that made Jaws the Revenge said, how many people can we fuck over with this movie that yeah. we can get their money? Jaws the Revenge was out to fleece you of your money because it knew there was still enough to ring out. And that's why they did it. Kind of like a Freddy vs. Jason. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, except yeah. Freddy versus Jason wasn't incompetently made. Yeah. I mean, Jaws the Revenge is just inept. You know, I mean, there are scenes where you, all they had to do was crop the frame to hide the mechanical arm that holds the shark. They didn't even do it. Yeah. They didn't even care because you know why? They're, they're all the same. Fuck it. Who cares? I mean, you really think they had a screening for that movie? They had a red carpet for that? <laughs> no, they they just pre- pressed it up and said, "Fuck it, send it so straight to VHS." Type <laughs> just of just shit. go ahead, send it right. out. Right, everybody, everybody took that check and cashed it real fast and mm-hmm. disappeared. Let's, ca- let's cash these checks before they bounce. Yep, peace. Right. That's you awesome. know, look, I know for a fact they were sending out those mechanical sharks and sending them to the Bahamas before the script was even done. <laughs> wow. They didn't even have a script. When they arrived in the Bahamas, they didn't even have a freaking script. <laughs> it's like, what good. are we doing here? Do, right, do we, do we get do. the bigger well, boat? What do we do? I don't know. It's let's, like, uh, is this where we get the bigger this. boat? How about the shark, the psychic? Yeah. <laughs> the shark, the Does psychic. it have freaking I mean, laser that, beams attached you, to his head? Oh, <laughs> what? Well, right. Yeah. Right. And, and you know what I mean? It's like they didn't even pitch that That's thing. Because shot. I'll tell you, if I were the head of Universal Studios, who, by the way, my wife is in the film, okay? But if I were the head of Universal Studios and somebody said, hey, Jaws 4, here's the pitch. The shark is psychic right there. (laughs) Done. Nice. Sold. (laughs) But somebody went, now that's an idea I can get behind. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. You know, you said it's just all about that's what people are buying now. I know I I read something earlier there about the uh, the, – Are you there? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Yep, I said you read. All I got was I read somewhere, and then it was about the uh, Bill and Ted, the new the sequel to Bill and Ted. Oh yeah, and the biggest yeah. issue they said that they're having with it is every fucking studio doesn't want to greenlight it because they want a reboot. They want new kids, yeah. but they want to make a sequel, third to Bill and Ted are old, and everyone's saying no. We want new kids. We want yeah. reboots. We want reboots. Well, my my answer to that is is uh, let's look at Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. How yeah. did that work out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got a I got a mind blowing idea. Sharks that can read palms. Got it. <laughs> right. They, they can make jaws. Yeah. Ghostbusters jaws. Jaws Ghostbusters. Yeah, they use their nose to yeah. read palms. There you go. That's fucking uh, crazy. Yeah, the go and the sharks are dead. Yeah. Yeah. We should just start a whole segment of the show where we talk shit about movies from now on. <laughs> totally Big ruse movie <laughs> review. Well, you know, there's there's talk and and look you know i'm sure people listening are going well smith if you're just so good why aren't you making a big blockbuster yet well i'm hoping death house will be i mean it's doing well right now it's doing well on rotten tomatoes um but at the same time you know what i mean it's like i don't know sometimes i wonder am i making stuff that people want to see because you know i i guess i should just be making like you guys said the same old shit right i should just be making a possession movie and you know we get the digital effects and somebody walk backwards or up a wall and uh they have no eyes the black eyes thing and i mean let's oh and what we really haven't seen enough of is let's get something scary in the bathroom mirror we we don't see enough of that where they shut it oh man that's (laughs) brand new right there candy man yeah candy man we we don't see enough of that jiggle a couple coffee tables around oh yeah, yeah, we've got to do that. You know um, what I like is when somebody you know, gets startled in the kitchen and they drop the plate on the ground. Oh, I love that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that you know, coffee it's, mug. It's, and I get it. Like, look, there, there's formula. Look, Friday the 13th did exactly all that. It's all formula. I get a lot of that. But it's almost like now, like, you know, everybody's talking about the new Halloween, you know, and it's like, I guess. I mean, you know, 
I guess we'll see. Well, I mean, I'll go see it. You know, I'll put my money down. I'll go see it. Uh, however, I don't know. What's it going to be? I mean, I, I heard John Squires from uh, Bloody Disgusting, who I think is a great writer and we were Twitter friends. So, so people always say, do we really need another Halloween? We don't need any movie. And I'm like, I, got, I get that. I, I see what he's saying. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, if you didn't make so many shitty sequels, you wouldn't need this kind of, you know, quasi reboot or reimagining, you know, yeah. because the the plot of this one ignores every single Halloween movie except for the first one. Okay, that's what it does. So my answer is, what did we do all this for? Yeah, you know, this is like part two, part two. Yeah. Yeah, it's like part two, part two. It's right. a sequel to part two. That's crazy. Like, how many paranormal activities do you need to have? Oh, I like love me 17. Right. I'd love me some Katie. I want to see Katie. I'll just make a whole movie of Katie. Like, one or two was fine, but after that, it was like, right. fuck another one. I was sold and when you she know, was but walking people up the could argue. People can argue right back, though, really, how is paranormal activity any different Friday the 13th? I mean, what's the plot of every Friday the 13th? Teenagers go to camp. Teenagers get That's undressed. True. Teenagers die. Right. Right? I mean, it's not like any plots are really complex, you know? I don't know. I'm confused as fuck by some of the backstories and paranormal activity with that whole cult thing and, like, trying to follow the characters. It's like, what the f- is this? Is this a horror movie or is this Saw? I don't understand. It's so confusing. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's to the but point yeah, where I'm I, I, I don't know. I, you know, people ask me, like, where's horror going? Well, it'll go where it goes, and it'll always circle back, you know? Yeah, I, I don't think the genre is in any danger. I don't, you know, it, look, everything is a reflection of our time. Right now, as a society... I'm more concerned about where we're going as a society than where the genre of horror is going. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we have, we have technology, social media that is anything but social, you know, and <laughs> yeah. if people, people attacking each other online for their political state. And then, you know, then you get the same people that suddenly become experts on everything, right? There's, there's the latest, you know, school shooting and suddenly everybody's a gun expert and everybody's a constitution expert. And, you know, it's it's like everybody's pontificating, but my question always is: is who's your audience? Like, who are you talking to? Well, I mean, you, you know, got, and you then got... you get people like, like even now, like people are like, oh, I can't believe you know Zuckerberg, you know Facebook, you know they're they're yeah. the devil. It's like, come on, did did you really not think this shit was going on? Right. Really? I mean, you know, we have a gigantic social media platform where you enter all of your data, and you don't think that's valuable to somebody? Like, why is anybody surprised that this guy did this? Because you people know, are stupid. People are stupid. And then, you know, they're talking about privacy. Do you see them bastards put on Facebook? Yeah, there is no privacy on Facebook. Oh, no. They put their, they put their whole lives on there from what they ate at lunch to, you know, their nervous breakdowns, their drug addictions, their... You know their, their, their children, lives. their condoms. Yeah, there. they put their children on there, their and then they're, they're worried because their privacy's been breached. How you have you? no privacy, right? Yeah, you know. And then everybody's like screaming for Zuckerberg's head. It's like I don't know what you're talking about. I I was not surprised by any of this. Well, I mean, after many trips right. in to, to Facebook jail, I've been screaming for his head for quite some time. He, I've been in Facebook jail more than anybody I know. <laughs> right. Can't use that word fog hat. Yeah, I can't use the word fog hat. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. But yeah, and to touch on uh, what you were talking about with the horror giant, like where the 
people talking about where the horror genre is going to go and you were more worried about where society going to go that kind of sparked into my mind that show uh black mirror i mean that's kind of like in some people's perception like a horror of like this is what our society is becoming and going to you know that's a real world Uh, i think i think one of uh, you know i i've talked about this before i think one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is a horror movie. I love that movie. Like, that is yeah, such a great movie. It's a horror film. Yeah. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is not a drama. It's not really a dark comedy. It is a horror film. Because let me tell you something. Nurse Ratched is one of the worst villains ever put to screen. Oh, yeah. Because you know why? Because there are real Nurse Ratcheds. That's why. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, that's you just know? like Shutter Island, and almost. And like kind Jack of. Nicholson get snuffed. That's what happens when you speak up against the system. You you either conform, and that's why, to me, the scariest movie I have ever seen in my life is the 1978 Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yep. Because yep. we're living it now. We've become that. You speak up, you say something that's against the norm, they point at you and they scream, right? I mean, look at even with, with all this accusation stuff. I'm not downplaying the Me Too thing. I'm not, I'm not talking like, so right away, you know, everybody's like, oh, he's dissing the me too movement what i'm saying is there have been some that have used it for not what it was meant for oh, and the minute yeah. that somebody says that the minute you say that they point and they scream at you right they point and scream and go you. you know what i mean well there, there's and been yeah there's been people that have been <laughs> falsely accused i mean there's i can there's already right. like at least three or four of them that have been like no 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 you need to back that up like i'm not part of this like i right. didn't do that when, when, look, uh, politically, I'm an independent, okay? I'm not, a, I'm not a Trump voter, and I'm not a Hillary voter, okay? okay. I'll vote for the person who's best for the job. But, you know, when <clears throat> goes on online and on TV and says all women must be believed, for when that happens. Sorry, you're cutting out a little bit. Because, you know, you, you don't believe them. You're not listening to them. Right. So you can't you can't have this one size fits all thing, but people think you can. We've reduced our politics down to bumper sticker mentality, where if we don't have a good put down, if we don't have a good diss, if we don't have something well put. that can shut somebody well up put. in less than thirty seconds, well then you lose. Yep. Well fucking put. We don't know how to we don't know how to communicate anymore. There's no political no. discourse. It's pundits all screaming at each other. That's horror, man. And people That's want instant just justification. They, they want instant justice. Right. You know, it's like, I said this guy did this, you have to believe me. You know, it's like, or I yeah. said this person did that, and you have to believe me. And the person's like, I got all this shit saying I didn't. But even right. if they prove and their then, you innocence, know, you have, they're well, still damned. At, right. And, and, and that goes across the board. Look, I'm not taking away from anything, but, you know, look at, look at Corey Feldman. I mean, right now he's they, they, they talk about him. it in the news again for this attempt on him but for how many years did Corey Feldman talk about the pedophilia problem yeah. in Hollywood and nobody listened to 20 him and then he years. said well he never made a recorded statement and then they find the recorded statement the question is when Time Magazine had their Me Too cover why wasn't Corey on that cover you know, I don't, under, I don't understand that you know and also like to on the Corey Feldman thing it's like when this Me Too stuff started coming out, it's like, dude, why did he was trying to hold off? Like, I'm I'm building this case and all that stuff. It's like, dude, just come out and fucking say it. Right now is the time to yeah. say it. And he held yeah, on. Yeah, and to I, it. you know, right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, we, we the, the the court of public opinion has superseded our courts. And the other problem with that is there's a correlation, and that is our technology has outpaced our morality. 
Oh, yeah. Okay? Absolutely. And that's the other problem. That's why the legal system hasn't been able to keep up with – I mean, right now the internet is the Wild West. That's what it is. The internet is totally the wild west. You've got gunslingers, and you've got everybody. They're all, and they take justice into their own hands. It's one giant lynch mob. Yeah, that's what it becomes, you know. And that's horror. I was actually a victim of that uh, not too long ago. Somebody took one something I said that wasn't even racist, and I became he. I became a bigot, a racist. He. I almost got fired from my job, and I didn't. I said one sentence to this person, and it wasn't even like racist or bigotry or anything like that. But because he wanted it that way, he got his little lynch lynch mob of people. And holy shit, uh, talk about shit! It's like I didn't even do anything. Exactly. And that, to me, that's real horror because that's what Invasion of the Body Snatchers did for me. What the the horror part of it is is that, like, they they immediately took his side. I couldn't even defend myself. I got wiped off of Facebook, and there was and like even when I tried to fight, I had several people fighting it for me, and like I could, they they were like, "Nope, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to do anything about it." And I'm like, "Dude, this is blatant." The fucking harassment like they're they're, they're, tr- they're threatening me and nope we're not going to do anything about it i'm like I, I called him a fuck boy and i got deleted off of facebook and yet he's sitting there sending people to my work and you're not going to do anything about it it's like what the fuck kind of society do we live in where that shit goes on that is horror right there exactly and that is because look that's what jack nichols nixon was saying in one flew over the cuckoo's nest right like you look what you're doing you're accusing these but you you you've uh not only accuse these people, but you've, you've molded them into, you know, these perceptions. And according to Nurse Rapid, this this is all right. I mean, to call Billy his parent and then Billy kills himself and Nurse Rapid's like, fine, I guess he shouldn't have had the prostitute, right? Right. And it's like, holy cow. You know, I mean, Nurse Ratchet, I mean, Louise Fletcher played that role so well that I have, I'm sure she's a very nice woman. I've never met her, but I have never trusted played by Louise Fletcher ever again. You know, I saw a picture of the behind the scenes of them shooting that movie where Jack Nicholson and Louise, uh, uh, I can't pronounce her name, uh, that she would, they were like smiling together behind the scenes while she was in her uniform and all that stuff. And it, it was just so back taking, like, it's like, that's a character, I know. you know, and it's like, she just played it so well. It's like, oh, wow. Like, holy shit. She, to me, she supersedes Darth Vader. Even Darth Vader had a heart. Yeah. You know, Exactly. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing warm or kind or compassionate about Nurse Ratched. She represents the worst of society. And the, the worst part is she believes she is correct. She believes she is right. And that's we have that now. Those are I the mean, worst. We've, those we've are the worst villains. And that's totally true about today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know. And everybody's so got to like, be right. The next horror movie you know, is going to be... Fly with me. Yeah, give me monsters, give me ghosts, whatever. That's fine. What, what really bugs <laughs> me is... Like, for example, I think um, the movie Seven is such a disturbing motion picture to me. I saw it once, and I never want to see it again. And it's not because it's bad. It's, it's a great film. I, I describe Seven very simply. If I were to write a review on it, very simple. This movie is too good for its own good. That's how I would reveal it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's too, it's just too cynical and it's too nihilistic. Um, that's, Fincher. that's the way Fincher is. And I mean, look, I, I, I remember Alien 3 where I, I just, 
I, I sat there, I walked out of that movie depressed. You know, like I walked out going like, there's just no hope for mankind. Like there's nothing. No. You know? We're a self-destructive I mean, go back species and, uh, and we're only when, getting when worse. We go back when they, they give the, uh, the, the eulogy, when they're dropping Hicks and Newt into the furnace. And that eulogy is just so depressing. Like I'm sitting in the theater and I'm like, my God, I, I paid money to be scared, not depressed. <laughs> that was a good series all the way up until they did the Alien versus Predator. Yeah, that was a good. Oh movie. yeah, well then, and again, it turned into Abbott and Costello. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. see, I took that more for like an action film. I wasn't like to. I, I mean, it was all sur- like superficial stuff. You know, it's like ah, it's just going to be an action film, kind of like when, um, yeah, the Freddy versus Jason. You know, it's like. I know that this isn't going to be like a legendary film, you know. It's like I'm just going to take it as an action film, you know. It's a comedy action film to me. But it didn't really do what everybody hoped it would. No, I I, I don't know. Like, again, I I always... That's because they didn't have Kane. Exactly, they took away Kane. You know, it it just comes down to, again, of, you know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. That's That's how I feel. Absolutely. The next you scary. Know, the next. There, could we could we have used like for example? Let's go back real quick to the the female Ghostbusters song and see. Look at listen to what I'm even saying. That's the wrong way to say it. The female Ghostbusters movie. What it really should be judged as is just simply a crappy reboot. The fact that it was a female cast has very little to do with anything. Here. Absolutely. And the fact is, we have Bill Murray for years always talk about I'm never going to do a Ghostbusters unless the script is good it has to be good it has to be good i only do quality oh you mean like the garfield movies <laughs> oh right right yeah charlie's angels yeah gotcha okay um yeah I, I see your commitment to quality so you won't do ghostbusters 3 but you will do those films uh, the city of ember you, you'll do that okay. <laughs> so you'll you'll make those movies but you still will hold out so harold rames dies um you now very clear that you won't do a Ghostbusters 3 Ramus is dead so really the studio has no choice but to either do a reboot but you will return in the reboot in a crappy role as a as a ghosty bunker um where actually if you wanted to you could have just simply got the band back together and introduced the girls to pass the torch over to them is what you could have done in the time that it took you to do that shitty cameo in that movie, just had the original Ghostbusters back, and they retired or they died. I don't know whatever it is, but they handed everything over to the girls. And you know what? That movie probably would have done 50% more business because instead of shitting all over the original film, okay, it kind of continues it, and we get a Ghostbusters 3 out of it. Absolutely. Yeah, right? I, totally, yeah, dead, I totally agree with yeah, that. Yeah, because then it would make and sense I, I and it wouldn't ruin anybody, the legacy. I challenge anybody to argue with me on that. Oh, well, Bill Murray. No, don't give me this Bill Murray garbage. Then what did he do that crappy role for? He was in that movie, what, like 12 to 15 minutes? Yeah. I wouldn't, basically dressed yeah. as right? yeah. well, Basically dressed as a woman. could have been Bankman. <laughs> instead of playing that stupid character that I don't even know of. Or Dan Aykroyd as a taxi driver for like 30 seconds. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd is a taxi driver, and at the end, Ernie Hudson pulls up in the hearse. Yeah. You know, and it's like, come on, really? You guys could have put the uniforms on and passed the torch over to these ladies. And, and you know what? Maybe that would have been at least received better. It may not have been a better movie, 
but it would have been received better. It, but instead, audiences are so tired of having some of their great memories just crap all over, okay? So then you have the other thing which I was going to say about that is everybody, you know, busts on this Ghostbusters remake. However, nobody really remembers how bad Ghostbusters 2 was, okay? Oh, yeah, and everybody gives favorite. Ghostbusters 2 a free pass because oh, it's Ghostbusters. Yeah, but it still wasn't good. Like, Ghostbusters too. Even though, that's why Bill Murray said I'm going to third because the second one didn't turn out any the way that they pitched it to me. Yeah, you know, and so we didn't get a Ghostbusters three because of Ghostbusters two. And look, you say what you want about Ghostbusters. If you liked it, great. If it gave you a good time, great. But don't tell me it's as good as the first one. It no, is not. never. It was a good time. Don't, okay. If, to me. if I met somebody that told me that the female Ghostbusters was as good as the first one. That person can't be trusted. I don't want that type of person in my life. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is Ghostbusters 2 is nowhere near as good as the 1984. No, now, not the, at the all. Remake, the remake, and that's the other thing. Look how they marketed this nope. movie. The original trailer years in the world. Okay, so we're already leading into a trailer that makes me think this is the same movie. Like, it's attached to that world. And then they show the original Firehouse. In the, yeah. in the preview. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, so it isn't a remake. It's actually a quasi-sequel. No, it's a remake. Yeah. Yeah, it was strange. It was so totally mismarketed. Yeah, it definitely okay. would have been more and respectable then, if they would have just handed it to Instead of being over. in the actual firehouse, they're just above the Chinese restaurant next yeah. door. Right. Well, what, what was the point in having the same firehouse? <laughs> yeah, like, What's the point? Right? There and then if you're one. remaking the movie, and remember, you're, you're showing this movie to an audience of people that some of them have never seen the original Ghostbusters, mm -hmm. okay? So at the end, you have a post credit sequence in which Zool is on the phone, right? And it's like, well, if you don't know the original film, then the joke is lost. Yeah, absolutely. No yeah. joke. <laughs> you know, knock, knock, who's there? Brick. Brick who? Well, Brick. That's right? The, so at the right. end, Zool calls. Yeah. If, if you're my age, you go, oh, Zool, yeah. For, Zool. That reminds me again of how much better the original film was. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they were just, all those little cameos and all that stuff, they I were just, just pouring salt on the wound that they were they were creating throughout yeah. that movie. Well, and then, you know, Paul, Paul Feig, Feig, whatever you say his name, thinks it's it's really funny to have not one, but two, I think even three dance numbers in this movie. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, this just got better. I mean, the first one was. You haven't fun. seen it? So no, we, I, 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 then, I haven't watched it. Oh, yeah, Chris Hemsworth right, at the then, end. Then what we've got to do is we have Allison Jones, who's the casting director of the film, and so what we got to do is pretty much find a cameo for everybody who hasn't gotten work since The Office went off the air. Or so SNL. So we got to get you know, what was that? I said or SNL. Or SNL, right? We've got to squeeze in as many people from there as we, and you know, and the thing is. You had a really good cast. The, the women were good. They're, they're and all they're good. at the top of their game too right now. Like those those are the females that, in the acting world that are at like the top of the comedy game yeah. right now. Yeah, I mean they're they're really good actresses and they're funny and you know Kate McKinnon I adore. I, I think she's great. 
Um, they just gave them nothing to do. And then, of course, they get the brunt of it. Well, it's because it's an all-female. It has nothing to do with that. I, I didn't like the film because it wasn't a good movie. It yes, had nothing they... to do that they were female. It wasn't good, and it wasn't funny. Yeah, I heard Bridesmaid was hilarious. Like, one of the bridesmaids is all, And that's all female? Yeah. Pretty much the same cast. Oh, right. Yeah, pretty much the same cast. Yeah, it's like... nothing against, unfortunately, those poor women have to brunt the, the whole, you know, force of it. Chris Hemsworth and was kind of funny in Ghostbusters. I can give him that. <laughs> yeah, what was crazy. that? I said Chris Hemsworth was kind of funny in Ghostbusters. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I get what they were trying to do. But if you're not going to make, like, comedy should be dangerous. It, it should never be safe. It should never be vanilla, you know? And the moment that we start making vanilla comedy, well, then it's not comedy anymore. I mean, Blazing Saddles would never get made today. Yeah. Okay. Phenomenal and, and movie. You got, even, look at even that's, Ghostbusters. That's making Ghostbusters. Ice came out of gasoline. Look how Ghostbusters up. The 84 Ghostbusters opened up with Peter Vinkman shocking that guy while trying to get laid by the hot girl. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, there's, there's, you know, look. And Dan Aykroyd almost basically gets a blowjob by a ghost in the first one. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Right? In the dream seats or whatever? Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, we, they didn't make it for kids. Ghostbusters 2016 is made for kids. It's made for the family. It's like, but then you miss the point. Yeah, for sure. You yeah. miss the whole point of it because that's not what it's supposed to be. But if if you want to make a kids version, I guess if you're eight years old, you'll love Ghostbusters 2016. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. You know? But there, I'm sitting there. I mean, I watched the movie with, with a fair set of eyes, and I just kept sitting there going, I don't know. When does this get funny? I mean... I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, absolutely. But right there, I'm with waiting. You, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, don't, at least just don't know. hold your breath. Cause... You got to see Thor dance at the end. Okay, that's what you were waiting for. <laughs> yeah. So it's just you know like and like I said, we really in the end and you Slimer's can blame family. Bill Murray. Ah. Right, but in the end, you can blame Bill Murray for Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah. Yeah, Bill fucking he, Murray. He could, I love Bill Murray, but yeah, he, I do too. He yeah, right. I think he's 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 one of our. You know, he's like up there with Jack Nicholson is one of our like treasured actors. Like yeah. He's, yeah, he's a star. You know, Absolutely. Bill Murray was always his own thing, which is what I love about Bill Murray. You know, now, I've never met him personally. You know, he may listen like to this broadcast and say, you know, next time I'll never work for Harrison Smith. You know, like I'll remember <laughs> that guy's name, but. I mean, I'm not telling him. I mean, he had no problem opening his mouth about things, right? So it's like I'm just saying that, you know. Look, I mean, you're, if you're going to bitch, then be consistent. Yeah. If you're if you're dedicated to quality, okay, then don't tell me how you held out Buster's three, but you did, you know, Garfield. Okay, yeah, true, for sure. It's not like you need the money, dude. You know, it's, it's Man, like not, you, you need the money. Not all of so, our decisions are the best ones. Sometimes, yeah. you know, <laughs> definitely not. Maybe. Right, I mean, we all fuck up. <laughs> like the point is, don't say that's why we didn't have a Ghostbusters three because script wasn't good enough. But then not only do Ghostbusters twenty sixteen, but then the talk show circuit and talk about how great it is. Yeah. You know, because to me, what it sounded like to me was the pre-apology tour. That's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say it sounded like to I'm me sorry. that these women. <laughs> Well, when he, when you see those interviews, he's like, "Oh, these women are so funny." I'm sorry, the movie isn't, but these women are really funny. That's what it came across <laughs> yeah. to me. Yeah, Which and I remember true, saying yeah. to somebody like, 
Yep, it's like, uh-oh. Oh, this Here's is our good. uh-oh moment. These women are funny, just not in this. <laughs> they are. <laughs> oh, fuck. You know, and then look at the garbage that uh, Leslie Jones got for that. You know, like people turning it into a racist thing, and it's like, geez, man, just lay off. Well, everything, you know? everything nowadays has to be about race. Everything has to be really, about why race. Why does anybody have to even bring that up? It has, I didn't see that at all. It's just, I, I know I was sitting in the theater watching the preview going, this just doesn't you know, it had to do with race. It had nothing to do with, with sexism. Yeah. I don't care that they're all female. Just give them something funny to do. Because yeah. Kate McKinnon is freaking funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, Kristen Wiig's You know, but, I, I, love, I love Kristen Wiig. Yeah. He's crazy. Oh, I, do you guys ever listen to or watch um, Mr. Plinkett on Red Red Letter Media? Uh, no, uh, I have not. No, no you I look. You look him up after you're off with me. Go on YouTube and look up Red Letter Media and watch Mr. Plinkett's movie reviews. This guy, they should use his videos for film school. Yeah. That's what they should do. They're they're beyond funny. They're they're tasteless. They're horrendous and they're fantastic. <laughs> and sounds right up my alley. Does, I'm telling you, dude, you sit down with a beer and you watch these, it's the best 16 minutes of your life. And know. you, know what? you I... sit there and you you watch these things. He is so dead on about Ghostbusters 2016. I mean, it's it's beyond. Like, there's nobody who could sum it up better. And then you turn around and you watch his, his series on the Star Wars prequels. Uh-huh. I, I just can't get enough of this guy. Those are the I, two I things mean, that popped it, up when I typed it in a, in the search bar. Yeah, like, pull it up. yeah the Star Wars yeah, Awakens guys, and Ghostbusters. Me, you watch, you watch them, and you'll see what I'm saying, man. It's genius. It's, it's absolute fucking genius. Hell yeah, yeah. We'll definitely check it this out. This guy fucking goes in. This is uh, this is an hour and forty five minutes on Star Wars. Holy shit! He does the whole. He does the whole movie. God again. damn, he does damn. the whole movie. <laughs> oh no, no, don't don't want no. It, the one on Ghost, maybe I don't know how long it is, but I don't think it was that long. I, the one on Ghostbusters is fifty eight minutes. Is what it says. Yeah, it might be something like that. But he's he's so dead on. And then look at his Star Wars prequels ones. They're they're just like I said, you. you you couldn't do it any better. I'm definitely going to check it oh, out. No. We'll definitely check it out for they're, sure. They're both funny and absolutely insightful because this guy knows exactly what's wrong with the studio system in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely, I'm going to check Mr. it out. Mr. Plinkett, yeah, Red Letter Media. Me. Yeah, we'll definitely peep it out. Um, we, we need yeah, the next, you're going to love it. We need the next horror movie to be kids eating Tide Pods and, and snorting condoms and dying. Yeah. There you go. The, a, a, a killer condom. Yeah, killer condom. A killer Tide condom. Pod. Killer condom Tide Pod movie. Yeah. There you go. It, it yeah, gets it straight from Tide Pods. Tide Pods. <laughs> Jesus that's Christ. fucking nuts. But yeah, I mean, before we get, I mean, we already we've already got pretty crazy off track. Yeah, yeah we did. Oh, um, I definitely want to talk about. I know Death House. Back to Death House for a minute. Um, it's definitely yeah. been getting a lot of traction. I know you guys did a limited release. Uh, I guess it was a, you know, a few weeks back. Yeah, the, the release is going wider uh, May second. Just so you know. Hell awesome. yeah. So, I, yeah, so basically, I think it's going to be people playing just... out by you guys in Missouri. Yeah, we had one at Ronnie's. Yeah, Ronnie's. Yeah. Yeah, Ronnie. Yeah, for anybody that's local, there's Ronnie's Theater up on Limburg. Yeah, we were going to, we tried to go see it uh, when they announced it. It was like a one day thing. And we couldn't figure They're out gonna how to do fucking it buy tickets. It's, so. com- it's coming back. It's coming back. It's doing well. So it's expanded. So it, but it is playing Missouri. Awesome. Yeah, we're definitely going to check it out for sure. Um, I'm down. So I mean, basically, like anybody out there that wants to go see it, you know, they they check it out and then they 
If it's not yeah, in the area, we'll they can in, demand we'll, it, we'll right? Be announcing, yeah, we'll, we'll be announcing, and also Fandango will be announcing for tickets. And, uh, you know, you'll be hearing all about it. And then I know the Sci-Fi Channel is going to be running some commercials as well, too. Awesome. So it's definitely getting a lot of traction. And if it's not in your area, demand it in your area and give it some more traction so it gets bigger, 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 bigger. That's definitely- what we want to do. That's what Gunner envisions. That's awesome. That's exciting, man. That's, I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited to see the movie. Um, well, then- I hope people enjoy it. You'll have those who don't. Um, but we, we know we made a quality film and we made something that we wanted to be intelligent and not insulting to our audience. For sure. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out. I'm but, offended. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make sure to update everybody when the, when, the, when the news drops and see where it's playing so everybody can go check it out. And then, like you mentioned Great. earlier, Garlic and Gunpowder, you can find that on uh, – streaming services and stuff uh, right now yeah. yeah it's everywhere and then it'll be out on dvd i think in june awesome. um it'll be out and it'll be everywhere on dvd and blu-ray but um it's doing well and i like i said i wanted to make i wanted to make something funny and and politically somebody it was on amazon like this movie is racist and it's like oh Christ. Of course it is. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was shadows the in the movie. It's racist. About blazing saddles, you yeah. Know? yeah, it's terrible. And then you know what I love is the, the, the one person said, oh, and the, the green screen is for shit. Well, number <laughs> one, what we did is we I wanted the look in a mad, 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 mad world. Um, when they're driving, you can tell they're in front of like that projection screen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. even the old James Bond did that. You know, Sean Connery's drive. All he's doing is moving the wheel. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the screen's moving behind him. Yeah. I've never seen road, a road right? that windy where they fucking do <laughs> exactly. that with the wheel. Well, that's what we did. That's what we wanted with garlic and gunpowder. You know, we wanted that old rear projection look. Because look, it would have been easier and cheaper just to stick the camera in the car and shoot them in the car. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's much cheaper and easier to do it that way. So, and we wanted that, I even said to the, the CGI artist, I said, I want that, you know, kind of projection look. So I said, look at the old James Bond movies and, and Mad, 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 Mad World. And, you know, but it's amazing how people just, they're so literal these days, they don't get it. They just, they just simply don't get it. You know, it's, and when that person said that, oh, the green screen is terrible, it's like, because it's supposed to be, you dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. Yeah, you awesome. right. bitch. I definitely, I definitely look forward to checking that out, too. Um, I know I guess you got a whole lot of stuff in the works right now. I don't know if you want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I, like... I don't usually talk about what I've got coming up because, you know, sometimes money falls apart. Yeah. Um, and then you sound like a bullshit artist. You know what I mean? For so sure. it's like, uh, when it shows up on my IMDb, it's real. Okay. You know, then the money is there, and we're doing it. So, know? I mean, is there anything like? Uh, let me. See. I'm just going to run through a list of stuff, and if there's any of it you can talk about, maybe briefly. Um, I got Keepsake, Believe, Love Bites, Dawn of the Five yep. Evils, Wrenched. Yep. And then I guess you, you have like a a show with with, uh, with Lloyd Kaufman, the Dead Air thing. Uh, Dead Air, yeah, that that's been you know up and down for a while. You know, the, the problem is is finding network that wants it. Um, we've had you know we've had sizzle reels and we've had all that stuff done for it, but you know the the basic reaction from networks is, is right now that's really not what people want. You know, and, or at least it's not what the network wants. So, eh, you know, that's what I mean. I don't yeah. unless it's unless it's there. 
you know, like you just don't know. Yeah, Keepsake is there. That's going to be my, my biggest budgeted film so far. I'm a producer and writer on that. I will not be directing it. And, um, you know, right now it's out to some really top-line directors. And uh, we're really, we're hoping to be another, you know, a quiet place kind of thing. It's it's a supernatural horror. Awesome. And then are you, you're in development on a TV show with uh, Stacey Dash? Is that still going on? Uh, yeah, we were. I mean, but I don't know if you saw, she dropped out of her race. Okay. Yeah, she dropped out of the out of the race, so out of the congressional race. I I don't know. Let's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes things happen. That's in yeah. limbo. So, well, there's lots of stuff that may be going on and may not be going on. <laughs> I was yeah, I was I was hoping that dead God, air, that the dead air thing directing... sounds dope. Lloyd yeah, Kaufman's and, amazing, and, directing... and Kevin Smith and all those other people I saw that may may oh, yeah, or may not be great. involved. And I'm directing a film in Bakersfield um, in July, uh, an action film with. Uh, like these badass women kind of thing, a badass action film, badass female action film. Um, Right now under the working title of Killer Rose, but I'll be directing that. And um, I just took a pass at the script to rewrite that. So I'm pretty excited about that. Awesome, man. So lots lots of exciting stuff. Hopefully Death House keeps growing and growing and growing with the success of that. You can do even more bigger and amazing things. That is the hope. Hell yeah. And then, I mean, where can you have, uh, I guess, your class of 85? Is that where everybody yep. can find you on? Like... Our, yep, yep, you can go there. And I'm on Twitter at HarrisonSmith85. Perfect. So look for look for him. Make sure you keep up with all that stuff because you never know what's going to come out. Um, Death House has and an also official on Twitter, website, just too. So you right? guys know, since we started with Jaws, we'll end with Jaws. On Twitter, there is a great community of people that actually – have adopted the characters like from all the Jaws movies and like the mayor is there and Chief Brody and Len Peterson from Jaws 2 and these people are really funny so if you're on Twitter just find these people just type in Len Peterson uh, or a Hoagie yeah. from Jaws Revenge it's great the interaction they've kind of adopted me <clears throat> as an honorary islander there's one who plays a select woman taps she is great. Everything is. I don't think that's funny. I don't think that's funny at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. I'm gonna have yeah, to they're sh- funny people. Very, very funny people. people, and they make me laugh, man. There's Mayor Vaughn, and they had a big election in January uh, <laughs> to see, you know, uh, you know, if Mayor Vaughn was going to get reelected, and and he won. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, just check it out. It's called Twitter Jaws. That's what they call them. Twitter Jaws. Yeah, Twitter Jaws. Yeah, that's ama- that amazing. I love that. Oh, that's a, that's a thing. That's hilarious. Hell yeah, we'll definitely have. To yeah, check it's that a, out. it's a whole thing. It's a whole community. It's a whole thing. And they even have incorporated a little bit here and there some of the people from Halloween Three, and uh, even the thing. They've they've even eased into the community. So oh, it's man. very funny. <laughs> the community's growing. <laughs> yeah, the community's growing. Hell yeah, that's awesome. That yeah, they're very hilarious. funny people. Well, we got all kinds of stuff to look forward to and look at. Yeah. Um, anybody out there that wants to get more information on Death House, you can also check out their website, deathhouse.us. Um, Correct. And I, I'm sure that'll be updated. You said you guys are going to have a lot of big news on May the 2nd with more theaters yep. and more excitement for the movie, so definitely more check that out. More theaters being added. That's correct. And uh, if you want, read my blog over at horrorfuel.com. It's called Cinema, C-Y-N-E-M-A. And uh, you can just find it right on there. And 
it's all about cynicism in filmmaking. It's not a film review site. It's about how the art has become compromised by cynicism. Definitely sounds like an interesting read for sure, man. Um, yeah, we definitely appreciate. I mean, all your all your wisdom in the industry. But we could probably sit here and talk for fucking days, to be oh, honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, thank you. You gotta ask him the question. But yeah, oh yeah, I do. I have you one more question, the question for you. Um, sure. Like I said, you most of the time we. We no, should, no, it's got to be music. It's got to be music because well, that speaks. Like to I said, the song. we normally have music guests on, and we always ask. We ask every guest we ever had. We had comic book writers, different stuff. Um, essentially, it all comes down to music for us. So, if you have three records that either inspired you or helped you get through something, or just touched you in some way or another throughout your life, just three records that you could never live without, or have have helped mold it you into the Harrison you've become today. What three records would they be? Wow, I don't think I've ever heard that. Okay, so um, I'm going to say, like, do they have to be, like, rock or pop music? Anything. Or anything, anything, anything we've had yeah. everything anything. from an instrumental track to Beethoven. Yeah, like, in whatever. Okay. Yeah. It's you, whatever. Yeah, it's all about you. you got to dig deep into that soul. Yeah, I'm going to one of them is definitely Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Love it. Awesome. And, uh, Wow. I mean, going through, I mean, for two more, I'm going to have to say somewhere along the line, it would have to be the soundtrack to Jaws. There you go. Um, You know, like just because of of all that it it holds significant to me. For sure. um, As a boy growing up. I mean, it's not like, you know, I sat sat and rocked out to Jaws, but... No, but um, yeah, that, yeah, I mean, that, but you that, hear it. And I mean, it, and that it just score like, definitely right made there. that yeah. movie, though, for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, the score is, and, and and it really, you know, and that's it. You know, this, the the soundtrack itself opened my eyes to how impactful music can really be. And I mean, and let's say that John Williams is the Spielberg of music composers. Oh, you know, yeah, so sure. it's like, I mean, major, you know theme you know franchise theme is john williams jerry goldsmith i think that's pretty much it right so i mean two men who have have, you know done so well i mean for a third it's hard to say i mean i I love all kinds of music but i would have to go back again i mean it wouldn't be meaningful if it was an easy question Right. No, I, I know. I just don't want to. I, I know your audience is probably sitting there going, "Jesus." Oh no, no, no! Yeah. You are not the only one. This this happens every time, and we want that. To, we want that to happen. Yeah. Okay. Because that means you're thinking um, about it. You know, I would not be able to answer. If we, if I we, suck at answering shit off my uh, off yeah. the top of my head. And I if suck we ever at have it. you on again, you'll probably have a totally different answer. And that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say. I mean, for the third one, for. For a score, I'm not a, not a score for. I, I've always been heavily influenced by like Pink Floyd and and uh, Led Zeppelin, very much. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna have to say like Led Zeppelin four, kind of thing, nice. because of just what it, it does. Yeah, absolutely. And what it's done for me. Those are all. Those are those are both great records and a wonderful score. Oh yeah, as well. Absolutely. Sure. That's a great. That's a great answer. You know, I'm, I'm sure. If I'd have the phone and be like, ah, oh, damn, why did yeah. I get it? <laughs> I'm going to get an you know, email like, like 10 minutes, like, yeah. motherfucker, this is what right. I wanted to say. <laughs> right. You know, because I mean, like, everybody is, is moved by music and certain music touches people and, and all. I mean, that's the, the power and the magic of music, Absolutely. you know? So, I mean, like, I, I was going to say for a moment there, like, the soundtrack to 1985's Fright Night, which is all pop music, but 
it's it's nice. some of the songs on there aren't very good, but it's because of the memories. Because I, I, Fright Night is one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Tom Holland's Fright Night. Hell yeah. I mean, it's just I love it. I, I and the memories that I have with that movie are, are just incredible. So well, yeah, I could rock out um, to the soundtrack to Jim Henson's Labyrinth all day, man. It's a good there soundtrack. You go. That's, That's what I'm shit, saying, right? Like, <laughs> That's my shit. Right. And, and there's some people like. Yeah, they look at you and they go, really, that? Like, what the hell are you thinking? But it's like, well, it, it may not mean anything to you, but it means something to me. And yeah. that's what and that's the important part right there. It's like, it does, it's like, fuck you. It doesn't mean anything to you. It means shit to me. It's important yeah. to me. <laughs> right. That's exactly it. it. It doesn't have to mean anything to you. It's, you know, and, and it doesn't always mean it was just great quality. It doesn't have to be that it was the, the greatest album in the world or the greatest song in the world. I'm not saying that. I'm saying... You know, especially I would say if, if there was one album ever on the planet that I, I would have to have if I were sitting on an island, it would have to be Dark Side of the Moon because of everything of, of what I feel the album represents and symbolizes. Obviously on LP with a record player right there that's hand cranked. <laughs> exactly. Although I will say I'll never forget the time I was introduced to a compact disc. Dark Side of the Moon was my first one, and I had headphones on, and I was baked out of my mind. That oh, yeah. it, 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 you lucky. know what? That's what's sad about today is that the people won't get that feeling from like listening to in their headphones. You know, everybody has these Bluetooth speakers and all that stuff, and they listen in their car. But like, it used to be, you had to have headphones to listen to music, and it was. I mean, obviously there was some radios and stuff, but like you know, that was a huge thing for me. at least me growing up. You know, just having a CD player and you know just having headphones on, and then. It's a total different experience. I, I agree, you know. Hell yeah. So there you go. That was a tough question, so I hope I answered it properly. Well, I mean, it's your it's your soul, so as long as you're okay with it. Yeah. No, it was yeah, great. As long as you didn't give us a soundtrack to the Muppets or something like that, we're good. Nothing wrong with the Muppets. A, no, even absolutely. if you did. <laughs> <laughs> or, the, or the sound of music. There you go. You know what? Barney season five. I like that one. <laughs> Barney season five. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, we've gone some crazy places, but yeah, man, we definitely appreciate you hanging out with us, Harrison. Um, hopefully, we'll have you back someday in the future, and we'll definitely keep everybody updated on Death House and everything else you got going on. And we look forward to to seeing the movies and seeing what you have next for us, man. So, welcome to the Replicon Radio family. Welcome. You're always welcome here. Any last words for anybody out there? Uh, they may or may not know you or your fans that may be tuned in just to hear you. What are you going to do next? Just simply just simply do what you need to do in your life and just do it. Don't talk about it. Do it. And if you fail, fuck it. Pick yourself up. Clean yourself off. Do it again. And, and if you continue to fail, then, then you try another way. Um, but that's the best I can say. You know, you, you got to dog something till the very end. Hell yeah, man. Awesome. Words of wisdom right there. Absolutely. Follow your dreams. We appreciate you hanging out, man. Thank you, and, sir. Uh, hopefully, we'll be in touch with you soon. <coughs> much love. Yes, you will be. And, and thanks so much for a really entertaining interview. Thanks, Adam. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, no, we appreciate awesome, you coming man. on, man. Anytime, take sir. All, All right. right. You take care. All right. You too. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. I think we should. Yeah. That was a dope interview. Hell yeah. It was dope. I think we should have a couple song break and then come back with the Kane Hotter interview. Yeah. Just so everybody can take a little breather. Just so they can breathe for a second. Yeah, take a breather. They, these motherfuckers just smoke. I could take him. Let me watch that. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. yeah. What do, are, we, are we watching that on there?
fucking with them lames for a girl Scoop you up out the night, take it to my world Shotgun shells, beer cans, and straw In the heavy Chevy, swear body foot to the floor We mashing hard down the dirt road, dirty and bold Eyeballs, fire red, hot breath, ice cold You with a killer from the cove if you ain't been told Holding hands with the dead and will never grow old I don't intend to harm you Walking to the barn, you can sit on my face Cause I wouldn't mind the taste I don't know about them fellas that you're calling your friends Might have to poke them in the face with the pitchfork ends We can walk alone in the dark on the Bridge Have your pussy hole spitting out 15 kids Bitch, I was raised by the crows and I've chosen you So milk this motherfucking dick hole, bitch, is what you do It ain't a thing, girl They must have not have told ya I can take you to the underground of Georgia It ain't a thing, girl They must have not told ya We fly together, girl, and find us better world It ain't a thing, girl They must have not have told ya I can take you to the underground of Georgia It ain't a thing, girl They must have not have told ya We fly together, girl, and find us better Scarecrow is watching you, I know you heard the story I know you see my head turning, bitch, don't ignore me You in the booms, and we the only two for miles What your pretty self doing out here all alone, out here wildin', girl You looking for the killer of the cotton fields I walk to death and back, you wonder how that fucking feels, girl I reckon that you wanna do the dance Take my dick out my pants, I'm giving you the chance The sheriff ain't come out here in many moons Nothing but the crickets and the scream of the loons You can be the one riding shotgun in the pickup Getting shot in the neck with me during the stick-up We can fly together, girl, and find a better world I'm here to show you what the fuck is going on, baby Fly together, girl, and find a better world Girl, if you the shit, I know you're coming alone, baby It ain't a thing, girl They must have not have told you I can take you to the underground of Georgia It ain't a thing, girl They must have not have told you we fly together, girl, and find a better world It ain't a thing, girl They must have not have told you I can take you to the underground of Georgia It ain't a thing, girl They must have not have told you
lots of frozen tear. This ain't hell, but I'd rather be there. In Spiderweb, makes it hard to move. Death away, yet I have nothing to prove. Twisted soul in my mental game. Oh shit! Hell of an interview. Yeah, that was hella dope. Harrison. We'll touch base on that la- later. That okay. was hella dope. No, I mean I get it, but I don't get it. You know what I mean? I mean, when, when do I have the opportunity? Honestly, uh, and, I mean, it's, uh, that's and, why I said. And, and with my situation, that's why I said I get it. But and that I don't and get it. that situation, it doesn't make sense. If if it became right. if it came. We'll talk about yeah. it later. Anyway, that was a dope fucking interview. That was a good. Sorry, interview. sorry. We brought, we were talking about some shit when we came back, like right as he was pressing the yeah, button. Yeah, you so. motherfuckers <laughs> got involved all of a sudden, and now we, yeah, now we yeah. got to stop having our conversation. Well, fuckers. it's not for the <laughs> air. 
It's the same reason of why we were just talking. <laughs> well, no, we're doing a show. That's why I said they got in yeah. the way of our conversation. Yeah, you son of a bitch. We God love damn you. you. We fucking love you. How dare you show up? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Why I tune, that's why I tune in and do this show every week, just because of you guys. Yeah, you motherfuckers. But, uh, but yeah. 8-Bit Phil is dope, and we're probably not going to play because we're not going to have any time. We are not going to have any time. We know we got our Kane Hodder interview that we're getting ready to press play on, and that shit is dope. Like I'm excited to listen to it again, and I was there. I was for there sure. for it. Uh, I'm definitely going to geek. I'm going to geek out again. Just listen to it. my first time with the rest of y'all. Because I was not <laughs> able to make it Because I was bowling You were playing with your balls But we had to pop in and I say what's up Yeah we, we just want to pop it uh, th- We're taking the opportunity for Rue to say goodbye Because he will be listening all the way home Yeah mm-hmm. Work gets but in we'll the way here. Well me and Pete are going to be here Rue is going to be listening in spirit We'll be here so after the interview we can You can talk. You can tell us your feelings and we will be watch- I will tell you my feelings next we week We will be watching the chat room I'm talking about the people in the chat room Yeah well, we're going to be watching. It's going to be an emotional roller coaster, and everyone's going to fall in love. Am I going to cry? You're going to cry. You're, you're going to laugh. Am I going to cry and crash my car? Bob, I hope God not. damn, I better not tune in. Well, there's no harmonization, tears. but but yeah, the people in the chat room, feel free to talk because me and Peter are going to be watching the chat. I so like, right now we're just still so I can turn the volume up, and you know, we 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 will respond to you. Um, but yeah. obviously, I might respond. Obviously, we I'm don't. Text and we drive. can't do the questions. You know, if you're like, eh, ask him this, we can't. Obviously, because we already did it. So we can always email him the questions. There's a lot of stuff we that I wish we would have touched on. But like I said, we were told we had 15 minute, 15 20 minute stops. So we're trying to rush through it, and we ended up doing yeah, 45. So. Yeah, we did 45 minutes, and, and you know that that's just to that should tell you how good the interview went when he was like, yeah, no, definitely. Not I didn't know what to this. expect from Harrison, and that actually went pretty long. I'm real. sure we'll get him. We could have kept again. talking. To, we could have talked to him for a few more hours yeah. easily. I think we <laughs> could have done a whole show on Tara Easily, <laughs> <laughs> you could have done a whole show. Uh, on yeah, Tara absolutely. But yeah, that was. I super love me fresh. some bunny. Make sure you guys check out the movie Death House for sure. Death House. Deathhouse.us is the website. Yep. Check the fucking preview out first. Yeah. Check yeah, the trailer out. Go watch it, I watched the trailer. Now it looks that, pretty fucking good. That is definitely like, a, an, out, like uh, an outside of the box movie. Like, I was seriously. actually watching the trailer as we were talking to him, and I was going to ask a few questions on it, but everybody was talking over Tony. Uh huh. Everybody was talking over Tony. Uh huh. I'm sorry, I was engaging in conversation. No, uh, you know it's good, but you're not the only one here. Damn it! I know. Well, yeah. I, when I see you look like you're getting ready to ask something, I'm like, you I, jump in and you ask no, something I don't. right away. No, well, I I ask topical things. I talk. I talk oh, about topical. Yeah, be active yeah, in the chat, motherfuckers. Yeah, be active. They motherfuckers were quiet for like ever. They were so into it. I had to fucking. I had to ask if anybody was in there because nobody was yeah. saying shit. Well, because they were listening, man. They were so into it. it was, yeah. A lot of people be, were. Listening. Yeah, I know you're going to be so into Kane Hodder too, but talk to us. Yeah, talk to talk to us because <laughs> yeah, we're still here, even though next pre- week on the show we have fucking brand new in the underground motherfucking super producer Godsynth. Godsynth in his first ever because we we always do first here his first ever interview ever. We we do specialize in first here at Replicon Radio. You can hear him all over fucking Magic Ninja. You can hear him all over fucking Whitney Payton. You can hear him all over Razakel. Rue wants so to hear himself all over Whitney Payton. I know he does. Well, you oh, you somewhere. guys weren't there when that happened? Uh, <laughs> you know, never mind. Yeah, yeah, never, never mind. <laughs> he's going to be live on Replicon next Monday. 
Just like every Monday, 6 to 10 Central, we'll be right here. And you can check out a lot of his beats right now on mnebeats.com. You can purchase them and lease them. I'm going to go live Saturday. I'm going to have a little mini show. It's only going to last about a couple minutes, but I'm going to hop on there and talk to y'all fuckers. Uh, I'm not going to be here next Monday. Thank God, maybe somebody will be able to ask some questions. I'm sorry, I'm I, 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 sorry, I come with the heat, bro. But if you guys are in Missouri, <laughs> you definitely <laughs> should come out to uh, Pops Wednesday night for Blazing Gorilla Voltage, or yeah. Springfield, Missouri, on Friday the 13th at the Complex for Twisted Blazing oh, Gorilla Voltage. Dude. I probably shouldn't bowl on Friday. Oh, dude! Matter of fact, let me tell you about this real quick. Everybody flip the fuck out. Everybody flip the fuck out last Friday, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude had a fucking was having a seizure while we was up in the middle of practice. Oh, well, did he do it while he was throwing the ball? No, but he was getting ready to throw. That's the gonna say because that's over the line, bro. That you well, count it, you count it. Well, he <laughs> he was he was standing there and he he was on the approach, getting ready to throw a ball, and just started shaking. And they, they grabbed him up and yeah. took his ball out of his hand and shit. But yeah, that's dude, how you break a toe. Fuck yeah, dude! It was. I mean, like I ain't never tripped. Off of it because I I've been around people who've had seizures before so yeah. like I had a buddy of mine growing up he had seizures and he actually had one in the fucking pool hall once and it, I don't know kind I, of like see, I don't know if I knew I would know what to do but I would be able to see it but like because I've seen it on TV and all that stuff I'm like why well, well you just kind of want to hold them but you kind of also want to like you want to make sure they don't swallow their tongue yeah but you also don't want to get your fucking finger bit how, off how do yeah i, I kind of like you hold a fish you put your thumb in their fucking mouth don't you get, i, I heard like you use like a pin or something and like to kind of kind of flatten their tongue out so they don't if swallow you do, it. but if you don't have anything your thumb would be the best thing to do and you kind of put it in there like a, like a fish well yeah i would do it at the back of the jaw kind of like you know that way it's less pressure back there i guess yeah I don't know. I mean, you just fucking do it and hope God that. I mean, that's a good story if you're like, why do you have a nub? It's like, ah, well, I was saving a fucking <laughs> yeah, life. You right, know? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's the only thing you can do. And, obviously, you call 911 and have them come check them out and make yeah. sure, you know. But while you're waiting on that, you just kind of try to hold them as still as possible, which, you know. Yeah, because then they get, they get to flopping, they'll smack their head on something. Uh, very well could. could well, see, at, at a bowling alley, that you have a, a nice little space in that alley. He was laying right there, right in the middle, of yeah, the fight, I mean, right there, in between the ball racks. Like, all right, just yeah. There was plenty of room for yeah. him to, you know, be safe. Yeah. Well, was he was he all right? Yeah, he ended up being fine. He actually came back in, and uh, his dad come up, picked him up. He grabbed his shit, and he he went home. Yeah, he I know he was wanting to stay, and he wanted yeah. to fucking bowl, but it was better off that he went and market zero. Assuming went to the hospital after. I'd well, imagine. I mean, people that have regular seizures, they're like, yeah, ah, if, he, if, nah. if it was a case to where it well, is a regular basis or it does happen occasionally and he does have medicine or yeah. whatever. Okay. Then I can yeah, see him not going. I think but. usually you just got to kind of go rest it off. Like if you're a regular, yeah. you know, if you have epilepsy or whatever it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, dude, I don't know was, a lot about it. Like, I don't know. One dude on my team was just like flip. I'm like, dude, calm down. Right. He will be okay. You just calm the fuck down. Right. Well, I don't know what to do. You don't do nothing. There's plenty of other people here. We're taking care of them. Right. Chill the fuck out. Yeah. Plain and simple, bro. Chill out. That's the number one thing. It's like, dude, you got to calm down. Yeah. That You spazzing out isn't going to solve, no, isn't going to help there's anything. There's kids running around, too, that are already freaking the fuck out. So it's like, dude, the more we all stay calm, they're going to keep them calm. Yeah. The kids will be calm. Yeah. There was one girl. There was one little girl. She was freaking out. Thought she thought dude was dead. 
And when he came back in, his mom or her mom was like, you know, there, that's him. You know, he's getting his stuff. He's fine. She's like, oh, thank God. It was like a, a big relief for her. Yeah. But yeah, we got to start this interview. Yeah, yeah we got to start sure. this interview. It's a good little segue from seizures into bowling alley and it came out. Yeah, I, I forgot. Jason I was fucking bored. You know what? I'm pretty sure Jason Voorhees has caused a few seizures. <laughs> Smacking their killed, heads. Kane Hodder has killed more people on film than any other actor ever. All right. Is that true? Out. True fact. Have a good rest of the show. I'm going to listen on my way home. Love all you listeners. Keep tuning in every Monday, 6 to 10. <coughs> check out the archives. Go back. Check out yeah. anything you missed. Me and P will be here. Hit us up in the chat. P and I will be here. Not me and P. P, P, P and I. ICP. English motherfucker. ICP. ICP. I'm out of here. Thought you left already, bro. Get out of here. Yeah, what up? Yeah. We're back up in this motherfucker. Fuck yeah. Live and lit. Replicon radio. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, we got what a. What you uh, doing, dog? What you doing? <laughs> got we a got dog a, in my lap. Yeah, we got a very special guest on the show tonight. Uh. You may know him by many names. Could be, uh, what could it be? Victor Crowley, maybe? Victor you may know him as motherfucking Jason Voorhees. Some people may know him as Kane. <laughs> Ed, or Ed Gain. Or Ed Gain. There's plenty plenty, plenty of names you may know him by. There's a man of many faces. Tonight we're just going to call him Kane. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Kane Hotter live, Ripplecon Radio. What's up, man? We definitely appreciate you calling in hanging out with us for sure. How are you? Hey. It's my pleasure. Um, happy to be on uh, traveling right now, but uh, it worked out that we could do this at this time. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys have to say. That's awesome, man. Well, we look forward to seeing what you have to say. Oh, right, so right. right. Who's interviewing you? <laughs> I'm you glad are... you said motherfucking Kane Hodder because then I know, oh, okay. Oh, no. You get the motherfucking line. title. You get the mother. Yeah, you can, yeah. You can talk as freely as you'd like here. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, first of all, Good I definitely know. I, I want to say thank you for calling in and hanging out with us, man. You're you're a fucking legend in the in the horror world or in the world as we know it, really. So we appreciate you taking the time to yeah. hang out with us on any level. So yeah, it, it kind of really set in when I was leaving work today, and I was like, I told my coworker, I was like, dude, I gotta go right now. I'm going home to interview Jason Voorhees, and I, it set in. I was like, holy shit, no fucking way. It like blew my mind. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah, awesome. Well, uh, and you guys are big jugglos too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All day. Okay, because I'm, you know, I have been uh, for a long time. Now I'm more of a full-on twisted guy, but I still, I may be old as shit, but I still listen to the music. So, yeah. hey man, you know, yeah, yeah, we're all family. Yeah, we all we're all family. Good. Yeah, we actually uh, dead body man talked to you a lot at. Uh, Actually, a few of our friends and people actually got to interact with you at Astronomicon, which was awesome. Yeah, I was the guy talking to you. Yeah, that was, I think, I, I told George that was the best first-time convention that I've been to. Hell yeah. Because, you know, a first-time convention, you don't expect it to be real busy. Yeah. Because it's the first time they're doing it. But it was, it was really great. And just having it there in Detroit, you know. Yeah, for sure. It was yeah, good. it was amazing. We had a great time, and super excited for next year. Hopefully, we'll see you back. So, oh, I, I, if if they want me, I'll be there. Hell yeah, that's dope. Um, and I also wanted to say before before we get too far into it, uh, I wanted to wish you a happy birthday, man. Oh shit! Oh, thanks. Happy yeah, birthday coming up on Sunday. Hell yeah! Yeah, so. I got a uh, uh, 
a nice bottle of tequila somebody just gave me for my birthday. Oh, so. shit. Ooh, nice. Yeah. It's going to be a good one for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So essentially, like, what we like to do here um, when we have people on is we like to, we like to get to know people. It's not really an interview. We just want to we want to get to know people, hang out, learn a little bit more. So we like to go back on the, the replicon time machine, if you will, take the DeLorean um, and go back to the early stages, man. Like back, you know, way back when little, little baby Kane hotter, you know, just get it, just got started. You know, I guess you were, you were in college, you were going to college for something else. And you just kind of stumbled into the industry. Like how did it all get? get started yeah, for you? I did. I, uh, I was going to college majoring in geography during the summer, I went to visit a buddy of mine named Mike Cutshaw down in L.A. I was up in Reno, and we went to Universal Studios, and we watched the stunt show, and I fucking knew right then that's what I wanted to do. I said, I want to be a stuntman. I don't know how in the hell you get into it, but that's what I want to do. And uh, sure enough, I I stopped. I left school for a semester to try stunt school and just fell in love with the whole idea and then I you know starved for first eight years once I even got into the business because it's it's a tough business to work in because nobody knows who you are and it's not like you can audition for stunts yeah you have to be qualified and you have to be deemed qualified by the stunt coordinator how do you get qualified if nobody will ever hire you <laughs> that's, so, the, that's the workforce in general forever. right there yeah yeah it's a real catch-22 situation and i uh eventually started working stuck with it and uh then the horror stuff came you know a few years down the road so hell yeah so what were you actually going to school for originally uh geography okay you said that yeah. Yeah. yeah, majoring in geography and uh, thought I would do something with that. And what a difference, man. And it's funny you say uh, little baby. I see all the time fans bring their babies. First of all, I see a lot of times I'll, I'll talk to somebody and they'll say, hey, yeah, we met a long time ago at a convention. And they'll be like, you know, 25 years old. And they'll show me a picture of when we first met and I'm holding them. <laughs> They're fucking, they were still shitting their pants. Holy shit when I first met them and now I'm meeting them at 25, 28 years old. <laughs> so that's, crazy. that's pretty amazing. But yeah. I, a lot of times will hold babies at conventions and I'll say, Hey, how, how, how big is the baby? You know, and they'll say, Oh, he weighs 10 and a half pounds now. And I, I'll, I'll, it's weird because I was never that size. Yeah. When I was born, I was 11, nine. It's crazy. Yeah, I saw somewhere they said you might have been the or, biggest baby. Yeah, in that <laughs> I, think I was, but eleven nine. So I, I see, I hold people, human beings, 
that were smaller than I was when I was born. So <laughs> it's just a weird thing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure why I went off on that tangent, but I believe uh, they call that being the alpha male. <laughs> the alpha, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's just nuts. Imagine someday, you know what I'm saying? In a in a different universe, Kane Hodder, Jason Voorhees could have been your teacher. Or right, you know right, right. Yeah, really. Teaching about yeah, mountains. No shit. Yeah, I'm, mountains. I'm bitch. your ge- geography teacher. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Last turn to page seventy four. Hell yeah. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> of, people, a lot of people are happy you went to Universal Studios that day for sure, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am. Thanks for, for skipping sure. class. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess you actually, uh, yeah, I guess you started out as an extra. That I guess they recently just found the the clips of that for your for your upcoming documentary when you were in the uh, yep California yep, split. Yeah, they did. They found yeah movie called California Split. While I was going to my last semester of college, I went down to be an extra on that movie, Downtown Reno. And that helped me decide that was the business I wanted to be in. And then the stunts, you know, I said, that that's really it. I don't necessarily want to go into acting, but I wanted to do something physical, so that was... That was the deal. So what's one of the craziest stunts that you've ever had to do on camera? Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's all relative, really, because it depends on what a person thinks is scary. Right. Because, you know, considering I almost died doing a fire stunt and carry the scars to this day over half my body. Yeah. Oh, damn. You would think I probably wouldn't do fire stunts anymore, but of course, that's what I ended up specializing in <laughs> because... Well, you learned what not uh, to do. Yeah, I, I must be pretty fucking stupid, but... <laughs> so, you know, fire stunts, a lot of people are just terrified of fire, so that would... Some people, that would be the scariest stunt. Or people that have fear of heights, you know... I did a movie called uh, Fair Game with Cindy Crawford and Billy Baldwin. I think I've actually heard of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a pretty big uh, movie. Four of us had to jump out of a flying helicopter one at a time to the top of a moving train. Oh, nice. So that was pretty tricky because it was at night. And, you know, the thing with this amazing to that people don't consider when they think of when they watch stunts in a movie is a lot of times as the viewer you will think you watch a stunt and think I, I think I could have done that and that's true but that may be true I should say but you don't know how many times that person had to do that stunt that's yeah. the thing you see it one time in a movie and that's the best take but you don't know how many fucking takes there were that, that that stunt where we had to jump one at a time out of a helicopter to the top of a moving train at night, we did five times. Damn. And the last two times, it was after it rained. Oh, God. So now you got a fucking wet helicopter, a wet train. It's at night. It's in at 2 o'clock in the morning, so you're tired. You've already done the stunt three times. That's when it starts getting tricky because you're... You're not quite as sharp as you were the first time you did it. Right. So, um, 
that was a little bit tricky just because of all of the factors that could go wrong. If you if you don't land right and you go between the cars, you're done. Yeah. Or you can slip out the fucking so, side of it. I mean, anything could go wrong. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and then I've done some other high falls that if people are afraid of heights, then they think, uh, you know, falling off a building or falling off a cliff is scary. Um, some car things that I've done are pretty, pretty scary. Flipping cars. I mean, I I find it fun, but you know, it can damage your brain if you don't land the way you want oh, to. Sure. So, oh yeah, definitely extremely dangerous. Pretty, yeah, it, yeah. I believe yeah, people have died flipping cars. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> well, it was a joke, car crashes. Oh, yeah. yeah. There has been yeah. a number of people died, but, you know, just that's just part of the, that's why we get paid well. Yeah, for you sure. It's not a job that everybody can do. Yeah. No, it's definitely, so. uh, you definitely got to do things right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You mentioned the, uh, you know, obviously the terrible accident from, you know, back, back in the beginning with all the burns and everything. Is there is that a thing? Is there a lot of mishaps in in your career that you know? Um, you know, I mean, yeah. Uh, everybody always asks. You know, I've been doing stunts for forty one years now. Yeah. And they ask about you know how many times I've been hurt, and that's another thing that it depends on what your definition of being hurt is. I mean, you get used to being incredibly sore after doing certain stunts. For sure. But that's not really injured. That's right. To me it's not injured. No. It's more like, you know, uh, a good workout or something where you can't you can't move the next day because you're so sore. But to me that's not really being injured. And and I've always thought that there my opinion is there's a big difference between Stunt people and daredevil. Oh yeah. Like, like the I I enjoy watching the guys on Jackass, but they're just fucking Jackass. Not stunt people. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? They just do shit and hope they don't get too badly injured. Yeah. A stunt person has to do that every day. Has to so you calculate as well as you can everything so that you don't get injured and. People like Evil Knievel used to brag about how many bones he broke. Yeah. He, you know, he broke 221 bones in his career. And I was like, you're bragging about fucking up. Yeah. Right. In my opinion, the whole point is to do a stunt successfully. Yeah. Brag about all the not stuff you did and not get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the impressive thing. Anybody can do shit and get hurt. I have never broken a bone in my life. Even as a kid, never broke a bone. It sucks. I don't recommend so, it. You know, I, I find that more impressive than 220 broken bones. That means you're fucking fragile. Yeah. That's absolutely. how I look at it. And you're not very good at what you do. Yeah. You're constantly getting hurt. Yeah, you're doing it wrong, sir. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, so you, you, got, into, you got into the... Uh, you know the stuntman thing, and you know you did some parts like we mentioned, California Split. You're in your first paying gig was Emergency. You're in Hard Bodies. You mentioned Fair Game. How did you get from that into the horror genre, which is what you know you became known for now? Yeah, that was uh, 
that was all John Beekler. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's a makeup effects guy that uh, directed Friday the 13th Part 7. Uh-huh. And he is the reason that I played Jason. Because I had worked with him before doing stunts on a movie and stuff, and he liked how I worked in the makeup. And that's a whole different deal working in makeup like that. And uh, he thought I did a good job, plus he knew that Jason had to be a stunt person this time because there were so many stunts to do as Jason. Right. That, you know, he said, I want this guy to be Jason. And uh, I did a screen test, and sure enough, uh, I got the part. But it was all because of Beekler pushing for me. And he didn't he actually like pay for your uh, for your test to to get you the audition or something like that? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, I didn't even know that until you know many years later that he financed the screen test. He put me on film so he could show them that I would be good as the character so uh, yeah for a long time i didn't even know he paid for that but yes he did wow that's awesome man shout out to that guy for yeah. sure <laughs> he yeah, created no a shit. legend yeah, and then obviously he feels like see i told you so because then i continued playing the part <laughs> yeah for three more movies after that one so he he was right and this day nobody else played the part more than once besides me so you know he he can he can be comfortable that he was right and made the right choice so I, I appreciate everything he did for me you are yeah you definitely you are Jason Voorhees to yeah to most people you are there Jason so that's awesome and Victor Crowley and Ed Gein and BTK and Sick Man absolutely <laughs> hell yeah all those people yeah so many iconic characters like that's like who you know what I mean like you stumbled into Universal Studios now you're Jason you know what I mean you even were you know what I mean you you did all the stunts as Leatherface for a while too right exactly yeah for uh, all, all of part three I was Leatherface in a number of scenes yeah that's crazy like all some of the most iconic characters in horror man how like how amazing yeah is that? And, like, and then I I felt honored that the video game guys thought that I should reprise the character in the video game. So I did all the motion capture for the Friday the 13th video game. Yeah. Yeah, that's how how different was that of an experience? Was that your first time doing something like that with motion capture and everything? I had done it a little bit before for a game that was never came out. I did like a week's worth of it for a game called Summer Camp. Ah. <laughs> Strangely enough. <laughs> But um, it never came out, so I had a little experience doing it, so it wasn't brand new. But it is kind of weird, I mean, trying to be scary while wearing spandex. <laughs> and a bunch of ping pong know. balls. Yeah. Or maybe that's maybe I'm look more scary wearing spandex. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be fucking scared if you, if I saw you in spandex. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Holy shit. Definitely to some people, for sure. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, and I know. I guess there was a lot of uh, a lot of controversy when after Jason X, and they did the Freddy vs. Jason, and they chose not to use you. 
So it was kind of it was almost kind of nice for them for someone to bring you back as Jason for the game. Exactly. Yeah, because you know you probably have read that I had a meeting with New Line and they gave me the script for Freddy versus Jason and yeah. said I was doing it. So I was doubly shocked when I didn't do it because I was already given the script and told I told I had the job. Yeah. That's crazy. Is there? A, did they give you? They hired a director that didn't want me. So ah, but you you ended up making it in the movie anyway, right? I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they never knew that, but well, yeah, Easter because egg. of the the Leatherface thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome for everybody. Yeah, he uh, and somewhere in the movie, Leatherface Three is playing in the background of Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, nice. While Kane is the stuntman for Leatherface. So yeah. right, it's almost like a, and it, it, it's like in the hospital or something. It's on a TV screen. That's fucking awesome, man. <laughs> that's like the coolest little Easter egg in the world. Yeah, it's like, like fuck you, new I director. Know, I, I, I mean, nobody would know that. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> other than maybe the director of the Chainsaw movie or something or RA maybe. Yeah, because I was doubling him. But yeah, I think that's pretty. Uh, be funny that's, yeah that's fucking awesome that's just like a that's like a huge slap in the face like, like i still got in still in that motherfucker yeah you can't get rid of <laughs> <Yeah>. me <laughs> you didn't awesome. pay me anything but i'm still in the fucking movie yeah. oh, there you go bitch <laughs> <laughs> credit me motherfucker <laughs> that's awesome man yeah and i guess and you I was killing somebody hell yeah there you go <laughs> even better and you even you even you did the uh the end of jason x with the freddy hand too i mean you've that's all. That's a yeah. cool little tidbit as well. Like, yeah, End of Jason iconic. goes to hell. You mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the one. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freddy, Freddy glove. And uh, when I saw that in the script, I told Adam Marcus, the director, I said, "I'm doing that fucking shot." <laughs> 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 Nobody else is putting that glove on. I am. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. yeah, that's super cool. So I mean, obviously, you've had you've had a huge career. You've done over like, like it's like 150 movies at this point. Um, and I guess recently you did. We have the Death House. It's I guess in select theaters right now. We're also gonna have uh, uh, Harrison on the show on this episode as well. Oh, so. oh, good. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Death House is a pretty good movie. I mean, uh, you know, my own sons went with me to see it recently in Nashville as we were visiting my son at that Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. And uh, they screened Death House close by. And my wife and my other son came in and we all, I mean, uh, before my wife got there, we went, she, they screened the movie and uh, we went and saw it. So, yeah, I mean, my one son said he thought it was quite a good movie. Hell yeah. It looks badass. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but yeah, it's definitely... Uh... I really of... don't look friendly in that movie at all. <laughs> no. And I'm not. <laughs> I know it's a stretch for me, but I'm actually not friendly at all. What? <laughs> that's crazy. That's, I know. that's insane. Blows your mind. The, don't don't tell me you killed anybody. Oh my god, no, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody dies in Death House. Oh god. Nobody Oh dies. yes. I, I killed RA. Oh no. Oh, shit. That's in crazy. The movie, yeah. Yeah, there's Again. so this Murdered. That's like a, I'm a, yeah. Murdered. I'm excited to talk to him about it because the lineup of like horror icons in this movie is incredible. So that's that alone. It really is. is. 
it really is. It's amazing cast. I mean, a lot of these guys are your friends. Like, was it? Did you guys all get to work together? Almost was that everybody. a lot of fun? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, we've all known each other for for years, most of us, and it was great being in the same film. Hell yeah! And uh, you know, it just I'm just I, I just happened to think of something. I don't think there are too many actors that I have killed more than once. Yeah. I have to research that now because <laughs> now I'm thinking of R.A. because I killed him in Hatchet or Hatchet 2, I guess it was. Hatchet 2. And now I killed him in Death House. So uh, I'm not sure how many actors exist that I've murdered more than once. <laughs> well, when you kill somebody, they stay dead. They stay dead. They stay yeah. dead. <laughs> yeah. And that, and, you yeah. know, another, another Easter egg that I think you guys know, but in the first Hatchet movie, both my sons were in that movie. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah, a, that's a cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And not many. Not kids. many dads can say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now, yeah, it's especially and like, Hatchet they, has become such a huge. I mean, that's a franchise of its own now. So are they? Are they wanting oh, to yeah. get into like horror acting too? Like, are they wanting to follow you in your footsteps? No, not really. Uh, my. My oldest son is ready to graduate with his master's degree oh, wow. from Texas A&M right now. Oh, okay. awesome. And yeah, the younger one is just finishing his junior year at Vanderbilt University in the engineering program. So oh, wow. they are not doing what I did at all, and that's fine with me. <laughs> yeah. I, I've loved my career, but it has not been fucking easy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not only the injury, but you know, struggling to fucking make a living at the beginning. That was, you know, I, I used to make extra money by doing my roommate's fan mail. Yeah. You know, and now who was your roommate? Yeah, who my, was your roommate? My own sons to do my fan mail. <laughs> who was your roommate that was Pretty receiving fun. fan mail? Uh, he, 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 he were roommates for about four years. Jack Coleman was his name. He's still a good buddy of mine. He was on Dynasty at the time. Ah, okay. And he finished that and he went on to Nightmare Cafe with Robert England and then he was on he was on Heroes um, for quite a few years. He was Horn Rim Glasses if you oh, ever yeah, watched yeah. that show. Yeah, I, I love that show. Yeah, so he has always done well and he used to pay me to answer his fan mail That's back awesome. in the day. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So, like, yes, I, uh, I, 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 I did not have an easy road of it, but I think that's why I appreciate it uh, as much as I do. Because there are some actors that happen to hit it big immediately, and they don't fucking know how hard it can be, so they don't appreciate it, and they're assholes. Yeah, for sure. That's for so, sure. Yeah, I was gonna say like the few interactions I may have had with you, but I I know a lot of people that have actually you know either may or met you at a con or just interacted with you, and nobody has anything bad to say. It's all you know, what I mean, super humble. Obviously, you're huge, especially in the horror world. Like people freak out about Jason, so like, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, man. well, I mean, I congratulations just know on being you. Yeah, congratulations <laughs> for being you. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Folks. <laughs> 
don't know if anybody's ever said that. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> when you first said right? that. It's not very often that somebody will say something to me that I haven't heard before. So well done. We're, We're good. All, <laughs> we try. We're all about first here. Yeah. So I did kind of want to talk about, uh, like you were mentioning, it was a struggle growing up and, um, you know, getting into the scene and everything. Um, and I, a few years ago, you wrote the, the Unmasked book. And was right. that kind of what turned into what the, the documentary that just came out as well to Helen back? Or they kind of coincide with each other? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's what inspired Derek Herbert to do the documentary was reading the book and saying, wow, this is an unusual story that uh, a lot of people might relate to. So uh, he was like, yeah, let's uh, let's do the visual version of your life story as opposed to the book. So um, it's gotten very good response and I'm very happy with it. So, you know, I talk about everything, you know, everything in my life, good and bad. And there's, there's, you know, a lot of stuff that a lot of actors wouldn't talk about because it makes them not sound that great. Yeah. You know, some of the stuff I talk about is stuff that, you know, some people would be like, eh, boy, I would never have talked about that. But that's part of my story. So Absolutely. I discuss everything, good and bad. You're just keeping it real. That's, yeah. the, only, that's the only way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. You know, any, that's, that's an awesome documentary for anybody who... You know, whether they're a Kane Hodder fan or a horror fan, just about coming up and, you know, almost, you know, any sort of success story. Plus all the, uh, you know, other people that are in it, you know, that are part of the documentary as well, which, you know, you got a lot of people talking about you and your story as well, like Twisted. A lot of our, right. most of the people listen to this, you know, obviously we all love Twisted. But I mean, you got Bruce Campbell, Robert England, all kinds of people on there as well. So, right. Elvira. Yeah. yeah. And Jack is on there too, my old roommate so. awesome yeah uh, and you know it's just that what what i what i always like to mention to people is see if, if if you can imagine something that you've loved watching like say a character that you've loved watching for over the course of you know eight years you've loved watching every movie that came out you've enjoyed it now you're suddenly playing that character. Can you imagine how incredible that must feel? That's great. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened to me. I loved the Jason movies, all of the first, you know, six that were from 1980 to 86. I loved watching the character. And then now I'm going to be that guy? That's fucking amazing. That's beyond description how that felt. So. I figured I have to do whatever I can to do this character justice because, you know, this right. is I, an icon. Like, right. I can only imagine that, that you being a, a, a big fan of the character like only drove you to make it that much better. And I think that right, speaks exactly. out in your work. And that's why you were him in four movies. You know, like nobody's ever done that. You know, so you are, you became him. And, you know, it shows, right. yeah, and, you know. And I went back and watched all the previous movies again before we started part seven because I wanted to see what kind of things that I liked what guys did with the character, what kind of stuff that I think I could add to it and all that. So I developed my own my own take on it, you know, and uh, it worked. 
yeah, it wasn't just like another actor playing the part. It was like somebody's like, no, I am him, you know, and I, this this is what he needs to be. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not going to take the opportunity of a lifetime and blow it. Right, know? right. I'm, you know how many people would love to have gotten that job? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I got it, so, man, I better fucking do it right. Well, you fucking killed it, man. That's why they kept coming. That's why they keep coming back. So. Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> killed it. I'd love to do it one more time. Well, hopefully you can, man. That would be. Ah, I, I, w- I would love to. I'm, you know, I'm older now, but I could still beat your ass. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> There's no question on my end. <laughs> He's fat and floppy. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, yeah, I'm just sitting just, here all overweight and shit. You fucking tearing me apart, <laughs> sir. <laughs> That's crazy. But, um, I am going to have to get going fairly soon, but uh, uh, what else should we talk about? Yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to touch on one other thing. I guess you guys do you do, um, I guess, kind of in your uh, your spare time is you guys with your uh, with the Hollywood Ghost Hunters. Is that oh, still yeah. something you're, you guys do? Oh, sure. I mean, I, I still love doing that kind of stuff. It's just, you know, we've all been pretty busy uh, lately, so we haven't done too much of it. But, you know, anytime there's a location close to where I am, I'll always go and try and visit it because I'm fascinated by that world. I just I'm just very careful to not exaggerate i i think people everybody that's interested in the paranormal area always they all want to have a story to tell because everybody has stories so they go investigate and very often i think it's just my opinion that people inadvertently exaggerate something that has happened they make it more into something more than it really was and without even knowing they're doing it really i can think of several uh, i I can think of several shows that do that well yeah they gotta (laughs) sell a tv yeah Yeah, i mean just even even ones that aren't shows they just people want to have a story so they'll something will happen and they'll feed off of each other and then blow it up into something much bigger than it was and they don't even realize they were doing that. See, I yeah. like it when they keep so it real. I'm very, very careful to not do that. I want, if I have a story, it's going to be a good story. And not something that could be a, a natural occurrence that just happened to seem weird. Right. You know, so uh, I love the idea of you know paranormal stuff existing but man i am careful not to make more out of something than it was and and as a fan i appreciate that i like it when people keep it real rather than like just make it theatric or or, you know blow shit up you know it's like right it's like like you can very well tell when somebody's blowing it up because it's like that sounds like this person's story and that person's story and it just sounds like generic at that point you know, it's not even right. dramatic. You know, it's like I'd rather be like, "Yeah, no, we went here, we didn't catch shit this time, but it was fucking creepy." Yeah, right. Because there's no way that every time you go somewhere, 
crazy it's going to happen. Yeah. It just, it's not believable. Yeah, I have, I've, I've, so, have you ever heard of the Limp Mansion? What is it? The, the, Lit- the Limp Mansion. It's here in St. Louis. It's probably, it's considered one of the most haunted uh, mansions in the, in the United States. How do you spell it? L-E-M-P. It's a uh, right. Yeah, I think I have. Yeah, it's an old brewery. The Limp, the Limp family owned it, and Falstaff and all that stuff. Yeah, I've stayed there multiple times, and I've never had like anything major happen. You know, I've never seen anything paranormal, and it had been creepy. And I've had some things happen to physically affect me, like at weird times of me being there, but nothing like you know. It's like I haven't seen anything. I haven't heard any voices or anything like that. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's a cool building, though. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, I, lo- I love going Google. there. I actually love... To the Google! They have a, a bar that's open and a restaurant and all this stuff. I love going there and catching a few drinks when I'm going out on the town. Just because I... And that, uh, is, it a, is it a hotel? Yes. Or? Yeah, you can stay there. And it's a, it's a... I mean, it doesn't have very many rooms, right? No, it has, I think it has like five rooms. Five to six right. or seven rooms. And they're really cheap actually like they're like 110 dollars a night and and it, this building cool. is over 100 years old how do you say the name of the place Jam- limp, no, limp limp mansion limp. oh no no i know that but the it, the address is on deminal place or something um, the address deminal you know i, I don't D- know d-e-m-e-n-i-l place is the address yeah i'm not sure some weird St. Louis name. Who knows? Yeah, no. That's, yeah. That, I think it's uh, pronounced Diminal. Diminal? Yeah, Diminal Place. Yeah. It's not too far from the river. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's, And it's right. It's literally right across the highway from the Anheuser-Busch Brewery. It's a pretty cool place. Oh, yeah, I see that. There's yep. a limp brewery, too. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they're connected. Yeah, they used to be the the second biggest distributor back in the day until Prohibition hit. And then all the limps uh, cons, uh, consecutively committed suicide in the house. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, and it's and a part, part of it has underground tunnels that were Indian-like tunnels, like American Natives tunnels and shit like that, like part of it, like wow. in the brewery. Yeah, it's it's got, and they won't let you in there. They won't let you in those tunnels. Like it's locked up. No. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Like well, Zach Bagans went there, and he wanted to go in the tunnel. And he tried to open the door, and they were like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> well, talk to the owners, and maybe you never know who's a horror fan. There you go. True. And might you know? Wait a minute. So Jason and some people want to come over. And go in the tunnels. Well, maybe we could do that. You never know. Well, I'm actually I'm you know actually I mean? friends with a handful of the staff there. So like, because I go there all the time, and I, I have them on my my you know my Snapchat and all that stuff. So I'm actually friends with. Why don't you mention that I have the, the ghost hunting group, and I'd love to come with a couple people sometime and take a look. I can set. I can make that happen. For well, sure. I, I will talk to them, and if it can happen, I'll make it happen. Jason Voorhees, the Hollywood Ghost Hunters and Replicon Radio interview. Invade I, the tunnels of Lip Mansion. I'm going there Saturday. Yeah. I'm going to go there Saturday, <laughs> and I'll be like, "Hey, what's up? This is what's going down." Yeah, because that would be pretty cool if it's never been done. You know. Well, they've had people there to investigate it, but Jason Voorhees has never been there. But not, <laughs> but not in the tunnels, though. Oh no, said, no. Right? Oh, you want to go in the tunnels? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. I, I'll That's tell what them. I want to do. 
Okay. All That's right. That's what I want to convince them to do. Let us do something that nobody's done before. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm absolutely down. That'd be awesome. I won't go, but I will watch it later. I'm bringing a hard hat. <laughs> I don't mess with spirits. That's how I... Uh, fuck the spirits. <laughs> yeah. Or the, whatever. Whatever they are, I don't mess with them. But yeah, watch the episode of Ghost Adventures that went there, and then he, you, you'd see him trying to get in and yeah. all That's that awesome, stuff. man. So I, do, I'm gonna, I know you're running out of time, man. We appreciate you hanging out. Um, yeah. I, I want to ask you one more question we ask all our guests. Um, but first, okay. is there anywhere... Where they can find the uh, the Back to Hell. I know you have the uh, the store at AM Inc. Publishing. Has, you, can get, you can buy the book and a bunch of merch. Is there anywhere to get the documentary currently? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I should have that information handy, and I do not. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's the production company is masterfully macabre is the name of the production company. If you search on there, there'll there'll be a way to figure out how to watch the, the documentary. Okay. Yeah, I know it was on that store previously, but it wasn't up there today, so. Yeah. They, that that would be the best way to try and find out. Hell yeah. That's awesome. So one question we do ask everybody, whether they're an actor, a writer, a musician, because um, we love music here, and I know you do too. Obviously, you're a fan of Twisted and the Clowns and all the underground. Um if there's three records in your life that touched your soul or inspired you in life or in your career, just three albums that you just cannot live without no matter what, what three records oh, would wow. they be? Oh, wow. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, interestingly, my very first album I ever got into was Black Sabbath, Masters of Reality. Hell yeah. yeah. And the Metallica Black Album. Classic. Classic. (laughs) Yeah. And I need a third one. Uh, It would probably, it's not an album, but it's a song. Okay. And... (laughs) I don't, I've never talked about this. Boy, you guys bring out some shit in me that I've never talked about before. Well, that's good. Uh, my, We're all friends here. And I, I, I don't remember the artist. Let me let me see here. To the Googles. <laughs> right. It's funny. Here it is. Uh, it's a song. Oh, wow. Interesting. I didn't realize that. It's a Fleetwood Mac song. Oh, wow. I, I can get down with Fleetwood Mac. And it's called Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I know that song. That's a good because song. Because when I was in the hospital with the Burns, and I was in the shitty hospital that you'll hear all about, where I wasn't getting proper care and things were going bad, and I was basically dying, my sister would come in with her guitar and sing that song every day. Oh, wow. shit. That's awesome. So I have never mentioned that. Wow. In an interview or in my documentary or anything. So interesting that you brought that up. Well, we appreciate you sharing huh. it with Absolutely. us, man. That's, that's awesome. That's that's, amazing. We yeah. want to get. That's why. That's why we like to get to know you. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, very cool. I like when somebody makes me bring up something I've never done before. <laughs> so that's great. Well, I tell you what. If we had more time, we would keep doing it. Oh, it would, it would keep coming up. <laughs>
I got to go kill somebody. So I hear you. <laughs> well, we uh, appreciate I mean, it, literally. man. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We appreciate Thanks you hanging for, out. Uh, Hopefully we can have you on thanks. again sometime in the future, man, for sure. But Oh, I'm and, sure. And I'm going to work on that Limp Mansion shit. Please do. Yeah, maybe we'll see you in the tunnels. Let me know. Yeah, that's the only way I'll go there if they let us go in the tunnels. I'll see what I can for do. Sure, we would be respectful of everything, not fucking assholes, so... Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll I'll see what I can do. Sure. I'll see what I can work Hopefully out. Can okay. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate right, hanging out. Everybody, go check out the new hey, movie guys. Death Death House, and uh, peep up that uh, to hell and back, man. We appreciate you hanging out with us, Kane. No problem, man. I I appreciate the time, guys. All right, man. Have a good night. And welcome to the Replicon family. Yeah. Welcome to the family. You're always welcome here for sure. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Yeah. I say, God. You think I'm out of my mind? As as uh, oh man, I got geeked all over again. What? I gotta turn my, I gotta turn my fucking headphones down. Holy shit! What? Man, uh, I'm I'm geeked all over again, man. Like yeah, you said in the chat, uh, I went crazy on my Snapchat. I did because of the fact that like he wants to go ghost hunting, with, like me and you. Well, you're not gonna do it, but with me at Lint Mansion. Like what? I'm gonna go. Ah oh, man, I, and I. Man, basically, I geeked out over you know being able to set that up. But yeah, anyway, no, that was a dope interview. Um, we we wish it was longer, uh, but you know, time constraints. I, like like we said that we were told fifteen minutes, twenty minutes max, like the whole time, like the, the time that we were setting this up the, by by his agents and all that stuff. It's like, well, you're only going to get this amount of time, and that's it. And we we're like, we will take whatever we can. And that's what we got out of, you know, 15 minutes. You know, it was like, yeah, no. We got two firsts that, like, nobody's ever, you know, brought that out of him. And he done, he's done documentaries about his entire life. Uh, he, he's done uh, interviews and all that stuff. He's never brought up the whole uh, the Fleetwood Mac thing, which, you know, that, that's, that's dope. That's heartfelt right there. You know, oh, yeah, that's no, right there. Sure. And then uh, the other one, uh, <laughs> you know, just, just little comments and all that stuff, you know. We appreciate him taking the time out of his day to come and interview with us. Um, I'm still geek, man. I, I, you, you, I'll let you go ahead and talk because I'm just going to get all stupid. Oh, get stupid. <laughs> I'm fucking. This is dope, man. Oh, man, I was so excited. I did. Oh, man, I'm so excited. This is dope. I'm, I'm excited. I'm I like the goose goose chills, God, goose pimples. I I, hands down, favorite interview all time of, uh, of us like there it is that's my number one interview for 2000 the 2016 I 17 love, 18 i still love the george interview george interview was, shout out for george for helping george interview was great oh yeah oh, oh yeah absolutely shout out to george um yeah no definitely and we, you know we we want to brand um, th- hopefully this is just the the beginning we want to do all kinds of different interviews like we want we love music and we're going to continue to do artists we want to continue to get into Hollywood actors, uh, directors. But, you know, I was just talking with P after uh, our Harrison interview. That it's like, dude, we got to get Sid Haig on. Yeah. I know. I, I, we got to get him shit, on. Man. Uh, I just need dope shit. I mean, you know, he, after Harrison was like, he's a wealth of information. It's like, yeah, no. So, you know, little tidbit, if you've listened this far, you know, that's going to be our number one goal for right now. But, I'm not promising anything because obviously this this just happened. I'll hit him up. We'll hit him up. I mean, you know, but so that is a possibility. You know, I'm saying it, 
We're already a month and a half ahead of ourselves, so yeah, I will. I'll, I'll wipe. It our can schedule. happen tomorrow, and it'll be. A I'll wipe our schedule. From now. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I, I'm just saying, I'm gi- I'm giving him hope. Like, no, like we but wanted. Who thought you would you thought fucking a year ago when we walked into that shitty building that a year and a half ago we'd be interviewing fucking Jason. If Borges you would have told me when we <laughs> when me and, and you movie first directors had that, when and fucking. Me, when me and you had George that Velikis first sit down and, and we had to separate ourselves from the f- six fucking douches idiots, yeah. idiots that were they were on the fucking show that you like, dude, you're gonna not only are you gonna interview Jason Voorhees, you you got to drink with him. Like no <laughs> fucking way that I would ever fathom in my mind. Like I'm st- and that's a, that's part of the reason why I'm geeked. And, and, like, and, we walk into a room and I'm like, bro, first thing we need to do is get headphones. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's that's it. where we were. Yeah, that, yeah. It's like, uh, dude, we, we need, need to get headphones. Yeah, and you know what? We need to stop screaming. I'll work on some stuff, but we need to get headphones. Yeah, we we, we should stop screaming and get headphones. And you know what? That did not happen for a very long time. <laughs> we still haven't stopped screaming. <laughs> we haven't. Well, one I mean, just hasn't been here for a yeah, while. Yeah, one I yeah. He's probably at home screaming. I don't. He did like uh, one of my posts, um, but that was earlier. Uh, but. No, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm super. I'm just super geeked. Like, I, I, like you know, I'm just flabbergasted for sure. Hey, Merle. <coughs> yeah, yeah. We don't baby steps, man. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We and got, get, we only want to get bigger. And if you're in the chat room, you saw my little post, and we shared some of it. Um, absolutely. It ain't stopping. Next week on the show, we got motherfucking Godsend. That's gonna be dope. That's a dope one. You guys one. gonna hear that kid's name for a long ass time. He was actually in the uh, in the chat room earlier. Mm-hmm. Yep. First ever interview, right. right here on Replicon Radio. Yep. Then we got motherfucking his cherry, Saint Dog, Saint the motherfucking Dog. Cottonmouth I'm, Kings. I'm excited about that one because I'm I bet that dude's got some crazy stories. And if you guys were tuning in back in the uh, Replicon Radio Awards, the beginning of the year, there was a little bit of controversy, and we got our homie King and the Creep Pass on. Oh shit! We gonna talk about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got the homie Raven De La Vega, who was actually on our Christmas. Anybody can call in special, yeah, for a short amount of time, and he's been wanting to get back on. So yeah, so we're gonna have him we're on. giving him his moment, a little bit of underground flavor for that ass. Yeah, we, I mean, we we're doing these big <coughs> interviews. We got to, you know, but we're I mean, we still got love for the Hell yeah. you know for everybody, and everybody. Then, and then the week after that, just confirmed today. Oh shit! Put in the chat. I don't know if I'm. I don't. Know. Did I? Did I read this? Who? I mean, you never know. One eye might show back up. But uh, oh, should we get one eye on the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the return of fucking Allah Zuli Lou. Oh boy, getting access. You know what? I'm excited for this round because for anybody that uh, anybody that's gone back, I'm gonna say I know that we have not had people. Uh, sorry, Pop. Uh, we have not had people listening for this long. It, when we had Axon in the beginning, when they were on their come up, that was like a hell long that time. was a long time ago. I had no fucking idea. One eye was busting a nut all over the fucking computer mm-hmm. monitors at the old little rat fest fucking station that we were at. And we had no idea who the fuck these people were. He's like, Not dude, really, he's yeah. like, dude, Alazula, we were like, what? Alazu kazoo? What? What the fuck? Kazoos? Kazoos? I don't fucking know. And, uh, like, I had no idea. I didn't listen to the music. I didn't know that it was like a movement. It was so early on. I mean, fuck, this was like, what, a year and a half ago almost? <laughs> we had him on the fucking show yeah. and they, all I can remember is that it was a chaos tornado of of they were eating pizza at like some church 
I don't know if they were at an actual church. Yeah, that's where that's their spot. Yeah, they were at a, at a real church. They were sitting on stoops, and then like they, they were just like four people calling in, even though there was only three members. I, I don't know. It was such a fucking clusterfuck in my mind. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was like, who the fuck are these guys? And it wasn't until like six or seven months later that like, you know, they like I saw them blow up on the scene. I was like, oh, shit. Those are those guys. Okay, cool. We had them on like in their come up, you know, we got we got them like right before anybody. Like, I mean, they they were establishing themselves mm-hmm. and we were establishing ourselves. I mean, we we. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing, and they, you know, they. Uh, yeah, it was a chaotic interview. That we had, we had three of them on the line at once. Oh my god, two of them were in one spot, and, and we were all talking shit. Yeah, there was two of them like in fun, one spot. All in fun, but yeah, it, it was, was all in fun. It was a good interview. That's where Reptard Decepticons came from. I w- yeah, we wanted to change our name to Reptard Decepticons for a while. <laughs> if you go back in our uh, in our archive uh, folder on Spreaker. Uh, it is the Reptard. It's the only Reptard Decepticon episode yeah. that we have, <laughs> and that is that is Alazuli Lou. And yeah. I believe that's um, fuck. It's almost two years ago. Shit, it's been that long. But yeah, close. I don't know. It's coming. Yeah, close. we're gonna talk about fucking UPS double the Almighty. This time, this time around, it's gonna be way different. It's gonna be, it's gonna be way more organized. Put them in the trunk. Put them in the trunk. I, you know, I think Put we should. I think we should try to steer away from that. Yeah, that Put song. Them in the trunk? That song. Good song. It's a good song, but that's like, and that's what really brought them up. But I mean, that's their like pop song. Put them in a trunk. I'm, I'm, I like pop music. I, I love pop music. I, you you heard the the little snippet? I was listening to Halsey on the way here. That's why that's why it played when I plugged in my Spotify. The shit yeah, I was. Uh, I, I I haven't been listening to. It. I, love. You know what? I Ooh. since we're on that topic, I'm so mad that she's with G Easy yeah. because now she has an arrogant ego about her, and I mm-hmm. fucking hate it. I hate it. I, him and I, I hate that song. It's a good song. I I love her her vocals and all that stuff in it, but I fucking hate that song because now she's got like a Nicki Minaj arrogance about her, yeah. and I fucking cannot. She's stand definitely it. changed a lot. I cannot from, uh, stand it. She's totally new different. Americana. Absolutely, she had fucking blue hair. She was like a singer songwriter, like hippie looking girl. Now she's got like an added pop star. Now she's like a little thug, like little thug hood rat. Like, like say, I'm the shit. I'm the best thing ever. Like we gonna take over this motherfucker. Like <laughs> nah, like, I I ain't about that. Like, like I I like Nicki Minaj, but I hate when she started getting that little that she was always a diva, but like she got like a super fucking attitude about it. You know, yeah. I I don't know. I can't stand it. I don't know. Way off topic, but. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna love you. I want her to be happy. I want her to be happy, but I do not want her to have that fucking arrogant ass attitude because it shows in her music. Anyway, but I'm excited for the new the the next uh, interview that we have with Axe because it's gonna be totally different now that we all know who they are and they're all established and all that Kane, stuff. Kane's third pick was that yeah the Fleetwood Mac song. Don't stop. Yeah, don't. What was it? The, uh, thing, the thing he had never shared with anyone before until us. Yes, don't stop. Like yeah. his sister came and sang it to him every day while he was in the hospital and almost died. Yeah, like that. Yeah, like that. That's special. Like that. That. That right there is special. That you know that he shared that with us. I mean, I mean, we have that effect on people. Not to toot our own horn, but it's like no, we we want to get to know you. Like we we love your work. We you know and all that stuff. But we want to know who you are. 
and that's that's a testament to how we do interviews and how you do interviews and like you conduct your questions and all that stuff i, I mean it's uh yeah that's just uh crazy that he would that would even just come up like we didn't even know about that because like he's yeah, done interviews there's a whole documentary and a whole documentary and it never came up you know and it's like yeah no even at, just a little tidbit he's like I'll show you a little bit of my 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 real self, but y'all, that's all you get. We'll take it, you know. Because I mean, and that's that's uh, yeah, that's what we mean when we're trying to peer into your soul when we ask that question, you know. Because it it really does. Because I, I mean that that song helped him carry on and 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 get stronger and beat the the bad medical attention oh, yeah. that he got. Um, and, and you know, just stay strong. Just just hearing his sister's voice and, and that song, yeah, I dope. mean, I mean, that really means something to him. And for him to share that with us, that's a lot, dude. That I mean, that that means a lot to me. You know, it's like you that that's a personal thing. You know, so we're just gonna keep having all these people on for the next like twenty years, so that way I can invite they invite me over to like their birthday parties and stuff. Fine, if I get invited, to, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> One day we're all just gonna actually be friends. I'm totally down. I, I'm absolutely. Well, you'll get invited and you just leave me in the shadows. I'm like, oh, man. I'll tell you about it. You'll tell me about it afterwards. <laughs> you Whatever. We're going to be running through the trenches of Limp Mansion and I'm going to be fucking peeing my pants. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> like, you got to give me a heads up when you go say something. Like, dude, I just took a drink. <laughs> scared out of my mind, dude. But I'm like, Seriously. If, if that happens, I'm not going to miss it. I said. But I'm going to be fucking like. I legit might have a heart attack and pee in my pants for real. <laughs> All right, I, I said I was gonna do, I was gonna go there Saturday. I did not. So you lied to uh, Kane Hot. You lied to Jason. No, Williams. I had every intention of going to Saturday, but I I, uh, I wound up not have uh, wound up not being able to do that. But I am going you to. You hit her first. Dead body man lied. To I did not Williams. lie to him. I wanted to. I want to do research on the tunnels. I want to get all my my P's and Q's in line because I know some of the people that run this place, and. Like they are no shitters. Like you got you got to come in and you can't just be like, "Hey, Jason Voorhees wants He's to go." He's got to start the conversation, man. That's all it is. No, no, no. I got to have my information, man, about these fucking tunnels. I got to know what went on down there, where these tunnels go, why they can't go down there. I gotta I gotta watch the episode of Ghost Hunters. I got I gotta come correct, son. That's what's up, Danny like, or Dana, however you pronounce that. Like, Shout out to fucking Alaska in the chat room for sure. Oh shit! Where the fuck did that come from? I'm glad you found us too. That's dope. What the fuck is that? Toronto Juggalo? No, they're from Toronto. No, 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 no. Kidding me? Uh, no, Danny. No, well, well, there's a Toronto Juggalo in there. From that's Toronto. It. Yeah, not Toronto. Alaska. That body man is drunk. Oh, that's Canada. No, what? I'm sorry, man. I'm not fucking drunk. I'm just stupid. <laughs> both. Both. You. I'm not drunk. It's only <laughs> third both. drink. It's only my third drink. Fuck you. We, oh, we're glad yeah. you found us too. Hopefully, you uh, check out some of the old episodes. You guys should feel special. You're you're within the top ten first uh, Canadian jugglers to find us. If you're in the motherfucking, uh, we love you, M&E, Danny. You should definitely check. I, be- out I believe that I believe that's pronounced Danny. It could be Danny. It could be Dana. Danny. No, no it's probably Danny. It's right. Danny. No, I'm, no, I'm dumb. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, for real. Check us out every Monday right here, replicomradio.com, 6 to 10 Central Time. I don't know what time zone you're in, so I apologize. The chick confuses me. 
on pretty much every interview we do, it's all we're always trying to figure out the times with the people. It does. You know what? Uh, time I specifically tell people Central, and they're like, "Okay, cool. I'm Eastern. What does that mean?" Like the, <laughs> the only time it confuses me to is the Google. The only the only reason why it confuses me is because if you go too far west, it goes for like the the western uh, western mountain time zone or whatever. Yeah. Like there's two time zones. Like you you're either like the majority of the country, like almost all the way to the coast, is one hour difference of us, either plus or minus. Yeah. Like now Harrison if you, called us at eight thirty his time, seven thirty. Yeah, if you go super far west to certain areas, it's two hours. It's two hours. That's what fucks me up because I think that there's also a certain area of the east coast that is two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's yeah. what fucks me up, and I'm like, I, yeah, I make it explicit: Central Standard Time. Yeah, and I'm like, I think it's an hour, but I can I could be wrong. I just Google. Anytime someone asks me what it is, I literally Google their time zone, what time it is at that moment. Yeah. I'm like, okay, it's 8.52 there, it's 6.52 here. I want you to be on here at 7. Their so time. that means you need to call me at 9 o'clock. Yeah. Because you're two hours See, I, I, try, I try to explain <coughs> that, but then I I've, I'm, I I want to make it explicit. It shouldn't be that hard, but it is. Well, I've come to find out in the last, I don't know, two three months that i have to realize that i have to speak to everybody like they're absolutely i'm not going to say that absolutely completely retarded but like absolute like there's no vagueness at all and it like so i'm gonna if somebody goes hey what time do you want this person to call in okay well uh you're uh, i'll google it next time i'll be like well you're two hours ahead of me i i'm transferring your time zones to my time zone i want you on at I want him to call me at nine o'clock your time. That's it. I'm not going to go. That's this time. Our time. Wiggles is two hours behind us. Oh, God damn it. That's what's up. Well, I'm glad you, you found us for the cane interview. Hopefully you like other stuff we do too. I, I just, I just love that. Wiggles is always, is, is a fucking ride or die. Well, I was about and, the and girl. what? Yeah. Wiggles is the shit, but I was talking about the girl. Well, she tuned in for cane. Uh, Joe Wiggles. Oh, hold on. Jesus, Jesus, guys! Hey, for show shout out to everybody, man. Make sure you hit up at replicon underscore radio on Twitter and Instagram. We're talking about we the girl replicon about being radio two hours behind. I'm so confused. 4 p.m. Replicon radio comes on for Joe Wiggles at 4 p.m. That means this is no, 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 because no, you were like, I'm talking about the girl, but Joe Wiggles is uh, two dollars behind, and uh, you were like, yeah. she tuned in for Kane and blah blah. blah. I don't know, man. You're blending too much shit. Sorry, you can't keep up. You're drunk. I can't. I'm not drunk. Right. I, uh, Jesus. Thank you, Danny. Thanks. Uh, hey, you're sheltered. All of our episodes are backlogged and available for 24-7 playback. Just said, I'm going to check it all out. You can fast forward through the ramblings. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and the false accusations. Alright, we're way past our time. We're supposed to be over by now. Fuck, I gotta get up. We're twenty something minutes past, so we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. Oh Jesus Christ. Peep us out on fucking like I said, Facebook, Replicon Radio. (laughs) Subscribe on YouTube, Replicon Radio, Twitter and Instagram, Replicon underscore radio. And you can find all that at the top of the page at replicanradio.com. You could all if you like have shirts and shit. You click shop now, it'll take you to our Teespring. Eventually we're gonna update that. If it pops up and all you see is white shitty shirts. Don't listen to it. Go into it. You can change the colors. You can do all kinds of cool stuff. There's hoodies. There's socks. There's flags that we make no money on. 
So wave that motherfucker high. And just so you guys know, there will be we our, our next installment of new merch. We will have we got that good dick. Yeah. Just letting you know, it's already it's already gonna it's already in the works. We're making we're gonna make it happen. Underground unity. Underground unity is gonna be another one. The replicon is watching. The replicon is watching is gonna be another one. I want to try to find another uh, another outlet to where we can do the whole yeah. fucking shirt. There's a few. Yeah, there's a few. work. But yeah, tune in work. next week. We got pro- brand new hot producer, Godsynth. Uh, first ever radio interview. First ever. And uh, I can tell you about my, uh, my the rest of my week because I'm going to go see Twisted and Blaze and Gorilla Voltage. And I'm, yeah, Wednesday. Party, party. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to bring my fucking uh, my monopod. And we're gonna we're gonna get some high quality fucking video. Do it. I have to because I gotta I gotta stay. I promise you, I take it into the green room. So, yeah. Better better bring your business with you then. I'm I'm um, I'm all business Wednesday. Much love. Much love. Replicon Radio. Love you guys. Mwah. Mwah. Make sure you tune in next week.
Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. Crackling fires and silent nights. Fir trees decorated with sparkling lights. Stockings hung by the chimney in a row. And a Lexus in your driveway with a giant red bow. These are the signs of the holiday season, and the Lexus December to Remember sales event is the perfect reason to get an ES or LS that's been carefully crafted and incredible offers that feel truly enchanted. But hurry, these offers end January 2nd. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Ho, 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 what can I get you? Hey, Santa, a pony and an iPhone for my mom. She really wants one. That's a lot. Look, at Metro, they'll give you an iPhone 6S just for switching. Charlie Jingle Bells, I should switch to Metro. It's smart, you should. Get this unbelievable deal under your tree. Switch and get an iPhone 6S on us. Hurry, because deals this good don't last long. Metro by T-Mobile. Plus sales tax and activation fee. Not valid for current T-Mobile network numbers or numbers active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.